Hello. Welcome to the Ricky Gervais Show with Guardian Unlimited. Back where it all started. With me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello. And of course, Carl Pilkington. Right. The internet phenomenon that is Carl Pilkington. Ah, now ah, this could be interesting. Now that noise, do you want to explain, Steve? I will. I've just sent a text to this number that some of you may have heard of, 63336. Now apparently this is a number you can uh, send a text to and it will answer any question that you have for it. And in the past, for instance, I sent it um, quite some quite profound questions. I once asked it, um, should they have dropped the second bomb on Nagasaki? And it had a very thoughtful answer. So we've sent it a question, perhaps equally thoughtful. Carl Pilkington believes in ghosts. Is he an idiot? Now, we sent that because this is the Halloween special. These podcasts are, are three one-off free specials, and they're free because we want to thank people who uh, who paid um, for the for the audio books we did, the, uh, the last two series. So thank you for that. I've just bought a, a flat in New York, and Steve's just bought a lovely BMW. Mercedes. Oh, is it a Mercedes? Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Carl's having his kitchen done and his boiler replaced. Still not happy. But, um, yes, thank you. Um, uh, the back catalogue is still available um, in audiobooks on iTunes, but these are three free ones. Anyway, the question we asked, 6336, Carl Wilkinson believes in ghosts. Is he an idiot? And this is the response. Unusually, producer Carl Pilkington is both an idiot and a comic genius. His humour is not to everyone's taste, however. That's <laughs> amazing. That's the response. But it's curious because it doesn't really answer our question about ghosts. Send them, do you believe in ghosts? Okay. This is the Halloween special, of course. That's why we're talking about ghosts. Carl, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen, like, a proper proper ghost so why do you believe in something that uh, there's no evidence for yeah you but what what why are we here then if if it is just sort of you're born right and when i mean we are useless at least other creatures when they're born well you speak for yourself no but they're born other creatures are born to do a job aren't they when a bee's born you know what that's going to be doing it hasn't got any <laughs> options that's got a job to do and it does that job and it dies and the next one comes along oh. we asked it do you believe in ghosts the existence of ghosts is not proven. Many experiments have claimed to identify ghosts, but none have been scientifically sound. Excellent. See, that's a sensible, intelligent, logical, thoughtful answer. Weird things have happened to me when uh, mm. I was living at home and I uh, was in bed one Where night. Where do you live now? No, but I was at my first home. Your mm. parents? Yeah, my mum and dad's. Mm. So I'm in bed and uh, I'm lying there and you know you get that sense of like, uh, oh, there's something going on. Right. And uh, I sort of look over my quilt, and there's nothing there. Thinking it's weird that. So uh, turn me back on it. I'm thinking I don't want to know if there is something there. <laughs> I don't want to know. Right. <laughs> so I'm turning me back on it. But then there's like a really high pitched noise, right? Sort of the hairs on my back are like going up a bit. And I'm like, oh, I don't like this. And it's the, the high pitched noise. Yeah, the hairy back even as a kid. No, but you know, everyone's got little hairs on them, aren't they? Everyone's got little tiny hairs on them and mm. stuff. And uh, and I thought, oh, I can't stand this. And, and I turned around, put the light on, legged it downstairs. Mm. Right? And my mum's saying, what are you doing? I'm going, oh, I don't know, there's something up there. So she said, all right, then watch the telly. So I stayed up for a bit, mm. uh, watching the telly. Went back to bed, the high-pitched noise had gone. Went to sleep. Get up the next day. Charlie from next door comes round. He goes, Hilda's dead. Mm. Right? And... Uh, my dad said, oh, when did that happen? He said, last night at quarter to eleven. 
Right. That's, that's when I was in bed. So? What, what are you telling me for? Because it's weird, isn't it? It's that thing of, uh, What do you think would be weirder that, uh, no one ever died at quarter to eleven when you were in bed? No, but that's when all the weirdness was going on. That's when the tone was happening, my back was getting itchy and stuff, and- Coincidence. And I went down and watched telly, went back up, gone and that, but that's when her spirit had sort of- No, no, no. Ah, okay, right, interesting. No, this, this is where we get into the facts. So Hilda's spirit- that's uh, whizzing round, whizzing round my yeah. bedroom because my bedroom was right next door to theirs. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So I'm just saying, that's, that's one. Why do they? Why do they whiz round what? when they when they die? Why do spirits whiz round when they die? Because they're going. Where am I going? Are they? Right, and they're whizzing round, aren't they? Am I going down? Am I going up? No, no, that's Carl. Oh, no, no but, I'm going the wrong way. Yeah, but it's n it's not going to be easy, is it? How do you think it works? It doesn't work. But once again, it's not proof of anything, Carl. Beyond mm. the fact that you were a child in bed, why did your dad ask what time she died? No, he, he just sort of, you know, what do you say to someone when it's it's awkward, isn't it? When someone gives you bad news, so you just think, well, what can I ask? Oh, what time did that happen? Sorry, no, well, what, just, what, you just go exactly. Oh, what, what time did she die? Uh, my no, wife, my wife passed away. Yeah, what, what time exactly? <laughs> no, not exactly. He just said, no. oh, that's bad. When did that happen? Right. Mm. And he said, what? Well, Thanks for asking. Quarter to eleven. Quarter to eleven. Quarter to eleven. I remember. What did they say? What did they say last night? Oh, is that weird? Isn't it? Convenient, aren't they? All these it stories. Is, or, or is it? Or, yeah, I mean, it's either that's exactly what happened, Rick, or he's he's misremembering the. the yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know which one <laughs> to plump for. But I tell you this though. Go on. You know, if we're talking about ghosts and that. Yeah. Mm. Now, Ilda. Yeah. Uh, choose your bog standard old woman. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, I think that's on the gravestone. I know, yeah. No, did you, just, did you do the eulogy? No, you know. <laughs> that's great. You, you what can we say about Ilda? Bog standard old woman. Right, there's sandwiches at the bar. <laughs> that's the most insulting thing you could ever say. There's nothing Let's just think about Hilda lived her life. Thank you for coming to celebrate the life of Hilda. Who died at quarter to eleven, specifically. And was a bog-standard old woman. <laughs> Are we burning or burying? But anyway, but she lived to be quite old. Mm. Which annoyed you. And, but yeah, no, in a bog-standard way. But this is what I was saying about us all living too long and stuff. Mm. It just, it just makes it worse when it does come to us being a ghost. I don't know what you're talking don't about again. That sentence made no sense. Just, if you are gonna be haunted, right, say, I know you're gonna say, well, I don't believe in them, so I'm not worried, so don't be going on about it. Mm. But say, like, you know, your new place that you've bought, you move in, and you go to bed, and there's something moving about the room. Mm. You see it, mm. it's a ghost. Oh, no. Okay, no, let, let's, for the sake More of likely, a Siamese cat called Ollie. No, because that's probably got its own room, right? <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, would you prefer to have an old person moving about looking at you, or just a young person. I'd prefer a youngish person who looks normal and he's sort of floating about and you go, right. That That looks normal, floating about. No, but, but an old woman would really scare me. Some ghosts are always gonna have a bad reputation because they look scary because they're old. So that's- You talk absolute shit. That's all I'm saying, so- we you believe going... we ever charged for this? No, but look- <laughs> If, if we are going into another life, right, after this- Which we're not- We move yet. on to another life. Yeah. We're not gonna move on. That land, say if it is like another world, 
where we go and we plough fields and we grow crop crop croppage. We grow crop crops uh, crops if you want. Yeah. Um, well, I would like to use the English language. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's too much fruit about, so just a crop, just something we need too to get by. Fruit <laughs> about. He's got an answer for everything. That's so we grow some crop. Yeah. yeah. So you grow your crop, and uh, now if we're all going into that other land or world or universe, mm. old, who's going to do the cropping? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, you! I've never heard so much crop in my life. <laughs> it's a load of old crop. I, I had to go for a an ultrasound, right? Isn't that what you do if you're pregnant? Yeah, but the, the, do you know I've had kidney stones? Are you expecting? We talked about like it in the, in the other podcast and that, that we've done, right? Uh, I've had a kidney stone. I don't want to go on about it. Uh, but it hurt. It was painful and that. Well, you are going on about it. No, yeah, no, no, nothing. no but I'm just saying. It's routine. Don't worry about it's it. It's not routine. Well, uh, why well, do they have, have, have to keep going back? Why do they have to keep going back? You're, you're yeah. questioning me. You get into a routine. Keep going back. It's better than working, isn't it? You don't want to have to sell the book. No, no. Holiday or hospital? Holiday or hospital? Holiday or hospital? I don't know. I'll just say that we've got a book out, right? The World of Car Pilkington. It's, it's, it's out now. Whitey goes on holiday the first week, right? Uh, he, he's in and out of hospital. He's doing no good. He's got to go in again. He goes away with his family like twice a year. He goes away with Suzanne's family twice a year he's now said he doesn't want to do any press for it because it's boring or he doesn't want why don't you why don't you plug in the book well, i mean if you if you're an author you've got to get I've, behind I've it. bought books without hearing someone telling me to buy stuff no you're you la you're stuff. lazy you're no, lazy I'm, I'm not lazy it's just that i'm sick and tired of putting telly on or the radio and having people telling me oh you've got to buy this you've got to buy that no, i don't have to do anything i'll have a look myself when i'm in a bookshop let them just find it but there are hundreds and thousands of books, Carl. They may not find it. Well, You're trying to look. direct them towards it. I'm, I don't want to direct them to it. I just, you know, if you come across it. But most why of have the you books... put all this work into this book? All these illustrations you've done in because extra I material. enjoyed it for me. Right, but you don't want anyone to read it. Yeah, so they why will just put it in the drawer? Will, they will read it. They'll they'll find it. People will find it. It's in the shop, isn't it? I'm always finding little books on different things and what have you. Yeah, you don't read them. You read the first couple of lines and you get it wrong. What, you know, it, it. So I went back, right, and I had the uh, the ultrasound thing where they, they're looking to see what else is in there. Mm. Uh, and uh, when I was in the waiting room, there was a woman there. I reckon she was about 98. <laughs> <laughs> now, why, why are they rooting around in her to see what's up with her? Just let her, let her die. Do you know what I mean? If she's not in any Jesus. pain. No, no, all Such I'm saying, I'm just saying, how long does she want to be around? And the, the, the problem is, she went off, right? I was sat in the waiting room, she went off into the little cubicle to put her, uh, a gown on. And because she's old, she can't bend her arms and that. So she came out with it all open. <laughs> on the back. <laughs> and it was horrible. It looked like, like a, a chicken that hasn't been looked after. Right? It was all leathery skin and that, right? Now the thing <laughs> is, it's all very well keeping people alive, but the surroundings of the body isn't meant to be lasting that long, is it? Do you know what I mean? The actual skin of, of a body, it's all very well keeping the heart going, checking the kidneys and all that, but we're not meant to be around this length of time. Yet we are, we're messing with it. Yeah. Just do the gown up. You never do, you never get, you, you never see insects or anything like that that look old. You don't go, look at the state of that. Because <laughs> they live about four weeks! <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's the way it's meant to be, in the same way we, maybe we were only meant to live to be forty. But why did you go in for your operation then? Why didn't you just think, well, this is it, I've had my time. Offer. If they're looking after an old woman who's about 98, I'm having a go. <laughs> well, of you course. Because you want to live on. She, she might have been flirting it. with you. No, she was- Keeping it open. 
just so you can have a little look. But I'm just saying, is that right? Is it right that they were going in there it? rooting around and stuff? I didn't like it. I didn't like having it done. You know, I don't like going to the hospital and stuff and the doctors and all that. And she was pushing the uh, the thing down, and she said, "Oh, you can have a look if you want." So what? What down where? On on my kidney, she was pushing like this little scanner thing. Oh right. She was going to have a look. I was going, I don't want to have a look. She's going, what's up with you? I said, I don't want to see me inside. It's did they have a Did they put a tube down the end of your knob? Yeah, they did all that. We've talked about that in the in the other. But you were unconscious, books. weren't you? Uh, yeah, but it doesn't matter, does it? If you know it's going on, it still bothers you. It's because you're asleep. Well, not really, no. What do you mean? Well, why does it bother you if you're asleep? Well, that's like saying, oh, I woke up and the house was robbed. Oh, it doesn't matter. You're asleep. Well, no, it's but still going to bother you, isn't it? <laughs> but you knew it was happening and you, you did it willingly. Well, it's not pleasant to go in and be made to, to go unconscious. That's the unpleasant bit, isn't it? And the uh, pain and Well, no, it's more it, the idea of it, isn't it? That's why, you know, doctors telling you everything they're doing. It's like, don't tell me. You know what you're doing. Just do it. I'm well, not yeah, going to have a go at it. You know, it's not like DIY people coming around and going, oh, well, what you should have done there is, and you can go, oh, I'll have a go at that next time on my own without calling you out. Forget kidney stones again. I'm not going to go, oh, I've had it done before. I know what to do. I'll stick it up there. Doesn't happen, does it? But I can't, what was I saying? <laughs> so anyway, so she, she was pushing the, the scanner over yeah. me kidneys and stuff. Yeah. Now, it was weird with her because at no point did she make eye contact with me. Well, I don't understand what that means. Well, she meant to wink and go, your kidneys are fucked. <laughs> no, yeah. but it's, ju it's just weird that she probably spends her days looking inside people more than she does talking to people. I just thought it was odd that she, that's, that's how she sees people. When she looks at people, she probably sees kidneys. What, well, this doctor? The woman doctor. Well, doctor? Uh, yeah. Right. So, what you're saying is, the strange thing is that she often spends more time looking in people, because she's a doctor, than chatting to them. Yeah. And I is just... it weird that Jonathan Ross is the other way around? Because he's a chat show host. He spends more time talking to people than looking inside them. No, but even when I was asking- Because he's got a different job. When <laughs> I was asking her questions, saying, uh, you know, does it look alright? Uh, what's it doing? Is it moving about? You know, asking her questions about my kidney. She could have quite easily just turned around and, and give me a bit of eye contact. But she, she was, say, looking, she was looking- I'm but concentrating, but she I'm was looking work. at the screen in order to answer your questions. Yeah, she's at work. She's doing something. No, but just- If she was here now going, Carl, what are you doing with that microphone? You'd go, shut the fuck up, I'm doing a podcast. Did she run this scanner over your head? <laughs> <laughs> and if so, did she find anything? <laughs> like to try and educate Carl, Rick, as, you know, as we have done since we've known him really, and mm. he doesn't really seem to absorb any information. No. And, um, and I, I was asked recently, when I was going back to Bristol, if I would come and talk to a classroom of school children. Oh, right. You know, just talking about careers, and particularly my career. And, uh, I went down there, it was in Bristol, it was an inner city school, quite rough area. You're a son of Bristol, you're uh, Exactly, they love You're a there, celebrated right? son of Bristol, you've done... You're a Golden Globe winning uh, person who's returned to the homeland. It annoys me when I go down there that I'm not met as I get off the train like the Beatles used to be when they came back from America. By a know? mayor and a brass band. Hordes of people, ticker tape. Forever this day will be called Steve <laughs> Merchant Day. Exactly. It frustrates me that I just sneak back into town. There's no yeah. fanfare. <laughs> yeah. But um, basically they asked me to, to come talk at this school and I sort of batted them away and said I'm too busy. And so um, they, I foolishly left them uh, the opportunity to, to ask me again, which they did, and I didn't have a decent excuse, so I went. 
and I was expecting to talk to maybe a room of six formers. Um, they were nine, <laughs> these kids, nine, nine and ten years old. But I realised as I was walking into the school, I was suddenly really nervous. I was more nervous than anything I've ever done because I realised that I've not spoken to a child like that since I was a child myself. I just, I've never interacted with them. So I didn't know at what level I would be able to pitch this, this talk. You know, I didn't know what they understood, what ideas they understood. Obviously, in my mind, I was picturing Carl, and yeah. then I was ratcheting it up a few years, sort of IQ-wise. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, So you know, what did you talk to them about? And they, I was supposed to talk about careers, and I realised very quickly that they didn't really understand conceptual Did ideas. they know you were? Not really. One or two of them may vaguely knew. One of them went, what's Richard Rage like? And I said, um... You've got a deep voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that was one of the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, uh, I'm supposed to be talking about careers, how to get into careers. And I start trying to explain the idea of being a writer, and I say that it's very important to be able to get inside other people's minds, you know, figure out how they think, and how, you know, and try to understand other people. But this, they didn't really seem to grasp. They started talking amongst each other. You know, they were just losing interest. <laughs> I lost them straight away. I was devastated. <laughs> oh, no. So then, and this is the worst thing, right? I started lying to them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I realised that every time I told a slight lie, because I thought they'd be interested. That's they great. were. So I, I know Justin Timberlake. You're not joking, right? They said, one of them said, I understand you used to be a DJ. And I went, yeah, it's great being a DJ because you get to meet pop stars like Robbie Williams and Beyonce. Never met either of them. <laughs> Never met them. And, I, and they went, one of the kids went, what's Beyonce like? <laughs> and I went, and I went, jokingly, I went, you wouldn't like her. And I said, <laughs> I said, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. She's, yeah. she's lovely. She's sweet. She's good as gold. I was making it up. And, oh, but God. they were loving this and the teacher was going, would you all like to meet Beyonce? And they were going, yeah. And I was thinking, God, well. We'll bring her, I'll bring her down tomorrow. Well, exactly. But I don't know why I felt the, it was like I wanted to win the approval of these nine-year-olds. That's amazing. Because my own achievements, I realised, wouldn't mean anything to them. You know, I could yeah. talk about the people I have met, but they don't care if I've met Robert De Niro, but they're interested if I've met Girls Aloud. <laughs> or me and Girls Aloud, some of the times we've had together, it turns out. <laughs> But uh, it is fascinating when you have to interact with with people with children like that because I've got no concept of how to talk to children. I don't. To me, I can't grasp the difference really in conversation and chat between, say, a seven year old and a thirteen year old. I don't know at what point they learn stuff and pick stuff up. Do they understand? You know what I mean? It's. I find it really. I remember hard. once when I was about nine, uh, the. The, the headmaster, Debbie Headmaster, used to do a little fable. I've talked about him in stand-up, he used to do a little fable. There's, uh, uh, one I remember where, um, he, uh, got a tube of toothpaste and he got someone up, he said, uh, you, um, come out here, squeeze this tube of toothpaste out on this board. And he squeezed it all out, right? And he squeezed it all out and emptied it. He went, now put it back in. And the kid tried to struggle and he goes, you can't do it. He said, it's easier to do something than undo it. Okay, go back to class. <laughs> like people are going, oh, I get it. I know what he means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're just thinking, don't squeeze all the toothpaste out. Yeah. Just save some. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, there's there's no way they're going to take on <laughs> no, that exactly. metaphor at the it's age too of conceptual. nine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Just stop misbehaving, or I'll <laughs> smack you. That worked. Carl, have you had to have any dealings with kids? How do you get on with kids? Do you relate to them, or are they just as angry and perplexed by your views as we are? Uh, I mean, it's with everything, isn't it? Everyone's different and that. I can get on with some young kids, all right, and some of them are, like, you know, a bit cocky and what have you. But, um, I'm sort of getting on with a baby at, at the moment, because, uh, I've been made a, like, a, a godfather. Think of that. So, uh... Wow, who did they reject? I know. 
No, I mean, it, it, who said no? Yeah. Well, well, I did. No? I did at first, and Brilliant. then Suzanne said, "Look, you're not. You know, it's not really a choice. It's not like a job interview or something that you're thinking about. Is it a good thing? So you, you've, you've been asked. You should take it on." But what are they? What if they? Hold on. If you're the godfather of this yeah. kid, presumably you're friends with them, and they probably listen yeah, to this yeah, podcast. Good so now they're hearing for the first time that you didn't want to be. Yeah, but I think I think that's good because they can hear that you know it wasn't. I didn't just do it because I was asked. I thought about it. I thought it through. Um, you know, I, I was worried. It was kind of like, is this a job? And uh, I was I was just. Well, it's nothing it. but tokenistic, is it? You're not. Well, this is what I looked into. I said we went back and I said, right, I've been thinking about this thing. Uh, I've heard that it's my job. If anything happens to them, I've got to kick in. I'd have to start looking after the baby. So I said, right, how many of you are in your family? If that happens, am I going to start getting a phone call or what? And they said, no, there's a big family, you're not, you know, you're at the bottom of the list. So I was like, how many? And just finding out what their age is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I've only got a small flat, it would have to sleep in the sink or something, right? So I uh, checked all that out and, uh, all safe. So this, uh, this baby, is spooking me out a bit because it doesn't blink. <laughs> and that's pretty weird when you're sort of talking to it and you're thinking, it's not blinking. Are you sure it's not asleep? No, it's honestly, it's weird. If something doesn't blink, it's like it's it's evil. Because blinking just makes something look a bit more friendly, doesn't it? <laughs> and I was stood there, you know, talking to it. I just tell it little stories about anything. Uh, it's lying there looking up at me. How old is it? It's about, must be about two and a half months. Well then, why are you telling it stories? Because it likes it. But it's just weird how, like, then I'll, I'll sort of forget the story because I'm looking at it going, it's not blinked yet. It's been about <laughs> ten minutes, it's not blinking. <laughs> so then I forget the end of the story and I just walk away because it's not bothered anyway, it's probably not listening, is it? But <laughs> what a pointless tale! What a pointless tale now and at the time. I think it likes it. The kids like stories, like you say, they're not bothered if it's, if it's not true or anything. Or if you walk away before the ending because you've forgotten it. That's Brilliant. why it's not blinking. It's so dumbstruck at the idiocy coming out of your gob. No, but you don't need to hear endings of stories. Maybe, like I said That's to the you, point. That's the point of a story, isn't no, it? No, it's not. That's the point why people, that's why people like stories because they're hooked into knowing what happens. No, because there's loads of films that happen and they have a funny ending. You leave there going, I know what's meant to happen, and you make it up in your own head. You go, well, I bet what happened is that person went off and got married to that woman, mm. and they lived that. And then in your head, it's the truth. It's actually what happened. But but I think that's better. Why are we told everything? Because so what would your end be to a story such as the Elephant Man? Okay, he's rescued from the freak show. He's put in the hospital. He becomes something of a celebrity. Then what happens? He discovered he had big ears and he could fly, and he 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 joined the circus and he was the the main attraction. Um, I wouldn't change change the end that much because at the end of the day, you can't you can't make something up that's not believable. At the end of the day, he's got an head like an elephant. He's not going to have a good life, is he? Mm. So there's no point making out that he went on loads of women fancied him, and you know he, he modelled hats. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so so he's got to die. The elephant man had to die, yeah. but. At the same time, was shot by poachers. Just show, just for his, show a, for his tusks. Show a few positives, you know, because I'm sure there was good bits in his life. I don't know what they were, but you know, look, look at everything. Uh, what was he like when he was a little baby elephant? They didn't cover what he was like as a kid, but you can get away with them sort of looks when you're a baby. You can be an ugly baby, and everyone goes, "Oh, isn't it nice?" There was some woman in a cafe the other week mm -hmm. that I was sat in, 
And she came up and she sat down with a mate and she was talking loudly, going on about, oh, the baby's lovely. They said it's got, uh, got lovely big eyes, uh, really big hands and feet. Now that doesn't sound like a nice baby to me. <laughs> I felt like saying it sounds like a frog. But I thought, I don't know her. There's only, there's only so much you can say to, to a stranger. I don't know what kept, kept me from saying it. That's what I was saying before about there's something, there's something. It sounds like a frog. There's something inside of you that stops you. Yeah, that's amazing that you had the urge to go. Yeah, that doesn't sound like good, baby. What, love? I'm just listening to conversation. <laughs> that baby you're talking about sounds like a fucking frog. <laughs> yeah. But something stopped him saying it. <laughs> I just came back from uh, America and uh, they love Halloween. They're obsessed there. over there. I mean, it's a, it's a proper, proper thing out there. Here it's sort of half hearted a few people a few middle class families sort of uh but do you, you think know, it'll get up. more popular here though if we do find out that ghosts are about well that would that never happen because they're not no okay? but if they did then but, suddenly that would be a big well Ameri a big america makes things famous now um because of because of film culture and everything so yeah it's it's all it's all it's all from that. I, I, I doubt we uh, celebrated much at all, did we, 50 years ago? So I think it's crept oh, up. certainly over here we didn't. But it's no. been largely introduced over here through commercial ideas, isn't it? Let's yeah. We can yeah. sell stuff for and, and And film and, and, and things like that. And, uh, but um, out there, it's, uh, it was, they, they start like weeks and weeks before and they're decorated like proper, proper. And, um, but I saw a baker's, a little bakery in, um, in, in Soho. Um, and uh, it didn't look right with cobwebs all over it and spiders on the buns. Yeah. And but even though it's fake, it just—it's just. I don't think you should do it on a bakery. It, do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you mean it's it, a bit it, that does, that surely puts you off yeah. the the product a little bit. I, I always know. find it a bit depressing. Like last, I remember going into supermarkets and you see sort of these old women who who you know in their sixties and they're doing this job they don't really want to be doing, but they've been made to dress up. As a hat, I know. As a witch or as, as Cinderella, and it just... Well, they could do it, it in, like, a morgue or something, just to sort of... Brighten up the place. Well, just so people aren't that scared. Imagine that. Imagine you're going to identify your your your, your dead relative, and they go, what's the spiders all over? It's, uh, 31st of October. No, oh, but, okay. But just make it a bit spookier and have a bit of fun with it, and let's not get serious about, you know, like I say, passing on. Yeah, but, but those sort of people have to take their job seriously. I remember when um, my mum died, and um, uh, I had to go along, and I was talking about um, uh, the what wreath they wanted, and this this person, uh, quite rightly, had to turn off their sense of humour in a way because I suppose they're so they mustn't offend anyone. So I had to. They spoke like that at all times. <laughs> yeah. At all times. Okay, and what what um, would you like the wreath to say? Um, she was a mother and a, a, a grandmother. I went, yeah, my, my mother, grandmother, and, and uh, what was her name? I said, uh, her name was um, Eva. I said, um, and I made a joke. I said, do we get a discount? Because her name's short. And she went, well, actually, um, didn't laugh, didn't, didn't get yeah. that at all. She just went, yeah. just answer the question. She went, well, actually, you pay by the letter. I thought, okay, that fell flat. I'll go again. I went, well, a friend used to call her E. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went, I'm joking. She went, okay. 
nothing. Yeah. Bad audience. <laughs> bad yeah. time, bad audience. Tough crowd. Yeah, undertakers, so, never known for their... Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. Their they life. don't crack jokes, Carl. A, a, a friend of mine um, was um, trained to be a doctor, and um, in his first year, uh, when they actually they practice, they intern at the, the hospital, um, he was watching this patient, and uh, two other doctors came in, and I won't say his name, um, they said, uh, can you, um, can you go and check on Mr. So-and-so? He went, yeah, and change his drip. So he went in, changed his drip, came back out. The doctors came, after about ten minutes, they came running and said, what did you do? What did you do? And, uh, they went in there and said, I just changed the drip. He goes, well, he's dead. He's dead. He was going, well, uh, I just changed the drip. I did this and that. And they started laughing. He goes, no, he was dead when we sent you in there. Yeah. Now, that is almost excusable because it's imperative if you're a doctor Absolutely. to become accustomed to yeah. Yeah. the fact that people die and that it's, Exactly. You know, yeah, so that, so they were making a joke about a, a dead body that means nothing to them other than professionally. Yeah. You know, they were getting through it. He thought he'd just murdered someone. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he thought he'd just killed someone. Um, but yeah, they have to be desensitised. But they wouldn't do that in front of the relatives. They wouldn't go... I had a laugh earlier with a young intern. Um, when your dad died, we sent him in to change the drip. Didn't even check. <laughs> it was quite good. Anyway, let's get him out of here. No, but they do, but they do have a laugh. I heard about a doctor who was, uh, working on a brain, right? Mm. Um, and apparently when they work on the brain, it's best just to keep you awake. Because, um, you know, just so you can go, that hurts a bit, and they go, oh, best not touch that bit again. That's right? the reason. Amazing. That's the reason. No, there is amazing. Certain, there's certain operations, isn't there, where they go, you know, we can knock you out for that, but for this one we want to know. It's probably because the awake. brain needs activity. to be active in order to- Yeah, they show activity, yeah. Sure, yeah, so, it's actually, so you can wake up and go, yeah, no, that hurt. That, that stings. Hell, oh, that stings. Don't pop that in there. You can't feel anything in the brain anyway. No nerve endings. Really? You what? can't- can't feel it, can you? Well, maybe there's another reason, but anyway, his head's open. He's sat on this chair. Um, the doctor's going- I reckon he was laying down. I thought he was laying down, but in your world he's not. He's sat on a hard-backed- I think it's Don't more like care. in front of a mirror, like a hairdresser type thing, right? <laughs> and he's cut the skin off. Uh, so like, get, get, yeah, get a bit shorter there. So he's- he's So for the weekend, sir? He's, oh, I won't be shagging with no brain. <laughs> anyway, so he's, he's cut the skin off and, uh, you know, chopped a bit. And you're always, you're always gonna get bits, aren't you? Sort yeah. of. Whenever you cut anything, you end up with a bit missing. <laughs> but anyway, somehow it's- he does the brain stuff, he fixes it. I don't know what he was doing. If, don't you? If you, don't know about, if, you don't know you about. You don't know that. the intricacies of brain surgery. That I find perplexing. So you're not a neurosurgeon. I, well, I don't want. Oh, okay, so they on. sorted out the problem, right? Mm. And he goes, right. All we've got to do now is uh, stick the uh, the head bit back on. Yeah. Um, That's what it's called, by the way. The oh, head this bit. happened. This happened. Yeah. The head bit's connected to the <laughs> face bit. <laughs> so he sticks. Nurse, it. head bit. <laughs> Doctor, do you need leg bit? Not yet, nurse. Head bit, then leg bit. So they stuck the the head bit back on, and then uh, <laughs> can you pass me the sharpie sharpie thing? He was trying to sew it, and he was going, "This isn't fitting this." And I don't know. And, and you know, like, because the patient- Right, if this turns out that it's <laughs> someone tra- else's head- Or no, 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 a, no. a toupee from the doctor next to him, <laughs> yeah. or a cat- Meow! No, You've sewn a cat to my brain! <laughs> it's none of that. He's trying to sew it and he's thinking, why ain't it fitting? And he's thinking, is it because the head's swollen? Because, you know, he's been messing about in it and things yeah. swell, don't even mess them yeah. with. So he's messing with it and he's going, I don't, I don't understand this. And he's panicking a bit because the patient's awake and chatting and stuff and, mm. you know, what, it's difficult to have a normal chat when you're panicking a little bit. I know, bit. there's a queue as well. People want their brain done. And they're, they're, they're just reading old copies of magazines. They're going, hurry up. So, <laughs> I'm going out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to wash it? No, 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 just, uh, I'll wash it later. 
Just, just, just take it off, do the brain, put it back on. Anyway, what happens is he mm. has to start rummaging. <laughs> to start rummaging. Sort of rummaging. 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 No, there's no N before the first G. Rummaging. Well, he starts looking through the. Uh, he starts having to look through the bin. Because, oh what? Because he, he knows he's chucked a bit away. Of the skin. Right. Oh, where is this surgery <laughs> where a bloke's sitting up in front of a mirror and there's a bin? Is there a little basketball ring above the bin as well? So when he throws things, it goes through there first. I'm just saying that's what happened, and you were saying about things that happen, you, and you've got a joke about so it. So he's rummaging, and what what happens? He said to him, he said the, the fellow was starting to sense the nervousness, and he said, "What's going on here?" And he says, "Oh, I'm never going to believe it. I've, I've lost a bit of your skin. Lost a bit and, of your uh, head. Yeah. I can't. Why is so he? Cut? I don't understand. Why is there? Why That's is it in what two I mean. Bits? Because because things just break up, don't they? It's like chicken. When you see him walking around, everything's in place and it sticks together. <laughs> you cook it, suddenly it all breaks up. And he, he cooked his face before <laughs> he cut it out. I'm just saying how how flesh it sticks together well. Yeah, when but he'd, he'd, he'd cooked the scalp before he'd taken it off his no, head. No, but it's he? just an example of how oh, skin okay. can break up with the muscles and everything. So he's rum he's rummaging in the bin, and does he find the head? He found the bit, and then he's like, "Oh, sorry about that." And he, he sort of managed to stick it on. Right, he didn't stuff. wash it off or anything. Yeah, I'm he sure he gives it a bit of a rinse. But um, <laughs> but I'm just saying how Nonsense. you know you've got to make a joke out of stuff, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, it's bollocks. If you're a doctor, okay, that's good. So where was the joke in that story? At what point did when I thought this was a story well, about how doctors have a sense of humour. Yeah, when well, did he did. At the end, he sort of laughed and he sort of said, oh, there you go, it's back on, but, oh, good job we, you know, the bin men didn't come or whatever. And they, <laughs> and they made a joke out of it. I've never heard <laughs> such nonsense. I've, I've never heard such nonsense. Up. Right, Carl, let's do a competition, chance to win, uh, some of the product that we've got out that Carl doesn't want to, um, talk about, because he's too lazy. No, it's not that. Um, well, if you do want to uh, win a copy of this book, um, Ricky Gervais presents The World of Carl Pilkerton. It's by um, all three of us, uh, and it's some of the uh, uh, musings and thoughts and ideas from the, the podcasts. Carl has uh, um, got some new theories. It's illustrated throughout. Um, by Carl Pilkington. By Carl Pilkington. It's got um, excerpts from the diary. They're genuine, aren't they? They're just, they're photostated things from the diary that yeah. people haven't seen, and it's fascinating read. Um, we can sign that. We can also give you a uh, copy of this new three-disc set CD of the best of. Is it the first series of the Ricky Gervais show? Yeah, well, it's got everything actually. It's uh, it's got the whole um, twelve first series that, that we did with um, Guardian Unlimited, the award-winning, record-breaking podcast. Um, it's also got uh, some excerpts. If you want the, the best of, you can put that on. Um, and it's got uh, one hour of new material which we recorded especially for it, but you can't get that. You can't buy that in the shops till the 13th of November. And I throw in the new Flannimals book, Flannimals of the Deep. It's the third in the trilogy, Carl. Are you excited about that? Yeah. And uh, the question is, uh, do you want them? Okay, that's the quiz question. That's the quiz question, yeah. Okay. Is if that a trick question? No, 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 no. It's just the, the, the first correct answer. Uh, I'm not going to know what the correct answer is, but do you want them? And think what you know. If you do want them, then that might you know do, do, you know what's the answer. Uh, and you can send that to podcast at rickygervais dot com. Include your name and address. And if you're the lucky winner, then we will send this stuff to you if you want it. And it's the first come, first serve. Okay, so the first correct answer to the question: Do you want it? Do you want that stuff? Do you want? Do you want? Do you want flannels and the CD box set and the book and that? Okay, well, if you know the correct answer to that, podcast at rickygervais.com. Good luck, everyone. 
Well, thank you for listening to the first of these three special podcasts, uh, with Guardian Unlimited. Um, the next one is out for Thanksgiving, um, 23rd of November. We don't actually celebrate Thanksgiving. What is Thanksgiving? Uh, it's a, it's a thing in America. Right. Uh, it's like, the, it's like the big holiday. It probably, probably rivals Christmas. Probably bigger than Christmas in... Well, what do we do here? But we don't celebrate here, do we? So, it's the, it's a date, isn't it? Yeah, but no one's gonna remember that, are they? 23rd of November they can remember, can't they? Yeah, but it's nice. Well, they should remember that's one day before my birthday if we're gonna celebrate anything. Okay. Well, you've got this one. The next one's the 23rd of November, and the next one's the 25th of December. Can we. Well, how can they remember 25th of December? Um, well, Christmas. That's, fair enough, that's Christmas, but Thanksgiving, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Okay! The next one's out about the 23rd of November. Then yeah, after that, about the 23rd. My, day before my birthday. Oh, they're gonna remember that, aren't they? It's Steve Day in Bristol. Yeah. Anyway. If you've enjoyed this special edition of the Ricky Gervais Show, the entire back catalogue is still available on iTunes under audiobooks, by the way, not podcasts, audiobooks, and you can get everything we've ever done. I'd like to thank the guys at Positive Internet for hosting this. Those great guys, what would we do without them? So, it's, uh, goodbye from me. Goodbye from Steve Merchant. Bye. And goodbye from Carl Pilkington. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. Welcome to the second in this series of three special free podcasts with The Guardian Unlimited, with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello. And Carl Pilkington. All right. These are a special thank you to all the fans that bought the last few uh, podcasts we've done. Still available on iTunes. <laughs> you can't miss it. It's at number one in the charts. Carl, it's Thanksgiving. I don't know what that means. I don't know how we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slightly in agreement with you, actually. I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Well, no, but it was, just, you know, it, arbitrary dates are easy to remember for some people. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Easy to remember. I don't think Thanksgiving is. Well, it is in America, and- Yeah, but I have never, I couldn't tell you, I mean, I've, I've been around for thirty odd years. I've never celebrated one of them. I've never done anything about it. No one has. I don't know any relation who has ever said, are you popping around for Thanksgiving? <laughs> I don't know, when is it? I've never done it. Because it's not celebrated in this so country. why are we celebrating it? <laughs> We're not celebrating it. It's an arbitrary date to do a podcast. I just don't know what it's about. I mean, before you celebrate something. You don't celebrate you know. Halloween, do you? But we did that. No, but it annoys me how people don't actually know what the occasion is, but they celebrate it. Kids don't know what Christmas is about these days. It's just like, oh, I'll get some toys. That's yeah, what I mean. So Thanksgiving, it's just another one, isn't it? It's another event. Okay, why do you celebrate Christmas then? Because uh, everyone else does. You can't get Brilliant. away from it. I'd quite happily block it out. If I did a new diary, I'd leave out that date and go, come on, let's let's get on, let's do something good. Well, you, well, you go on holiday every two weeks. What's that to celebrate? No, I'm just but saying. But people need a little break, don't they? they you know, it's a great. He middle. doesn't. Christmas is a great time. Even yeah, if but, you but, take but away the problem the is, but... what I don't like about it is everyone's off at the same time, so everything stops. See, what I'd do is I'd say to people, "Do you like Christmas? Yeah, right. When do you want to celebrate this year?" And let them do it whenever they want. Well, that's ridiculous. Why? As long as you're remembering baby Jesus, does it matter when you're remembering him? But I, I. I... I I'm an atheist and I celebrate Christmas because it's a time of year where everyone is off and everyone's getting together. Yeah, I know. I don't care what they call it. The fact that we're all doing it at the same time is what's nice about no, it. There's it's a not. sense of community. No. National community. Everyone shuts down by about December 15th or whatever. 
and then it doesn't get going again till like January the 6th. But what is it you're missing out on during this period? Just, it's like two weeks there, that's- I mean that bit between Christmas and New Year, you might as well delete that out of the calendar. Yeah, cause heaven forbid you can't put down the library, cause it's closed. <laughs> <laughs> all, all that reading you've got to catch up on. I'm just saying that we're wasting time. What, I've what never are you seen, doing that- I've never seen anyone on this planet waste as much time as you. If you're not on holiday, you're following an insect around the fucking park. So don't give me that shit. I'm just saying that- I, I don't like fun. <laughs> <laughs> Never a true well, word. There says. we are. We've got to the nub oh, of it here. You don't like have. fun. This is true. You don't like no, Christ Almighty. You oh. do not like fun. No, organized, <laughs> organized fun. I hate that thing. I've said it a bit before about you know it's that date. That's what you've got to do. <laughs> Will there come a time when someone goes, "We've done it. We've done enough of this." Will there come a time and for Thanksgiving? Possibly. Oh. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Things- things change, don't they? And you'll be happy then, will you? Uh, in five thousand years' time, when we all worship Glong. Yeah. We, uh, just make a change. That's- that's all I want. Cos, you know I've been keeping a diary. Yeah. Uh What did you have in the cafe yesterday, for example? We can read about that later. It's just, like Ricky said, oh, are you gonna- you gonna do, you know, another one next year? And I wouldn't, because it's, you know, you do the same stuff every year, don't you? It's set up the same way. January. <laughs> February. It's the same thing, it's the same routine. Yeah. And, and if you write in Why a Why are they always doing them in the same order, those months? <laughs> it sickens me, Rick. Oh. Me. You see, it's just easy to put stuff off whilst we've got this calendar, whereas if you didn't have a date, you'd have to do everything straight away. What?! Say if I was in charge. Oh mm. god, heaven forbid, yeah. And someone said, that building needs knocking down. Yeah. It's dangerous. If we didn't have a calendar, you go, mm, let's do it now then. Whereas, because we've got a calendar, it's easy to say, next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I love him! I love him! His theories oh. are amazing! I mean, I don't know, maybe he is a real visionary thinker. Maybe he is free- you know what I, what I like about him though? All his- all his thoughts, they're about- they're about freedom of expression in a strange way. He's not burdened by anything. He just goes, well why do we think like that? But he who... questions everything. Like a true visionary scientist. But who gets a diary come Christmas time, which I know you hate, you yeah. know, for the next year and thinks, you f- what? what a piece of oh, shit. Now I've got to I'm put just gonna do stuff when I want to do it. I'm gonna take out next Wednesday. <laughs> There's no such thing no. as next Wednesday. No, but what I'm saying is, before the year's even started, I know in that new diary I can whiz forward to December 25th and I go, oh, another Christmas. I don't know what you mean. So everything's set in stone before I've even started the new year. It's like, oh, Pancake Tuesday, that's coming up. <laughs> so someone's already Remember decided- it's Tuesday. Someone's already <laughs> decided. Someone's already telling me what I'm doing on half of the year. <laughs> But, oh, but all nice. those pages oh, of blank, yeah. Carl, for you to fill up with stuff. Oh, guess what? Guess where my birthday is again? 23rd <laughs> of September. I'm just saying, move them about a bit, move the days about a bit so it doesn't get predictable. But when we- when we change Pancake Tuesday to, uh, Thursday, Thursday. do we tell anyone else? Um, yeah, they do an advert on the telly. Just saying, don't forget to buy your pancake mix. Uh, but so why? Carl, why not just stick with what we've already got? Cause if you know it's like everyone that, I anyway- would, be, I wouldn't put a date on that pancake day anyway, just have them when you want. <laughs> have it when you want. There's no big deal, you've got to make them yourself, it's not like some place is opening to do it. Have them when you want. I don't know why that's got a special day on it. Sick of it. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving is based on 
new settlers to a new land surviving. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to Carl in the week. We were talking about new settlers and everything, and I was thinking, imagine if you uh, had to um, start a new settlement now, okay? There was something wrong with the world, okay? The world was kaput, mm-hmm. okay? And we found another planet. So, Carl, if you had to go to a new planet, don't worry about starting life again. They've got sort of like these breeder clones that do all that, but you can choose six people from this world to take to start this whole new world, okay? So you need, you know, as I say, you don't need to So what's happening there? Is this, is this... It's going to be wiped out, okay? It's going to be wiped out, but there's enough on this spaceship for you and five other people, okay? And they've got on there, they've got these, they've got these sort of breeder clones there, so it's going to be populated. You're going to have the workers, the drones, everything like that, but you want to take six, I suppose, sort of, um, uh, world lords to teach, to lay down the politics... The, the the teachings the laws the government okay um and how long have i got to make a decision on it uh to the end of this podcast right go who do you take who's the first person you take and why uh and where where are we going with mars Ugh. Okay, so a, a planet where there's a, a, a an atmosphere. I've got to know where I'm going because I've got uh, to sell it to the people who I'm asking. There's no point when okay, you're going. Are you with me? Where are you going? I don't know. It's just like this world. There's there's oxygen. There's seas. There's rivers. There's forests. There's animals. Okay, but we're going to populate it with uh, the human race, and you can choose six people to lord over this new uh, kingdom. You want the best people for the job. Yeah. So who, who's the first person? Probably, um, Patrick Moore. Why? <laughs> why? Why would you take Patrick Moore? Just because he he knows knows his way about up there, don't he? He'll know the way. So just just have him. I think that will whoever I pick next, if they see that he's going, they'll go right. You know, it's going to be a long Moore's journey. On board. It is. You don't want someone who's going to be going. Is it left here? Is it right? Do you know what I mean? And he could play the xylophone on the journey. But, but, is a, Carl, uh, is more the most useful person to have if you've only got six? Because he may be very useful getting to the planet, No, but, but I've once always you wanted got there, to meet him as well. I've always wanted a chat, and that'd be a good chance, wouldn't it, when I'm in a rocket? How long's it taking to get to Mars? I don't know, a, a year. That's what I mean, No, it's so. not Mars, it's somewhere else, okay, so it's a year to get there, and then... Yeah, well, that's what I mean, so it's a good chance to have a chat with him, uh, okay. about stuff. Um, so and more. I think he'd be up for it as well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, you know... Well, just, why do you, why do you think that? Just because he's spent his whole life talking about what's going on up there, isn't it? And yet he's never been. And I feel sorry for him. You know, most people, when, they, when they're when they into something, they get to go to a place, don't they? Sure. Uh, people uh, who don't know Patrick Moore is, he's um, an 80-year-old uh, <laughs> astronomer. astronomer. Yeah, that's what I mean. So let him have, a, have a bit of a good life. So Moore's on board. Yeah, Patrick Moore. He's, he's on. Right, out five others. Four others now. Uh, Jamie Oliver. Why, why would you take Jamie Oliver? <laughs> just food and that. You just thought you need someone, because they say that, like, you, uh, you know, you can feel down if you don't eat. Um. He couldn't convince eight-year-olds to eat a carrot. What's he going to do in this brave new world? They're all going to be on turkey twizzlers. I think he's, he's got the right attitude. He wouldn't be faffing about. Remember, <laughs> we've, we've landed now on this new world. Yeah. I don't know what it's like. 
the people who Listen, maybe I go. love Jamie Oliver. I think he's great. Yeah. But he wouldn't be in my five people to start a new world. That's all I'm saying. Nor would Patrick Moore, because <laughs> he knew the way. Well, what chef would you pick? I wouldn't <laughs> pick a chef. Why would I pick a chef? Because you want someone who's gonna, like I say, food's important. When you're low, there's nothing better. If you are a bit fed up, there's nothing better than having a good- But Carl, I don't think you've quite grasped that these people have to start civilization again. They have to yeah. be wise, wise people who can make the laws. Yeah. And before you do all that, you need a good meal. So, Jamie Oliver, he'll be- that's his job. It's like, when we get there, that's when he kicks in. Right. right He's okay. the first one, really, who gets going. Can I just to save two places on Patrick Moore and Jamie Oliver, take a map and a cookbook. <laughs> okay, who's number three? What sort of state is this world in? Does it need- Oh, this is gonna take a fucking gardener. It's- yeah. it's like the- it's- It's the world, but new. It's the- it's that- exactly. It's the world, but new, untouched by humans. There's there been no fossil fuels burnt, no machinery, no wars. Just this Garden of Eden. And you, Patrick Moore <laughs> and Jamie Oliver pitch up. <laughs> Plus, who else can't go now? First thought. Attenborough. Again, he's a genius, and he's, you know, he's a, he's a bit of a hero of mine, but I don't know if we need Attenborough. Just because I reckon if it's a new world, you're saying it's the same, but they always say, don't they, that all worlds are different. So, I'd want him there, just to sort of, when we're roaming around, because we'll all stick together for a bit, won't we? Mm. Uh, yeah. when we're roaming around- Then they'll be sick of the sight of you! Uh, they go, let's lose Carl! But you've got two men so far who've got a combined age of about 150. <laughs> I mean, if you're starting a brave new world, dare I say it, not going to be around very long. Shouldn't you be taking some younger, fresher blood? No, not really, because they haven't lived, haven't they? These have lived and they'll, they, they can sort- and they're useful, like I say. Patrick Moore's done his bit, he's got us there. Uh, Oliver, he's cooked us a dinner. Day two, I reckon we'd end that on day one there, we'd have a dinner, We'd all have a chat. I don't think you're thinking of the future. I it's think you're thinking. Trip it's your only, I think you're thinking of the journey and then the first night. <laughs> ah! Okay, okay. So, so you've got David Attenborough, yeah. you've got Patrick Moore, you've got Jamie, <laughs> you've got two other places. I get the feeling that you're not so much recruiting people for a new world as I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. <laughs> As a dinner party with <laughs> yeah. people you'd like to meet that you've seen on the telly. <laughs> oh, come uh, on, in two more. I text someone who's a bit daft. Just so. No, you don't need to, Carl. That's covered. Believe us. Yeah, no, believe no, that's what I mean. Though I don't want them having to go at me, going, "Why are you here?" I'd put point the attention somewhere else to text someone else who sort of wind them up. So who's I'm that then? Paul Denan or something like that. <laughs> Celebrity. <laughs> so you've got you've got Patrick Moore, you've got David Attenborough, you've got Jamie Oliver and Paul Dunham. <laughs> starting life again. <laughs> okay then, brilliant. Oh god. Right, one more. This is an amazing this is a, this is gonna be I'd love to go back and visit this in a thousand years, what teachings they laid down. Oh god. Don't know. It have to be uh, a woman. I think you got to have a woman in that little group, haven't you? Who's 
Could have another another woman chef or. It's mainly eating. He's got that covered with Oliver, but no, no, he's got to take Nigella in case he's in a cream cake kind of mood. Oh god! Oh god! Smith was furious. She packed her bags and everything. Or a nurse. Now you're thinking, Abby Titmus. Carl, I know you like to be kept abreast of all the latest breaking science news. Did you read recently about the blind mice that they have been able to make see again? And, um, hopefully they're, they're, whatever they did, which allowed these mice to be able to see again, they're hoping to be able to do with humans in maybe about ten years' time. Or at least begin tests in ten years' time, which is pretty impressive, isn't it? How many, uh, how many, um, are these, uh, mice did they experiment on? <laughs> Three, probably. Right. They were, hmm. It wasn't taking place in a farmhouse, was it, at all, with them? I didn't read the intricacies of the Did they story. have tails? Did they still have their tails? The three blind mice? Cos yeah. they I don't know, I guess well, I'm, uh, not, yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, what's your concern? Well, I think I know what happened there. Really? Yeah. I think the farmer's wife probably, uh, got annoyed right. at them running well, after why? her. Right. Uh... But how could they run after her, cos they're blind? I don't know, I think they used a sense of smell and hearing, they could hear her. Uh, clogs. <laughs> and they followed the sound of the big fat clogs. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, they got their comeuppance. They lost their tails. So now they're blind with no tails. Is uh, that I, not the story? I don't, I think you've confused, um, okay. another more recent story. Okay. With, with that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll leave that then, mate. Carl, thoughts though? That extraordinary, isn't it? To be able to, I mean, to be able to cure blindness would it, be a it, remarkable it, achievement in science. It is, but it's just that thing how they say they've done it on mice and what have you. Yeah. If I was blind and I went in for the meeting, with mm. the doctor, yeah, and they said, "Do you want yours doing?" And then they said, "Like, mm. I've done it on mice. That wouldn't be good enough for me." I'd say, "Look, when the blind fella gets in, don't say we've done it on mice. Just say we've done this on eyes." Because <laughs> if he goes, "What eyes?" Just say, "Just a pair of eyes." <laughs> yeah. As soon as you say mouse's eyes, it's like, well, it's, it's not the same, and it no. sort of, it would make me go, "I'll leave it." Yeah. And then you, you, you wake up and you can see, but you've got very tiny eyes right in the-, right the You've put in mice eyes! <laughs> yeah. I'm scared of cats! It's just eyes. I think I just don't like having my eyes messed with, and even if it was blind, I just- I wouldn't like it. Right. Uh, and I think mine are more active than most, my eyes. What do you mean? <laughs> um, well I went for a what's-her-name, Steve, you don't know, I, I've, I've had mm. uh, problems with my legs. Oh. <sighs> Christ almighty. He's the same what are you, 33? He's a hypochondriac. And you talk like you're a seven-year-old Honestly, man. the slightest thing, he's got time off work for this. We went to the dentist three times in one week, he goes, now his leg's rubbed two times a week for no, some I reason. I don't. I don't. In and out of the kidney hospital and they're going, there's no kidney stone, Mr. Pilton. He's going, oh, right. Christ oh. almighty, do some fucking work. No, the thing is, I've been, in the last, like, 30-odd years, I've been working hard and I've let my body get run down a bit. How have you, like, you're thirty, what are you? Thirty, thirty-three. Right, oh. thirty-three, sorry to start with such a hard question. <laughs> but, how have you been working for thirty years? <laughs> well, I just have, I sort of, uh, I got on with it. At three? <laughs> at three? No, I'm Well, just you didn't saying. get on with anything at school, did you? Because you were just <laughs> pitching about. Yeah. You weren't working yeah. out there. What was the first job you got? How old were you? Uh, I was fifteen. Right, okay, so you've been working for fifteen years then, okay, good, <laughs> Yeah, but right. I had my paper round when I was ten, didn't I, and that was, that was hard graft. That's why I'm bald and that. 
getting up at half four. <laughs> it all adds up, doesn't it? All adds up. So anyway, uh, mm. when I kicked me height when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> he always says this, A, like it's a classic story that everyone should know. Everyone and also right. the phrase, kicking my own height. Yeah. No, Explain so. what you mean. Just kick me out when I was when I was kick a kid. Your, no one understands. You Carl. kicked your leg up to I the height that you were at that time. Yeah, yeah. So I kicked were, my height. It's not a well-known phrase. You can't just go. I kicked me height. So you were so you were four and a half foot, and you've put your toe up into the air four and a half feet by kicking. Yeah, but I, I landed on my back. Right. Okay. <laughs> Imagine seeing that in the playground. They go <laughs> get Carl Pilkington to kick his height. I bet he falls over like a fucking. It wasn't penguin. in the playground. My dad got me to do it in the garden. Brilliant. But so, why? Why did he you fall over? Tickets. The neighbours were cracking <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Why did you fall over? Did, did, your, did you hit I yourself just in the I head? I didn't have a kick the height. I mean, my leg got high up, but I was that chuffed that I got that high, I didn't think of putting my leg down again. <laughs> what's it look? Like, what the fuck he's did got, that look like? He's got to think it all through. I <laughs> thought it was automatic. <laughs> no, in, like, you, you, it stayed there. You, you sort of stay oh, balanced. Christ but you didn't almighty. think, well, I'm loving this, this is brilliant, but I, what should I do now? I, <laughs> I got my leg up, I'll just keep yeah. it up. Whoa! <laughs> it like a Hitler salute with his leg. What? what were you doing? So anyway, I landed on my back, yeah. and uh, and I did some damage, I think. Mm. And it's because Definitely. of that. You sure you didn't land on your head? And it's because of that, like all like, all them years and what have you. Yeah. I've had like a trapped nerve in my leg. Right. So I thought, right, now's the time to have it done because when you get older, I mean, it was a kidney stone thing. Once you've seen, once you've sort of looked at, you know, death and what have you, mm. uh, it just makes you think. Got to start looking after your body. Do you think body. you could die of the, the uh, slightly bad leg that you've had for fifteen years? <laughs> well, you just do you think that'll eventually kill you? <laughs> well, well, it could do if I can't run away from danger quick enough. Right. Again, you're thinking <laughs> of Jurassic Park coming true. Well, whatever though. I'm just saying you've yeah. got to look after yourself. You yeah. know, if there's anyone listening, you could always there, hop. Who's, who's got a problem? Get it sorted. I tell you what though, if you have to fight off danger and you kick them, put the leg back down <laughs> immediately after. <laughs> so anyway, so I went to see this fella. To uh, like a professional uh, leg rubber, um, professional leg rubber, yeah. And he's uh, he, he sort of said uh, a few things that were quite interesting. Mm. Remember that time when we had a chat on the last lot of like podcasts? I said, "Am I in charge of my brain, or is my brain in charge of me?" Yeah, do you remember what I said? That's the most stupid thing you've ever said. Yeah. Well, well, listen to this then. So oh. I go and see this leg rubber, professional yeah. leg rubber, yeah. Right, and he is professional. Yeah. Right. Remember. So Leg rubber. You haven't said doctor at any <laughs> yeah. point in this conversation. He's a leg rubber. So, so this, this, whatever, however profound this is, it came from a man who is self-confessed professionally leg rubbing. Not just leg. Does he, he do back, left and right or back, back rubbing as well? He does it all. Right. 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 So I'm in there, rubber. and I didn't mention about how I thought my brain was, you know, was in charge of me and stuff. Uh, I'm lying there. He's bending me about and what have you. Mm. The first problem he came across is that my nerves aren't long enough. Right. My body. I don't know. <laughs> my nerves aren't long enough for your body. He yeah. was lifting my legs up and I was going, right, don't, oh, stop that a minute, that's hurting that. He's like, what do you mean? He said, I've only got them like, like just about. Well, that's your tendons. No, no, but your nerves are in your legs as well. And your tendons don't hurt, it's your nerves that kick in. It's your nerves that make you well, go Yeah, but they it. hurt because your tendons are being overstretched. Well, I'm just telling you what he said. Right, so, so he lifted the leg up and I went, right, well, stop Was this another laundrette, this surgery? <laughs> No, it's a proper place. He had like towels and all that on the- Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he's got towels Oh, there. okay, yeah. Yeah. So, um- Definitely laundry. So, so I'm lying there. <laughs> Other people's towels. <laughs> he's got yeah, towels, underpants, bras. Yeah, halfway through he said, you haven't got 20p, I'll be for the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm lying there and he lifts the leg up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that hurts a lot. Mm. So he said, oh yeah, short nerves. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you, you know, you're, you're outside of the body. 
is longer than your inside. Right, he doesn't sound like a doctor. He does not sound like <laughs> a doctor. The outside of your body's yeah. longer than the inside. <laughs> so he, he, he had me lying on my front and what have you, and he was sort of crushing me back. Right. And he was going, does that hurt? I said, yeah. It was like 48 quid, this as well. Mm. Putting me through all this pain and what have you. Well, you got some good advice, though. He said, you're pretty stressed. And I said, yeah. So it's, you know, I've, I've quite a bit of stress in my life. And I explained to him about the kidney stones and that. I said, oh, you know, that, that's... That he went, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he probably said that. He said that's where you were probably got a lot of tenseness. And a lot of tenseness. Mm. Is that the phrase he used as yeah, a trained no, professional rubber? He's a doctor. He's definitely a doctor. So anyway, yeah. he said, do you relax much? You, you know, haven't you got any Lenore, have you? <laughs> I want these sheets to come out nice and soft. He said, do you, uh, you know, you should learn to meditate or something. He said, because you, you know, you, you're all tensed up. Mm. We're living in a stressful world, as I told me mm. about it. So when I was telling him that I have problems relaxing, mm. he said, oh, he said that you're obviously the sort of person it was colourful enough to spend 46 quid for this hokum. He said, you're the sort of person whose brain is in charge of them, rather than them being in charge of the so brain. So all you did was you met a person as stupid as you. <laughs> yeah. No, but I thought it's interesting that he's, he, this is what he does for a living. Yeah. And he picked up, that was the first visit, that's the first, I'd only been there about 22 minutes. Yeah. You get half an hour for 48 quid. Right. But, uh, he, he picked up on that yeah. within like... No, he saw right fucking sucker coming. No, he did pick up on that, yeah. But okay. anyway, don't, the reason- Don't go to him again. The reason, uh, well I am doing, I've got locked into it, I've got to go at least another three times. Why? I'm trying to get out of it. I don't know, I didn't realise that you have to have a minimum amount of things. So what I'm saying I can't is, wait to- well, what's the wisdom he's gonna come up with next week? That'd be brilliant. I will kinda, yeah. No, but what I'm saying Your is- Your blood's paranoid. <laughs> we were talking- You've got jealous bones. <laughs> You're the sort of person whose stomach's hungrier than you. <laughs> what absolute fucking nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, like how we were talking about eyes, weren't we? He said, uh, he said the thing is, you know, you've got to be able to relax and uh, the way to do it is to focus, right? He said, mm. uh, I said, what do you mean? He said, when you go to sleep- You're the sort of person whose eyes can see further than you can. <laughs> he said, when you go to sleep, uh Close your eyes and see- <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just leaving but, them open staring at the ceiling. Carl, keep breathing. <laughs> yeah, keep breathing, close your eyes, you're not dead. It may seem like it, but you're not. You're just asleep. So he said, uh, oh, fuck me. he said, he said, what you've got to do when you go to sleep, focus on your toe, right? <laughs> okay. He said, and just think about oh, nothing else. He, I said, he's a witch. <laughs> did he, did, did he say you to put a toad under the bed? No, he just said, focus on the toe and, mm. uh, see how you go on and what have you. Next time you come in, let me know. Anyway, I gave this a go, focusing on the toe. Uh, so what does this mean? You mean you sat in bed staring at your toes? No, this is it. He, he said, like, lie down, shut it. your eyes, and and sort of look at it, sort of thing. So I was lying there, and it just wasn't working because. Oh, Carl, this isn't medicine. Because I was. You were, even though you were thinking eyes, of his finger. Well, no. It, <laughs> <laughs> he found out he was thinking of someone else's toe. Yeah. Next it day, someone work. called up and said, "Carl, yeah. my toe's better." Yeah. No, the problem was I was still using my eyes, even though I had them shut. <laughs> You were still oh, <laughs> What does that mean? I was straining them. <laughs> I had them shut, but I was sort of looking down at me. You were trying to see through your eyelids at your toe. Well, I was, oh, I was looking down something, and that's where the foot is. <laughs> because of that, I was straining them, and they were stinging, so I had to pack it in. I'm going to 
gonna die. I am going to die. Right. So if anything, okay. this guy's just made your stress levels worse. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, if someone out there is listening, um, could could you put in order the top uh, ten most stupid things Carl's ever said? And to me, that is number one. That is now number. Well, that that's overtaken. Uh, uh, is your brain in charge of you, or is you in charge of your brain? Oh, that's amazing. Oh, it's imagine that he's only gone and written it down. The jingle there to announce a yet another reading from Carl Pilkington's diary. Um, when are you going to write until, Carl? What have you got you going to do? I've got to do As far as December and then that's it? Uh, I don't know. When does the diary end? 31st December, usually. Yeah. Typical, there. always the same. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when I'll do it too, and then. Uh, why do that? Why just why be conformist? Why why end on December? Why not end on January the thirty first? Weird that you should go. Don't be constrained to what the diary Please. says. Me mam called me to ask me to like. Fuck me, you're right. That like look that should be. Me mam called me to ask me to look in some of the magazine shops in London for a magazine that she can't find. It's called UFO Data. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I ain't heard of it. She said she's seen an advert for it in one of her ghost magazines. I love the fact that she can't even find the magazine about unidentified flying objects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we get, uh, we get a clue She there. thinks, I think I saw something, but I don't know whether it was a magazine or not. <laughs> So we get uh, we get a clue there as to why you you uh, give any credence to this crap. Yeah, well, it's oh, you know, I mean, Mama Pilkington's into the same shit. There's a lot of space out there, isn't there? Mm. She said that this magazine has got new story about how Aldrin brackets astronaut has got some evidence that aliens exist. Mm. Yeah, I told her that I found out today that the days are about thirty six minutes longer on Mars. We chatted about how this is how they are more advanced than us. Do you mean the Martians? Yeah, if they've if they've got a longer day, that's more time that they're awake working on stuff. Right, yeah, we know that makes no difference at all. No, it does. Think about it. Think yeah. about it. Look, think about it. Six o'clock here, yeah. people are going, see you tomorrow, I'm going home. They'll be going, oh, another half hour. <laughs> they've got a longer day. Productive. <laughs> and that's why they're able to fly. That's why they're whizzing around. Christ almighty, what drivel! Suzanne got in from work at 11.30. I told her about the UFOs in Mars. <laughs> she said she's too tired to chat. I said, does it mean aliens will be more tired than us or do they get more sleep? I got no answer. <laughs> I love it when it Suzanne goes in. She never indulges no, you. No, it scares her. Anything with ghosts and UFOs, she sort of... It doesn't scare her, it, it bores her. her. No, it freaks her out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm knackered today and my face feels dry and spotty. Oh god, what's wrong with it starts off it starts off moaning. The first thing he does is start moaning. He wakes up and goes, Oh fuck me, I didn't die. <laughs> oh, oh god. I'm knackered today and my face feels dry and spotty. I think it's the change in water since being away. Or it could be all the <laughs> it could be all the Madeira cake I had yesterday. <laughs> 
I'm gonna burst. <laughs> but what's I'm the cake? The Madeira cake dries you out, does it? <sighs> well, it's just quite fattening, isn't it? But I like it. It's <sighs> one of the little pleasures. <laughs> oh God, Suzanne, put, I went for a wander about to try and find the UFO data magazine for my mum. Mm. I didn't know which category to look under. There were too many magazines. I noticed how on the rude magazines, the women are being pretty rude on the cover, but on the gay magazines, it's just a fella <laughs> smiling, showing a bit of arse. <laughs> I don't know why gay blokes would buy it. Blokes have got their own knob to look at if they like knobs. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you looking at the game magazine? No, I wasn't. It's just. Oh, you were. No, I know you studied them. them. Yeah, because yeah, I was looking for UFO data. I don't yeah. know where they put it. I don't think you find evidence of other worlds. Our men's pants. Yeah, I don't think you want to boldly go where no man has ever gone before, Carl. I had no luck trying to find the UFO data magazine. I will try some other shops. <laughs> he rather than he writes UFO data magazine every time. <laughs> he can just put UFO mag. But no, no, but it, it reminds me. You want to be specific? If I write stuff down, it means that I remember it more. Sure. Still looking for it. Got some posts from Oxfam. They're flogging animals for Africa again. They've got new animals in their catalogue now. They've got donkeys and alpacas. Donkeys 50 quid, alpacas 20 pounds. I don't know if this is a special rate or if I could get one from a ma'am. She's been saying how they've been missing having a pet since they had the cat put down. Sorry, you don't get it. If you buy that for someone, you don't get it. Yeah, but they're not bothered where they're going. Yes, they do. Of the course money. they don't. They don't. They don't deliver them. It's not like they're in a warehouse wondering, uh, people, thinking, I hope people buy this. They're going to put them out there. Yeah. They're, they're, but uh, at the end of the day, fifty quid's fifty quid, and they're not bothered. If they're right. sending an alpaca to Africa, yeah, and I'm saying, can you get one to London? To them, that is less hassle. Right. Th that don't, th uh, Carl. That's not how it works. You can't just go and say, oh, I'll have one of them. They're not bothered. It's for charity. Oh, of course they are. You can't buy an alpaca for 20 quid. <laughs> Christ, all my plus posters and packaging. They're big bastards. Read about a pub that is getting some stick because they've stopped a horse going in. It's been the horses regular for ages, but there's been some new owners who've taken over the pub and they said they're serving fresh fruit and don't want a horse in there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! We've got to publish this diary. There's some dynamite stuff. We've in got here. to publish the diary. I mean, this is never mind, peeps. Can't we put this out next year or something with a oh, special CD? I I, I just, it's amazing. You got you can't you can't keep this from the world, Carl. I met Suzanne after she finished work, and we went for a brew in another cafe. God, Jesus! It's always having a brew in a cafe. It's like a sitcom. <laughs> it is. Suzanne said I look tired and fed up. I think it's because I ain't been sleeping. Or the Madeira cake, we don't know. <laughs> Always been going to every news agency in London, looking at game magazines. <laughs> she taught me some way to breathe that will relax me. I wasn't feeling that relaxed though, because the person behind the counter was banging about making a coffee. Noise stresses me out. I wonder if less deaf people die of stress than people with working ears do. <laughs> Oh, it's the theories. It's the it theories. It is such a noisy world, though, isn't it? It is. Well, London is noisy, very noisy. I think just everywhere, just noise in general. They were yeah. saying how, like, every noise has been used at least five times or something. What do you mean? 
Because there's only so many noises in the world. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. No, there's only so many what noises. What do you mean every noise has been used five times? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means. Because... I don't know. I have no idea. I've, I, every noise once has been used at least five times. There's only so many noises. It's like a piano, isn't there? There's only so many notes. Yeah. And there's only so many noises. Right. But because there's so much stuff... The same noises are being used again. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> By whom? Who's reusing the noise? By whatever. So, so a woodpecker like... when it's woodpecking? Yeah, yeah. Some some birds make noises that would sound like a Ford Escort. Just because there's there's only so many noises that people can use. <laughs> what is he talking about? Noises are a byproduct outside yeah. an instrument. Yeah, noises and are a byproduct. They're a machine. They don't go. Watch me make this <laughs> noise. Make this machine. It, it makes the noise it makes yeah, when but, it's doing something. But why does it make that noise? Why not pick another noise? They don't pick but the noise. Who's picking the noise? That's a printing what... press makes the noise because it's the sound of the thing yeah. going down. Yeah, you so know, printing... a hammer makes that noise because that's what it does. No one's going. Oh, can we make this make a different noise? No, it's it's a byproduct. I it's, know. So there's only so many noises. I don't know what you mean. You said the byproduct is because of something that's happening, right? But it's yeah. the physical action, isn't it, and the way that that impacts on the uh, the surrounding air. That's what noise. You know how noises are manufactured. It's when, not a when, choice. When Stevenson yeah, Rocker came, I went. <laughs> I went. Can you make it go? <laughs> 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 it's what. That's the noise it made. I know, but then. Say like a new frog comes out. Oh, for f what do you mean a new frog comes out? They find a new type of frog, right. it makes a noise, and yeah. they'll go, yeah, I knew it was gonna sound like that. What are you talking because about? Because there's only so many noises, nothing, no, no animal comes out and makes like a weird noise and you go, I've never heard that noise before. They go, oh, that sounds like a chicken, or it sounds like <laughs> a Ford Escort, or... <laughs> There's only so many what noises. What sounds like a Ford Escort? Well, no, there can't be many because you've used Ford Escort twice <laughs> as an analogy here. So you're running out of noises. You've I come can't. up with chicken and escort so far. I can't explain But the problem it. is a Ford Escort sounds a bit like an Austin Allegro. So I, I know, know, yeah, yeah. And a chicken, you're ripping off the turkey, <laughs> you gun. Oh, chimpanzee that is competition time. <laughs> I think my worry there is people might get confused with it because that jingle is very yeah. similar to the Monkey News jingle. There's aspects of it that's similar, yeah. Yeah. Some people might have just heard that and they might have just heard chimpanzee and thought, oh great, it's Monkey News, but Carl presumably is too lazy to have actually prepared any Monkey News. Oh, I've got some good news about Monkey News actually. Have you? If you are craving Monkey News, then there is a special Monkey News poster in the, uh, in the CD, the three CD box set, um, the Ricky Gervais show, got everything. It's got the, the 12 shows and MP3, it's got the best of, and it's got an extra hour of brand new material as well. And then um, the reason we did it on CD is because, uh, some people were saying, I've heard about this, but I can't listen to it. I haven't got an iPod, I haven't got a computer. So, uh, buy that for a friend who, uh, who can't listen to these. It's the perfect Thanksgiving gift. It is the perfect Thanksgiving gift. Or Pancake Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've, uh, we've signed, um, one that's going to a lucky winner. We did a competition, uh, on the last podcast, um, to give away one of the CD box sets, the, uh, uh, World of Carl Pilkington, and, uh, we've signed that, and, um, Flannels of the Deep, uh, the new, uh, book in the series. Can you remind us, Rick, of the quiz question? The quiz question was, do you want these? <laughs> okay, and what was the correct answer? Uh, it was yes. Well, we've had, uh, it's amazing actually how many people didn't realise that was, we had a lot of people saying no, 
Uh, I'm not interested. Um, who are you? Why are you bothering me? But um, amazingly, Rachel Bolland from uh, Glasgow has got the correct answer. She said yes. Now then, we yeah. need a new question, Rick. Yeah, should we give those away again? <laughs> so we get, let's good. give those away again, the same yeah. things again. Not obviously okay. these, we'll send these no, to Rachel. Different ones. Separate you separate. get so, so you get, do you, do you want a signed CD, the World Cup Hilton and Flannels of the Deep, okay? Plus, we can also add to that, Rick, the forthcoming extras script book. Ah, not just a script book, Steve. No. It's got some wonderful pictures, but that taken by Rich Hardcastle, of, um, people like Ben Stiller and Sam Jackson and Kate Winslet behind the scenes. In their off-duty moments. And it's brilliant. It's really good. We've put some pictures up on the website. Go to wickedgervais.com and you'll see, you'll see what you could, uh, we'd be winning. Yeah. Yeah? So we've got that perfect collection of stuff, but we need a new quiz question. Okay. Um, okay, so, so those prizes, uh, does someone else want them? Does someone else want them? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if you know the answer to that, then get in touch. Podcast at rickygervais.com. Good luck. It's a tricky one. Oh, good luck anyway, because I never read the emails. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of, uh, the second in this, uh, series of three special podcasts. That was the end of the Thanksgiving edition, uh, with me, Ricky Gervais, Steve Merchant. See ya. And Carl Pilkington. All right. Thank you to Positive Internet, the guys that host this podcast. They're doing a great job. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Mm. Happy Thanksgiving. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. Hello, and welcome to our Christmas podcast with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello. And Carl Pilkington. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Yeah. A lot of people are wondering, Rick, if having done so many podcasts this year, because we very much started the whole podcast revolution ourselves single-handedly roughly this time last year. Yeah, that's right. Have we perhaps exhausted the podcast phenomenon? Is it time to pack it up, pack up the equipment and move on to something new? Well, this will be the last one for, for a little while, I think. I think, you know, we've done, we did, uh, I think 24 and then these specials this year. I think we started it about this time last year. Well, I don't we? know about you, Rick, but I'm bored of the whole podcasting thing, and I know that, uh, you probably feel the same way. Well, let's stop for a while. We might get back together again, but it won't be for a while. It's the, you know, we had a year. It was the year of the podcast. In a weird year, isn't it? Go on. No, I'm just saying, you know, when you look at it like that, when you think about all the podcasts that we've done. Yeah. Over a year. Yeah. Just a lot of stuff has gone on. That's... Looking back at the year... A year in which we've seen, you know, um, increasing violence in Iraq. We've seen uh, the advent of more fears over global warming. We've seen George W. Bush take a massive battering in the midterm elections. We've seen many major world events this year. Carl, what's stuck out for you? What event do you, if you think, oh my God, if you were doing your own review of the year, what would you put on the front cover? Uh, the, the grub. That was, that was eating biscuits on the windowsill. <laughs> right. That's just a little bit more up there for you than the capturing of Saddam Hussein and his sentencing to death. Just because, you know, it's, uh, I never thought I'd see that this year. 
So what exactly- What, the capture of Saddam or the grub? No, the, the grub. The grub. It was just, I, I was there on the computer. Yeah. I was having a cup of tea and a biscuit. Uh, put the biscuit on the windowsill. I sort of picked it up. Why would you do that? What, why? Why would you put a biscuit on a windowsill? Oh, because I'm sat next to the windowsill. It's like something from a cartoon. I put the pie on the windowsill to cool down. Yeah. Oh, and so some ruffians stole it. Yeah. So I was eating that and, uh, I was enjoying it. I put the rest of it back down for like the next half of the cup of tea. And, uh, I saw- Planned like, out. This is- <laughs> I bet- Well, we'll read about this later in the diary. So, and then I saw just like a little crumb moving. I was like, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah. So I looked down closer and there's an insect that is see-through but with legs. And, um, just sort of running off with a crumb into like a little hole. And then when I looked, I noticed there was loads of these little see-through things. And they were obviously all like, oh, I got biscuit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's exactly what they were saying. <laughs> they were, they were got going, biscuits over here! But I thought that, what, <laughs> Come on, what, what, what was it, like I say, it was amazing because it was, they're miles away from what I'm about, and yet- Not that far. But, but they still like a bit of biscuit, and it was just weird. That that happened. I never thought that would happen in two thousand and six. <laughs> and that's, that's you never thought that would happen in two thousand and six. That's what's nice, isn't it? That's what's mind. nice about the na you know the nature of the world. You know, we can invent iPods. We can bring out better vacuum cleaners. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't make nature up. And to see this see-through thing, you do eating a biscuit. Uh, that's that's mind. where I've sort of gone this year. I'd say out of anything. I've sort of gone out of my way to, to learn more stuff about weird stuff that's happening. But I don't know what you've learned. You've learned that, uh, a creature which you can't even identify that or you name. don't know, right, you don't know what it is, right, um, look like it nicked a bit of crumb. I don't know what knowledge is that, what is that, how is that useful? Just because everything is, is changing. But it's not useful. It's not useful to you and it's not useful to anyone. You can't pass on that as knowledge because we don't know what it was. But Carl Or where thinks, it happened but, or why it happened. But Rick, Carl thinks that, that the grub has an inkling, has a, has a taste for McVitie's in the same way that Carl's does. That's why yeah. he's from me. He's thinking, as, I can't believe it, they, we, we both love hobnobs. No, as opposed to just being, yeah. uh, taking the starch and anything. the flour, yeah. exactly, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that these things have been around for years. Yes. Maybe longer than us. Yes. Right? Now, their life isn't changing in the way that ours have. They still live in a little crack in the wall. Yeah. But they're eating biscuit. <coughs> and that was never meant to happen. So, so it's changing it. What but I mean is you might start getting fat insects. That should never have happened. You, you, you don't normally see a fat beetle. You go, oh, look at that, that's a bit fat. Put a bit of weight on. And now that's going to happen because they're eating sugary stuff. The, the squirrels in the park. Because people are feeding them Mars bars and everything. They're getting fatter, they're getting bigger, they're getting more violent. <laughs> now, over time, you know, they, they're going to cause more trouble than they what are now. What evidence have you got what that they're getting think? more violent? But Just because when I'm sat in the park and, and what have you, they, they really like cocky. They come up to you now and sort of jump up on the bench and sort of uh, attack you for food. They're not happy with acorns now, they want a bit of croissant. And that's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, they've changed. They've, they're changing over time. Just like that grub having a biscuit. Everything's trying different food out. He'll want a gatto soon. Well, in the same way that, you know, you, you look at people around the world, how they're eating weirder stuff. They're running out of, you know, ideas on, on how to cook food differently. And we're eating weird stuff. So are insects. Everything's moving on. Everything's getting more intelligent. The goldfish memories got better. Chickens are more intelligent than people thought they were, apparently. Everything's 
Time, mm. time makes you more intelligent. Well. No, they do. That's, that's a fact, isn't it? If, if you're knocking around longer, then you're learning more, cos more stuff's going on, and you soak it up. And that's what these insects are doing. They're all learning. You know what I mean? No. I saw a cockroach playing Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the internet, right, and somebody had, had linked up a cockroach <laughs> to, uh <laughs> to some- I can't even be bothered explaining it, but, but, uh <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, everything- everything's moving on. Yeah, but- but Pac-Man's like such an old hat game, man, it's like from the 1980s, Yeah, that isn't cockroach it? is so, God, so God. Get, Get a life, man. Hello, PlayStation 3, is yeah, he Hello. Hello. Yesterday's cockroach. <laughs> oh. Fucking hell. What was he listening to, MC Hammer? Christ almighty. Fucking hell, Pac-Man. Get a life. <laughs> High five, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the supermarket recently, um, just, uh, just walking past the condoms yeah. on the way to the pornography, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I, uh, thought, you know, it's worth perhaps, you know, getting a stocking, you know. Get a stocking? No, get, getting some condoms. What, put over your head? You're not still doing that, are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I, uh, I thought it was worth getting some condoms in, you know, it's, it's, it's Christmas party season, and, uh, you never know when you're gonna run out of balloons. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and I was weird, because the, the, the condoms in the supermarket are contained in a kind of cage, in a plastic cage. So it makes it all the more embarrassing buying them. Because I took them off the, ca the, the thing and I was trying to open it. So, because I thought that they, they would, it, you had to open it. Try know, it on. You, try <laughs> it on. <laughs> exactly. Okay, they're just, you know, in case it doesn't fit. Exactly. Bring exactly. it back. Yeah. Bring it back, yeah. And, uh, and do you do alterations? <laughs> uh, yeah, we do, yes. Five pounds. <laughs> and, um, so I'm trying to open this thing and, and this guy who works there, sort of with his middle-aged guy who works there, goes, you, you, know, you have to, um, you have to take that to the, uh, checkout, Sarah, you can't open that yourself. And I was just, cause I, I don't know, I still find it very embarrassing, you know, dealing with any of that sort of, you know, prophylactics and things, the novelty of that is still very embarrassing to me. And, uh, so I just left it, I thought, forget it, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take these to the counter. Cause you never, it's like if you get served by a, by a woman, it's, it's still a bit embarrassing, particularly if that's all you're buying. Because <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> she knows what you're up to. Um, yeah. You're going to fill them up with war and throw them at students. <laughs> and um, but it, anyway, the reason I mention this is because it reminded me of the conversation we've we've all enjoyed in the past, Rick, about when Carl bought for his girlfriend for Christmas. Uh, was it a uh, two pack? A two pack of yeah. What was it? Condoms. What, wasn't it about buy one get one free? Yeah. It was a bumper family pack, wasn't it? Yeah. Not a family, obviously. That'd be that'd be weird. Yeah, a family pack of condoms. <laughs> <laughs> One for the kids. Take them down, enjoy yourselves. Um, but um, so that was a couple of years ago, Carl. The famous uh, condom gate. Have you bucked your ideas up since then? Uh, not really. They they were the early days. Um, do you mean the early days? You'd been going out with them for about eight years, hadn't you? Yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I, I just think that as time goes on, you don't sort of buy each other as many presents. As oh, so do. sorry, that was a bumper year, was it? That was that was a hell of a. She went. Oh, I remember. When, I remember when you used to buy me stuff like condoms. It's gone downhill since then. Well, no, she didn't presents. know she was getting them. What I mean is, there's less. Of course, surprises. she didn't. That's what. That's what I mean, though. It was sort of interesting to, to when I gave them her, and so there you go, open them. She was not expecting that, 
and as time goes on- No, she was probably expecting a piece of jewellery or a holiday in Paris. It's more difficult, is what I mean, to surprise someone, in it? Over, no, over no, no, time. no, 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 no. But the surprise thing is meant to always be a good surprise. Yeah, but don't- if- if you're- if you always get something good, it's like the three wise men, what did they get the second year for, for little baby <laughs> Jesus? Do you know what I mean? Once he's had that gold, it's like, oh, I've, I've, I've sort of made it hard work for myself there. I've got to get- I've got to get him something better than that now. So it's best to give him the myrrh. And next and year, get him the gold. Step it up a bit or whatever. But don't you understand- because what, what, I don't want to criticise you because you're a lovely man, but- Having read the diary and read much of this diary, one of the things I notice is the complete lack of romanticism. The number of times Susanna says, book us a lovely meal out, take me out tonight, and you always write like it's a massive chore, like it's a headache for you. Oh no, I've got to spend a romantic night out with my girlfriend. Because it's the same reason I don't like Christmas and stuff, is the expectations. I prefer it, if I want to take Susanna out, I prefer to meet her at the bus stop, she comes back from work and go, you wanna go out? But you Rather don't do than, that. No, I do now and again, but it's that thing of, oh, we'll go out tonight, I wanna leave it to you, book a place, da da da, it, it builds it up too much and it can never live up to it. It's like how you, you know how like people make a big thing out of, you know, having it away for the first time and they go, oh, I'm gonna do that tonight. Not the way to do anything. You won't get anything done by planning. <laughs> That's a quote! That's an amazing quote! That'll be up there with, uh, Newton and Churchill. You don't get anything done by planning. No, but like That's I've amazing. Said, like I've said but a you lot. can't just spring it on someone. You have to at least ask, are you up for it tonight? Just see how it goes. That's what I'm saying about Christmas. I might not be in the mood for it on December 25th. For Christmas, having turkey and everything. That's what I mean about, you know, in the last podcast, stuff coming round every year. Don't plan it. If you fancy a Christmas, have it. If you don't, just carry on. It'd be nice to live in a world like that. They say, you know, it's a world of freedom or something now. It isn't. No, they do, I don't know what that means. No, no, they don't they just well, make they, up things they say, they, say. They, they say, like, you know, today's world is a free world or something. Someone said something along them lines. When it isn't, <laughs> everyone's still being told what to do, when to do it. <laughs> Christmas is a big thing, isn't it, that we all have to go through. And it's stressful. It's You're not a happy such time. a miserable sod. You really no, are. No, but Christmas is a big, it's a big upheaval. It is a it, out of all of those special days that go on, Christmas is the one but that's- But what are you doing with your time? It's the question we return to again and again, no, we why, read it. Why, you're uh, visiting your parents, you're hiring yeah. a car, you're going yeah. down the calf. It's yeah. not like you're, you're taking your work away, you're doing yeah. some important neuroscience work, yeah. and we've had to take you away from that for three days. Yeah. No, but what You're I, not doing anything of any value, no, Carl. But, no. But, no, what I might want to do, but I can't because the shops are shut because you know, they want to go off and celebrate Christmas. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an upheaval. Easter's all right. It, it comes and goes. Do you want an egg? Not really. Don't have one then. You're not forced an egg. <laughs> You're not forced an egg. I like Easter, and everyone can afford an egg. There's no one being left out. Whereas Christmas, everyone like goes back to the family and they have a big meal and all that. And there's there's a lot of poor people out there who can't do that. So it's more of a if you're going to mm. talk about religion and you know the religious sort of occasions, mm. Easter's one that I'd keep. If you plan everything. You probably won't do it in the end. Whereas again, that that as a soundbite is gobbledygook, mm. isn't it? No, what I mean is, say like um, holidays when you know they're coming, you never enjoy them as much as one when it's surprised on you. Who surprises can, someone with a holiday unless you, you win it on a game show? How can you really go? Bloody hell! I'm on holiday. Suzanne did it with me. 
she sorted it all out and booked me time off work without oh, me knowing. Oh, that's a lovely romantic gift. Oh, yeah, nice. and I went along with it and we had a great little holiday. Yeah, so, so maybe you should do something like that for her. No, she wouldn't like it as much and I won't pick the right place and I know she won't like it. You're one of these people that washes up badly so you'll never be asked again, aren't no, you? No, that's my job. That's the only job I do. Yeah, it was a. Me uh, but to be honest, that's, that's doing me heading at the moment because I've outgrown the sink. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about himself like a crab. <laughs> oh God! Gotta get a new sink for Carl. Why? Uh, he's outgrown it. No, just he's thirty-three now, and his knees around his head. Oh, he can't bath in that anymore. No, just my back's been playing up a bit, and I think it's because of the height of the sink. But hold well on, you haven't grown. I think I have. Well, you haven't. Bit. No, you haven't grown at 33. Well, it's, it's definitely something, it's just not very good. Subsidence? I don't know, I've just said to Susanna, I said, this, this isn't as good as it used to be. It's not- <laughs> This isn't as good as it used to be! This <laughs> washing up! Oh! He says he's got nothing in the flat, that's why he has to do a shop every day, because he's got nothing in the flat. It's easier that way, isn't it? You don't know what you're gonna wanna eat. But that's why you get a- but d you don't have a different meal every day of the year, do you? You rotate maybe a, a dozen meals, don't you? So you can get in enough ingredients that any time you go to the fridge and go, oh, am I gonna have chicken? Or am I gonna have fish today? Or maybe I'll have some pasta. I do that every day. No, but I always come down to one of uh, half a dozen meals. You've got a freezer. We haven't got a freezer, have we? We've only got a little fridge. Oh, There's nothing wrong with nipping to the supermarket. Hands, There's nothing wrong with that. So you've got too much time on your hands, boy. Uh, you, you've had one thing, you've had to do one thing this year. Promote the book. Couldn't be all, bothered. Couldn't be bothered, mate. Could not be bothered. I haven't seen, I haven't seen Carl in an interview with him, I haven't seen him on the TV. Oh, he was on the TV, um, a while back on the thing called The Culture Show. Oh, yeah. Too. And I'll tell you what, he was sat there, looked like a little frightened frog in a chair being interviewed, and I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm not being funny, but his head looked fucking round. Did it look fucking round? Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally yeah. look like a little fucking round-headed twat. Yeah, I'm doing that. And really. that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Did you enjoy that interview? Not really. Why? Well, I, this is, I've met a guy, funny you mention that, I met a guy when I was in France recently, and I met a guy, he wasn't a Frenchman, but he was over there, and he saw me, he was a bit drunk, and he came over and he went, Carl Pilkington's got a head like a fucking orange. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, and I high-fived him when we agreed. I thought, isn't that nice? You know, uh, even when you're abroad, you can find someone oh who speaks God. sense. Oh, God. Yeah. And they shaved your head more? No. It's just the they way sort they... of greased it up a bit just to get a bit more reflection off it? No, they, they put a lot of makeup on it. They said, do you want any makeup? And I said, not really. And that's when I was like at the back where they could have done it. And then I, I went and sat in the chair and there's like a live audience there. And the woman goes, no, I best do some colouring in. And it was like, like must she gave like you a book to colour in? People. No, no, she, she started colouring my head in. And she was like, like had some brown powder, she's doing my head, doing the top of it and stuff. And I was going, isn't that enough now? And everyone's looking and sort of laughing to themselves that I'm having my head coloured in. <laughs> sure she was doodling on the top. She took longer than anyone else who she was doing. I watched like other people who were on. Well she's got more flesh to do. When you do usually powder someone, it stops at the forehead. You just have to go round to the fucking back. Yeah, but the camera wasn't at the back of my head. She was just kept going. No, and but going. the shine, the shine for the cameras that would get the in glare. people's not, eyes. They've got to be careful. Health and safety, the light will bounce off into the eyes of the audience. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't happy with that anyway. So I'm not doing it again. How do you cope with this newfound, um, interest in, in you as a person? I've got an idea, Steve, by the way. You know, my, my, the, for me, I want Carl to be famous so it gets him hassle in the street. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Sure. When they see him in the yeah, street, yeah, he's yeah, a little yeah, fucking yeah. round-headed 
face like a fucking orange. Yeah. Right? I'm gonna do a tour, um, next year, okay, called Fame, okay, and everywhere I play, if I, I hopefully play to, to millions of people in, uh, you know, I might even go to America, but I, I'll make sure at the theatres I play, or uh, there's a picture of Carl on the seat, right, that they can put in their window. Uh -huh. So next year, I want a picture of Carl or in every window. With. Or yeah, or yeah. whatever. But if you can make this yourself, put Carl everywhere. So, to have you seen this bald-headed twat? Please yeah. make up the posters. Just send uh, emails to friends. Absolutely. I want to see pictures. Uh, on sh if you own a shop, put a big picture of If you just, even if you're, you know, uh, uh, your own home, your own flat, get it everywhere. Have you seen this bald-headed twat? This is Carl Pilkerton. He's got a head like a fucking orange. Get it everywhere. I want to see the world papered with Carl's round head. Happy New Year. That, of course, signifies another reading from Carl's diary. This is the last one of both 2006 and, uh, on any podcast for a while. Let's make the most of it. Let's enjoy uh, some of the wisdom. I also Carl think it's the last time ever he will make, uh, an entry in this diary because, um, you're not going to keep another one, are you? Um, I don't know yet. I might just get a smaller one. But I found that since keeping a diary, I've gone out of my way to do more stuff. Well, you say that, but well, let's let's find out. Let's find out if that's true. No, I have. I, I read a bit in the news about people being injured while trying to cut open avocados. Hmm. It's a food that ain't worth injuring yourself for. <laughs> if it's a hassle to get into, leave it to the experts. I have never bought one. I have also avoided coconuts and pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> The amount of hassle to get into these things outweighs the joys they give. Yeah. It's the same reason I never bought a pair of Dr. Martin boots. Too much hassle when it's time to take them off. Yeah, a lot of my mates used to wear them in like the 80s. You know, the, you can't just kick them off, can you? It's a big upheaval. <laughs> oh, you've, you've got to un unlace them, you All mean? The, yeah, I mean, I, I, since I found shoes with Velcro on them, brilliant. Just the way, I, I don't understand why laces- Is it because you can't tie your laces? No, I can do it, but it's wasted time. You're I so lazy. Wasted time. That gives him more time to sit around and look at insects How eating biscuits. How long does it take to take off a pair of boots? Well, it's ridiculous. Seconds. He can't fit his days as it is. No, but I don't understand how some inventions sort of catch on and other things don't. But uh, this is what I mean, he's got too much time on his hands. Sitting around at home thinking, why are we not using Velcro more? But why there's one Velcro not? manufacturer going, yes! At, at last. last! He said what needed to be said. Why don't you get it sponsored? Because you could wear a Velcro toupee. Because <laughs> that would be great if we could do that. If someone could invent a little hairpiece for Carl, Velcro's the little bit of fluff he's got on the top of his head, his shiny orange-like head. Pop a little Velcro toupee on. I would love that. I would love to get him wearing a wig. But no. why necessarily reduce it to a toupee? Why not some kind of carrying device? You know, he could carry goods and, uh, things around in there, sandwiches. Yeah, he doesn't look like carrying a bag. Well, what about that? A little thing you carried around, a little Velcro thing you carried a pot on your head for, for your sort of, like, keys and trinkets and money and that. Well, no, I've, I've, I've told you about that idea that's out there but hasn't caught on as well, the, the tie. Right. The tie with loads of pockets and stuff in it. Yeah, but you gotta wear a tie. 
Yeah, but th but that'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? I've never <laughs> wore a tie because I always think, what's the point? It's just standing there in the way. <laughs> Can you imagine this image of Carl walking around <laughs> in his big Velcro shoes, a tie with an apple stuffed in it, <laughs> car keys, <laughs> yeah. iPod? No, but don't you think it's a good idea? Would you wear it with a shirt and collar or just a t-shirt? Um, no, wear it with a shirt. That's what I'm saying. It's an invention that will smarten up the world. Now, a tie, what does a tie do exactly? Yeah. What does it do? Nothing. Right. So I'm saying make it do something. But I'm saying don't wear it at all. Pop your keys in the trouser pocket. No, or because, take a bag. because the world is getting more and more scruffier, isn't it? When you look I back- I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. When you look back at, like, Victorian times and everything, everyone wore a hat. Right, they wore a tie, they wore a suit. And it was a nicer looking place to look at. When you see it on pictures, you go, what a smart world that is. Mm. Well, you can't see cholera and things on pictures, but sure. No. No, but I'm just saying it's better to try and cover it up with a bit of, you know- Cloth. Yeah. Yeah. The world looked nicer with- with more cloth. Whereas <laughs> now everyone's rowing about scruffily. So- so what I'm saying is, if we make the tie more useful and give it a purpose, it might come back and the world will look tidier. But a tie- its purpose is to look smart, really. Well, originally it was because we didn't have buttons, so it kept the collar up at the front. That was the invention. It was a useful invention, the tie. Yeah, it was right. called a tie. It tied together. Okay. Yeah. So then, when we uh, we had buttons, that we didn't really need the tie, but it was a symbol of of smartness, like saying I've made an effort. Yeah. Okay. But now that would go away. So now you wouldn't look smart with a tie. They go, oh look, it's like a bag round his head with his with his apples and oranges and his his keys and his sticks. He's making a nest out of. So it would- it would be scruffy. It would make the tie scruffy so it would defeat the object. So now when you're carrying stuff round- I mean, crawling on all fours because you're shopping so heavy round your neck, <laughs> they'd go, look at that scruffy fucker on all fours. Oh, oh, oh look, but look, look at his lovely head of hair. <laughs> it's Velcro! <laughs> it's a hat! Yeah, well that's the other problem, isn't it? I can't go back to a wig now. My theory about reading old news is right. It's less bad when you know it's old. It was a story about a weatherman who was fired yesterday for having a nude picture of himself on the internet. But that happened two days ago. He's probably got another job by now. So old news isn't as shocking. Well, old news isn't news though, is it? It's olds. <laughs> what are yeah. you doing? Just reading the olds? No, but what, what I mean is if, if someone- Stick if the you... video on of uh, last week's news, I just want to catch up on the olds. Yeah, but but then it's still news. If you, News is something that you don't know, isn't it? If someone tells well, that's you That's everything to you. That's information, Carl, not news. Yeah. But, but news is information. No, and the, what... key, the key with news is the word new. No, 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 I don't think it is, is it? It's, it's it just, is. it's just information, but they tell you at ten o'clock at night. It's like, what information's gone on? Bong. Here's some information. Yeah, that you didn't know before, because you couldn't have, because it only happened today. Bong. Yeah, but never mind that. I'll tell you in a couple of days, it doesn't matter as long as you get the same info. Bong. <laughs> yeah, we can't call it news though, because it's misleading. We'd get done. It's called olds. Bong. Yeah, but listen to me theory. What I'm saying is, is that if someone in your family, you know, I don't want it's Christmas and that, I don't want to bring the tone down, but someone dies in your family. Mm. Now say if you're away on holiday and they don't call you because they don't want to ruin your holiday mm. and you come home and they go, Uncle Frank's dead and you go, oh, when did that happen? And they go, two weeks ago. Now because everyone else has got over it, it's not as bad for you. Because part of bad news is the way everyone's walking around moping, going, oh, have you heard the news? Frank's dead. But because everyone's got over it, Time is a healer. That's what that's what I mean about old news. It's but better you, than new but, news. But yeah. But according to you, the only news that really matters is stuff that affects you. So it doesn't matter when you uh, 
There was an earthquake. When was it? Yesterday. Phew, that's all right then. Often the aftermath is worse than the actual event. Two, you only care about things that actually happen to you. So the doctor goes, you got a kidney stone. Oh, when did this happen? Uh, two weeks ago. Oh, that's all right then. Doesn't make sense. No, but the world but is- you're not- you're not upset about dead Uncle Frank just because other people are upset. You'd be upset personally. Wouldn't make any difference when you- when they told you. Yeah, but it- it is everyone else's emotions that- that make it worse, I think. Knocking around people who are miserable. What about warnings? What about when they do things like smog warnings or, you know, there may be a- I don't uh, like it on the news when they sort of say, news just in. I think, oh, what's this? You think, oh, what's going on? But it might be useful it might to be know important it. important information. No, it just makes you panic. What? Yeah, but- but sometimes knowing stuff keeps you alive. Yeah, I- I don't know if I like it. It's- it's- sirens, you see, I don't like sirens, do I? I've, I've said to you, I think it's a- a scary noise. Well, it's meant to be, so you get out of the way. No, no, it's not meant to be. It's- it's a sign to get out of the way. I'd prefer it if it- like I've said- Hiya! Could you just move out of the way for us? It can be us? anything, as long as we know- it can be a chicken noise. But as long as you know oh, that's chicken not going to people out. <laughs> no, but it sort of makes you smile, but you'd- you'd go, oh, let's get what, out of the way. you're cycling along and you hear what sounds like a giant chicken behind you, and you smile, because you know that even though someone is burning to death, <laughs> there's something <laughs> clucking in my way. do 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 That's probably a guy having a heart attack. <laughs> going to my mum and dad's today, oh. uh, I'll cut to the chase, Rick. They basically- it's like, we got about four pages where they drive to his mum and dad's. Oh, Jesus I'll Christ. skip past that, because it yeah. takes fucking forever. Got there, <laughs> mum and dad, his mum made him some dinner. The old woman next door, brackets, whose man was a witch, just pop that in brackets. <laughs> just pop that in brackets. I think we've discussed that before, actually, the old woman whose man was a witch. <laughs> whose man was a witch? Yeah. Oh. The old woman next door has been worrying because she keeps seeing adverts on the telly about changing to digital TV. She's saying she doesn't want wires drilled into her walls because they'll make a mess. My dad told her that it doesn't matter <coughs> because it'll probably won't happen until 2012 and she'll be dead by then. He didn't say that to her, though, did no, he? No, he did. They've got, you know, she, she's old. It doesn't- she knows she's gonna die. I mean, it's something we've all got in common. And he's right, isn't he? Why is she worrying about it? Maybe that's sorted it out. Put it into perspective for her. You <laughs> will be dead when this happens. Don't be worrying about it. But everybody worries, don't they? You've got that little sort of hole in your head that you fill with worries. You know, everyone's got to fill that little <laughs> worry- worry hole with worries, and that's us. Worry hole. Everyone's got to fill the worry hole with worries. We've got to assume worry. that there's a worry hole. A worry hole. Worry. I love the fact that, you know, uh, doctors in a million years would dig this up and go, humans used to have a worry <laughs> hole. Went to bed around midnight. Susanna and I decided to sleep tops and tails, because it made we get a bit more room. Me dad had cut a bit off the mattress to fit it between two cupboards. It's amazing how much of a difference it makes <laughs> just sawing off a bit of the mattress. You mm. sort of roll to the edge, but the weight of the blankets keeps you in. This is like something from a Roald Dahl book. No, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, you think a anything, you can sort of trim anything, can't you, and it normally works. But with a mattress, I mean, he, he only took off, I don't know what, how long that is, but he's sawn off about that much on the mattress and then has stapled it back together again. Amazing. And it just makes so much difference. Of course it does, because a mattress is a very carefully designed object. Yeah, you wouldn't think so, though, would you? Well, you, you would if you had a fucking brain in your nuts. Is he- someone took his brain out of his worry hole? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! He saw the mattress and so we decided to sleep tops and tails. It just gets stranger. It's so strange! Why? He did it to make the room nicer with the- with the cupboards on either side. So he sorted a mattress in half. <laughs> well, not in half. Can you imagine how much hard it must be to saw a mattress in half? 
What did he use? What, a big electric saw? Uh, well, it must have been, yeah, because there's a lot of springs and stuff in there. Jesus. So what happens to the springs? They just spring out the side? Well, some, some sort of stick out a little bit, but you're not lying on top, are you? They come out the side. So he's just got a bit of gaffer tape and a staple gun. Unbelievable. Oh, man alive. It's like- Does he run it as a hotel? <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. There are squats with better bedding arrangements. Well, we've had a bit of a bad thing in our house about mattresses and that, because when we first bought our, uh, first flat in Salford, you know what it's like when you buy somewhere, you, you sort of- you haven't got any money, have you, to buy extra stuff that you need. Mm. So, we bought a bed, right? But there's that rip-off thing with beds, where you buy a bed, but a mattress doesn't come with it. Mm. Which I've never understood that. Because it's not a bed, is it? Without that mattress, it's not a bed, it's a car without an engine. You wouldn't go, there you go, well that seems cheap, there's no engine in it. So we bought this, we bought this, like, you know, uh, flat and what have you, and we bought the bed. And then, uh, like, oh, we haven't got a mattress. So my dad got one from Uncle Skip. Alf. No, well, from that Uncle Alf fella, because he had one in his van that he used to use now and again, if he was, like, travelling round. He'd just keep in the- in the back on this mattress. Amazing. A bloke who drove round in a van with a mattress in the back. So Uncle Alf, so Uncle Alf, right, well tell me about Uncle Alf. Well you know about him, he's the one who slept in a dinghy. <laughs> the one who- Cos his mattress was in his car! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why didn't he go, oh, well, Alf, where's the bed? Left it in the car again. Oh, blow up the dinghy. <laughs> blow up the dinghy, I'm not gonna go out and get the- not at this time of night. So mm. anyway, my dad got me- got me his mattress, and uh, and it just stunk a diesel. <laughs> Suzanne was like, oh, I'm not happy with this, and I think she realised sort of what sort of family- She got herself into. Wow, she landed on her feet when she got you. So now she's always a bit touchy about, you know, mattresses and things. Unbelievable. Uncle Alf, of course, sadly passed away when he couldn't escape from his sinking ship. (laughs) (laughs) The fire engines were too late. (laughs) No one got out of the way because they were laughing so much. (laughs) The mad woman next door saw me and said, hello, Clive. Nursery rhyme. The old man down the road. Yeah. The old woman next door whose mum's a witch. <laughs> Uncle Alf who lives in a dinky. <laughs> not a real place. It's like fucking Narnia. It's a children's TV program. Unbelievable. Oh God. Oh, just all of them there on this broken mattress trying to find the golden ticket. Oh God. Oh God. The old fella down the road talked to my dad a bit. He kept bees in the back garden. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Here comes the bee man. His Yorkie dog was knocking about when he was messing with them, and it ended up getting stung 150 times. <laughs> oh, little bastard! What is he doing? <laughs> it's not dead, but it cost a lot to get all the stings out. I don't know why people keep dangerous pets and insects. The amount of gear he had to wear to play with them is barmy. I don't think he's playing he's with them. He's not playing with them, is he? Well, he's, what is he doing then? Well, I don't know, but I think you should get the dog the same protection. Yeah, but but uh, that's just it, isn't it? It's like you can't mix your pets. If you've got a snake, you don't have a mouse. You know <laughs> what I mean? They don't get on, and it's the same with them. Don't have bees. I can't imagine one bit of enjoyment. The, the only thing he does is the honey, and it's like, well, how much is that to buy? It's not worth messing about wearing a big white suit just to get some honey. There's a shop down the road. Bees are kept for a very good reason, aren't they? What for honey? Yeah, no, but like I say. You can buy honey for next to nothing. Where do you think- what do you mean? But wh- where does the honey come from that you buy? Yeah, from- from some proper bee farm. Let yeah. them do it. All he's doing, he's not making loads of pots of honey. He's looking after himself. And the thing with honey is it doesn't go off either. No, it doesn't, no. So- so get ten bees, Yeah. get the honey made, kick them out. 
Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you eat the honey. That's the point. Yeah, I know, but it that's doesn't. Funny. You can't eat it, and then it's still there in the jar. It's not magical. Maybe in your world, no. your un Uncle Fred had that never-ending jar of honey. But how much honey do you eat? What I'm saying is, it's one of them things in it that you buy, and you can move into a new house, buy some honey, and when you leave that house, that honey's still in the cupboard. You don't <laughs> eat that much of it. So get ten bees. Get your honey's worth. <laughs> ten bees. Imagine keeping ten bees. Well, just get them to do do the graft. If you got loads of bees, they're not all pulling the weight, are they? Because they go, well, I'm not doing any, because I'll leave it to the others. No. So if you've got ten bees, you know that none of them are pulling the weight if there's no honey. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, they don't, no, it's not a workhouse. Bees <laughs> don't knock around saying, ah, oh, I've got bad back. Anyway, back to, uh, this reading from the twits. <laughs> the news covered a story about a fish that knocked about 400 million years ago. Mm. It was 33 feet long and had a jaw strong enough to eat a shark in one go. All the dangerous stuff seems to die out, and yet things that you think wouldn't stand a chance, like worms, are still here, yet they have no legs or eyes. I saw a future human in the news article the other month about the future woman. She had three breasts. They looked all right. Well, no, that's not- I, I can't see how that's gonna ever evolve. No, well, they say about our, um, about evolving and that, I read that, um, there's gonna be ugly people. People are starting to go ugly. Yeah, they're still gonna have bilateral symmetry, I imagine. I, I don't know what that means, but well, I'll, tell well. you, I'll tell you now, right? <laughs> They're talking about, like, people who are just like, you know, you look at them and you go, look at the state of that, right? Mm. And it'll get to a point when we're all so ugly that no one will have it away and we're just gonna die out. Well, that's not true either. <laughs> that's not true either. That, that is the biggest worry. Well, no, so- That's the world's so, biggest so worry. So as we evolve and we change, uh, our mindset doesn't change. We're still going. Oh, I wish we'd. I wish we looked like they did a million years ago. I don't fancy anything. No, but look at um, look how things do change. But why are we all going to get ugly? I don't understand. It's just the air and stuff, isn't it? It's just um, the air or yeah, the just, hair. You know, the the air that we breathe and stuff, mm. and uh, the food we eat. Everything's changing, and we're not going to look that healthy, and uh, we're just all going to go ugly. You've only got to look at some stuff that's in the sea, and you think, look at the state of that. What's and that that's got to do with the human evolution. But, but the stuff because in the sea been is still longer. propagating. Yeah, but they've been around longer than us. But it's still reproducing, so your theory falls down. But they're deep down, aren't they, in the dark, so they probably can't see what they're having it away with. <laughs> if they were up on the outside, they'd have died out ages ago. Why? Because they wouldn't fancy the other stonefish or Yeah, because they're really odd-looking. I can't remember the name. I think it was a viper or something. It's the, it was just a head. But Carl, the a reason- fish, that's just a head. <laughs> it was well ugly. Watched a program about the twins this morning. It was filmed 16 years ago. They are mental. They did everything together, including the vacking up. Phone calls had to happen twice so they could both have the same chat, and they said the same stuff at the same time. Well weird. The bloke who I watched it with, I don't know who that is, just some homeless guys that you just invited into the no, flat? just someone I've been sort of working with. Do you want a mate of yours? He said he fantasised about having it away with a pair of twins. I don't see the point in this. If you're gonna have two of something, I would prefer to have two different. Have two different women. If I had two cars, I wouldn't have the same one twice. Same rule with women. <laughs> I don't even normally like buying the same pair of trainers twice in a row. No, if you're gonna have something new, make it- make a change. It's like that fella who was going out with a woman, and then left her and went out with a twin sister. Not worth it. <laughs> not worth it! It's not worth the upheaval, is it? Because it's exactly the same model. I watched the final of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. It was between singer Jason Donovan, 
singer Mylene Class, and singer Matt out of a boy band. I had my money on Donovan, but Matt won it. I think it was because of his last task. He ate a fish eye, some grubs, a big fat insect that they have on every year, a crocodile knob, and a kangaroo anus. I feel like That's we've uh, we've we've come there, Rick, to to where we entered. It was this sense. time last year when we first started the podcast that um we were talking about I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, and you coined the famous phrase I could eat a knob at night. Yeah. So it's full circle. It's just the the, the, the last series. Uh, finished recently and it was astounding that he ate a crocodile knob he ate a crocodile eye he chewed up and swallowed a kangaroo's anus which I, I to be honest I didn't know was a food stuff could you eat any of that? Um if I had to eat any of them it would have to be the anus what really? yeah more than the other stuff I couldn't eat anything that's still alive no I agree. Uh, I couldn't eat any of that. I, I don't know under what circumstances I'd have to go, right, that's it now, we're not going to survive, the ship isn't coming, there is nothing on this um, island I can eat, give me the, the cat crocodile's penis. It wouldn't bother me. Wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I could eat anything. I could do almost all of the challenges on that programme, but I couldn't cope in the camp. I couldn't cope with the lack of food and the uncomfortable bed. That's all that would do my head, and I'd drive people spare whinging and complaining. I, I couldn't cope with any aspect of it except the physical challenges. I couldn't cope with sleeping with people snoring, the, uh, things crawling over you, uh, oh, I'm not, 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 not so squeamish about that, like snakes and things, that's alright. But the eating would, is, is ridiculous. It's out of the question to eat a worm or a grub. I, oh. It doesn't concern me, I don't know why it's, I don't see really what the difference in it, the texture's probably the same as Lots of other things. What would mean? hunger do to you, though, do you think? Would you think I would change? Do you think, uh, if it really was a choice, if someone said, and I knew I would die if I didn't eat worms? I think that... you would, yes. I think you'd complain and you'd whinge for a while and you'd try and put it off and you'd hope a ship would turn up, but when it didn't, you'd start chowing down on a bit of, uh, crocodile anus. But then where's the rest of the crocodile? <laughs> well, yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. I say he's been eating that. <laughs> How come I have got this? <laughs> You know, you meant to, you know, work together as a team in bad time and yet I'm being handed an anus. Forget it. Let me starve. Well, thanks for listening. That was the, uh, the Christmas podcast. Um, we should say the winner of the last competition we did. Um, they can win the, um, the podcast book and, uh, Flanimals and, um, the extras book that's out still available all available and the cd the three yeah. the three cd set of the, of yeah, the best yeah. of the podcast yeah, is that right series a, one a brand new hour if you haven't got that get out where you've got some record tokens yeah if you've got Christmas. record tokens or book tokens those are the perfect uh, things to spend them on or 50 pounds from your auntie exactly that's, go and buy one of those um and the winner was uh stephanie prow from the wirral well done steph well done well thank you to positive internet the guys that host this podcast that's the end. That's the end of the Christmas podcast and the end of this uh, this team for a little while. Yeah. It's been great. So it's goodbye from me, Ricky Gervais. Goodbye from Stephen Merchant. Goodbye and Happy New Year. And goodbye from Carl Pilkington. All right. All right. That was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, that's good. It's all right. What um, are you doing now? You got time for a coffee or something? I can't now. I'm going to the, um, you know, the orphanage for uh, terminally ill kids. Oh yeah. I'm going down there, I'll go down there every Christmas and see yeah, like, do you? Entertain them. Oh, well, yeah. that's lovely for him. Yeah, no, I've, uh, actually written a song, I'm gonna 
performing. They, they see the office and see that I sing in that. You've written a song for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, could we hear a bit? I mean, what? I don't want to put you on the spot, but no, you've got, you've got the guitar there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I wrote this for a, a kid, he's a brave little guy, he's only about ten, but, um, uh, it's just, it's heartbreaking, he's, ah. Oh. Don't cry, it's Christmas, Santa's coming soon, though you ain't got a mommy or daddy, Santa still loves you. And he's riding on his reindeer To trample down the gloom So don't cry, it's Christmas Santa's coming soon Don't cry, it's Christmas Santa's feeling kind Though you know you'll never see him He's not just in your mind And it's not that he's invisible It's because you're going blind So don't cry It's Christmas Santa's feeling kind Don't cry It's Christmas Santa's on his way Though he's got a billion children And he's only got one day You've got slightly less than that If I were you I'd pray But don't cry It's Christmas And it sounds a little gay Why oh, isn't that be quite moving for everyone? Yeah, I'm just... I, mean, I just, I would ask you now to not play that song too late now, they're expecting. I'm not but sure it's going to be as well received no, as you perhaps hope. I think that's better than any gift, and I don't really want to give gifts because they're expensive. So. Sure. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. Ricky Gervais, Steve Merchant, and with us, Carl Dilkington. Can't. <laughs> this is the worst chair I've ever sat on, and I've sat on some fucking chairs in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, are we started? One, one. Are we ready? Are we recording? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. All right. Hello, and welcome to a brand new series. Oh. What? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, know, I was getting it. I was getting it all He's fired up. Excited and motivated. What are you talking one, about? One, 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 one. Just seems a bit loud. That. Well, well, you should have sorted that out. Look at that. Look at this, Carl. This is a shambles. This mate. is a. People have paid good money for this. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, are we ready now? Yeah. Well, come back here then. We're doing a podcast. You dopey bald twat. <laughs> What are you doing? I right, go on, we'll just have to like, with it. What, what are you up to? Like, fucking Davros. Hello? Yeah. I'll just, I'll just sit like that. Right, okay, ready? So it was your problem. Oh, Jesus. Just this carpet. Right. right, ready? Yeah.
Hello, welcome to a brand new series of the Ricky Gervais Show with me, Ricky Gervais. Hello. St well, no. <laughs> I was so excited to say hello. Okay, right, okay. Hello and welcome to a brand new series of the Ricky Gervais Show with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello. And the little round-headed shaven chimp that is Carl Pilkington. Alright. The boys are back in town. What concerns me, is this the tail end of the last series of podcasts, or is this a brand new comeback? What I mean is, is this take that when Robbie Williams had left, they sort of limped on with a couple more songs and then called it an end, or is this the triumphant return of take that? This is, I mean, no, I, I think we're sort of, we're like a, a, a great rock group who's just been away for a couple of years doing their, their fifth album. Right. Is it the fifth? The well, mediocre it? fifth album. The mid <laughs> yeah. We've done, hold on, one, two, three series. We did the specials, which is like a fourth series. Yeah, this is like the, it's like the fifth series. Here it is, the fifth series of podcasts. Although we can't call it podcasts because um, they're audiobooks because we're charging for them. We're not even going to give them away free first, then charge for them. Because um, in the past, we've given them away free. Oh, and then we put them on iTunes, the back catalogue. You can you can buy them. If you missed out on the last year when they were free for a year, now you can pay a pound. People are c complaining. Last time we gave it away for free, like a year later, we sort of put it up there. People can buy it. They're going, oh, this was once free. Well, yeah, it was once free. So we did our bit. We gave it to you for free, and now we're charging for people to get You should have bought it for free. I can, we can't do any more. If everyone did that, I mean, it would just be a better world, wouldn't it? Give it away for free, maybe, and then charge for it if you're too late. So we're not even going to give this one away for free, because they, they annoyed us, didn't they, Carl? Yeah, a little bit. Um, well, uh, we actually did a bit of planning for this as well. We thought, we're going straight to a paid audiobook. Let's plan it. Let's not just come in here and shambles. We've booked a studio. We're in a nice little studio in West London. Our own little... It's all to ourselves, isn't it? Yeah, we just look at the chairs. Look at the chairs. Yeah, Steve didn't get a good chair, but yeah, well, yeah, I got a rubbish chair. Look how big I am. I'm a giant sat on a like a kiddie's chair, and you've got look at you. You're almost half asleep, as usual, Carl. You, I don't know why you need a good chair. What do you mean? I don't, why do you need a good comfy chair? Look how you're sat. This is this is. You can be perched on a stool. You can be perched on a box. Is, why don't we swap chairs? Well, why do you want to, what's wrong with you? Because it's- look at it! Is this how you normally behave? You always get your own way at home? Is this how it is? Yes! Ooh. In my house, I do normally sit in a chair that I find comfy. Will you be happy if I swap chairs? Yes, I had to get him a special chair. I bought some chairs for the office. I bought them. He went, oh, don't like this one. So I went and got him another one. It was actually cheaper than the one he had. He said, yeah, I like that more. Well, there you are. That's a lovely happy ending. You ended up saving I didn't money. give him a happy ending. I did not give him a happy ending. He just sat there and we worked. There was no happy ending Did you get involved. this? Will you be happy? I think I would be happy. What do you mean, certainly. think? It's like Goldilocks. Are you going to be happy with this or not? <laughs> well, why don't you let me try it on for size and see how we how we get on? This is. I feel guilty charging for this. <laughs> well, let's just try it. How's that, sir? Is that okay? That's a nice chair, actually. Well, you're going to move the chair, so you're going to sit. Oh no, it's the whole dynamic. No, I'm going to move the chair. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, you got me. I can't. You can't. It's got to be me and Steve one side and the little round twonk the other. Okay. Right, okay, we're gonna start any minute now. We had a little cup of coffee. There's some Kit Kat in the fridge, isn't there? Right. We thought we'd feed Carl a little Kit Kat later. Cause he's like, he's there, he's sort of pressing the buttons, he's keeping an eye on the computer and everything. And he's like a doctor. A doctor doesn't swab his own forehead, so what I'll do is I'll get a little Kit Kat later, I'll dunk it in Carl's, um, tea, and then I'll feed him a little Kit Kat. Look forward to that. Yeah. Mm. How fussy was Carl as well with the tea? He talks about oh. you with the chairs. He was looking at what tea bags they were. I went, oh, PG tips. Oh, okay. It's a bit right. strong, PG. I can't believe you've got favourite tea bag. What's your favourite tea bag? 
Twinings, English breakfast. Can you really tell the difference? Yeah, I can. I've done like a little test on it, because my mate was saying, oh, it's rubbish, it's all in your head. Mm. And he had a selection of tea bags. <laughs> uh, we had nothing else going on. He said, right, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna make three teas. And he used Tetley PG Twinings. Straight away I got the Twinings, straight away. Party time. Like, yeah. Party time in the Pilgerton household. Ooh, men are like oh, when was this? How old were you? Oh, just going back a, a few months. I was like, uh, I was like a Jilly Goulden. Just sort of, uh, having a little- th you can tell by the smell of a PG, because it's strong tea, that. Mm. Very strong. Uh, Twinings is quite, uh, fresh and light. Uh, Tetley was just the one in the middle. Can they get their money back? If they have paid for this, can they get their money back and I just- I love the money back. Illegally download it with the this people isn't that- This is for the thing, is it? We're just having a chat. Oh, we can tell- like- like the tea bags, we can tell the quality podcasting from the rubbish, can we? We'll take this out. If this is still in, then it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> right then. So, uh, let's start now. Let's- let's start. <laughs> right. Concentrate. Um, so, episode one, I thought what we'd do, um, is- maybe go over some of the things that have happened since we met, as it's the final series. We met in about 2002. I thought we could think of how the world's changed in those, uh, seven years. Six, yeah. seven years. Well, certainly, uh, the big news is the endless threat of terror. Terror, the war on terror. That had, that had kicked in when we met Carl all those years ago. When I walked into that room, we were given this little... What, what, what I, at first I thought was a little slack-jawed chimp, gimp, sort of techno kid. It turned out that he wasn't very technical either. Didn't even have that. No, didn't even have that, just a gimp. And he opened his mouth and we thought, we've struck gold here. This is like a, a vein of, uh, pure idiocy. Um, so that was going on. Uh, podcast hadn't been invented. That's new, isn't it? You were very much a pioneer, if you don't mind me saying, Rick. Thanks, mate. The iPod, we've talked about the iPod, um, Carl not impressed, I think it's a, just an amazing piece of design. No, it is, it's good. Yeah. I've always said it's, it's, it's good, now I've got one. I was listening to it on the way here. Yeah. But all I'm saying is- How many songs have you got on it? Cause you said there's only about three songs you'd want to hear. Well what I've, uh, I've probably got about, we got about 400 on it now. That's right. Um, but there's no, there's no sort of filler, I don't just go putting full albums on it. No. I hand pick. Yeah. Um, but what's odd is I find that I'm sort of buying stuff that I wouldn't normally buy if it was only on record, which is good but bad, because I've, yeah. I've got a lot of clutter now. You know what I mean? Well, you said you haven't. You said you haven't got a filler. So I thought you were cherry picking. No, yeah. but what I'm saying is, like, yesterday I bought some Dr. Ook. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time anyone thought, I'll tell you what, I haven't heard for a while, Dr. Ook. <laughs> well, I, I heard it and I thought, oh, I used to like that one. My mum used to have that one when she was doing a Sunday dinner. I thought, I like What that. one? What did she used to have on? Dr. Ook. What, every, every Sunday? Well, it's just, uh, that's the memory I've got of it. I'm cooking the turkey, put the Dr. Ook on. It just, it just always on. Uh, and some other country western singer. My mum was Jim Reeves, she always put Jim yeah, Reeves on. Yeah, she liked on. Jim Reeves. Yeah, I liked Jim Reeves. Um, my parents didn't like music, just silence. Oh no. <laughs> in my house. It was, constantly, <laughs> never put record on. Oh, wow. Su on. our house, Suzanne, it does her head in when she comes round to my mum and dad's house, because there's music on in every room, all different. <laughs> and my mum's got into this fella called, uh, Roger Fender, or something. Some country western singer. And it's on all the time on loop, the same song. You said the sheep across the road has started to sort of hum to it. It's on that much. Brilliant. Think of looking over and seeing some sheep humming. No, he's Roger just, Fender, whoever he is. I don't. I, I think that's his name. But uh, but yeah. So I've bought some Doctor Ook. Yeah. And, and what I'm saying. What is, did you buy? What Doctor Ook did you buy? It's called. Uh, 
If Not You, it's called. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't have bought that if if I had to go to a record shop and Well, no, it, it wouldn't be available. <laughs> They'd go, what are you talking about, mate? Have you got that one by, mate, can you leave the store? Well, yeah, but that's a good thing, isn't it, now, that you're being opened up to a whole different- Yeah, uh, but it's that thing of, of just buying- That's what excites me most, exactly. a back catalogue yeah. that you can, yeah, without yeah. trying it's, to go into good, a- but, but I'm just saying that that's what happens, isn't it? If you've got a space for something, you fill it. And that's the problem. If my, if my iPod wasn't an iPod and it was a cassette, Dr. Uck wouldn't be on it. He wouldn't feature. He wouldn't be on the cassette. Elvis what? would be. Yeah. Uh, just the big boys. What's wrong with having a space and filling it? I mean, there's a space between your ears. We'd love to fill that, but um, just because it's stuff. It's normally stuff you don't need if you've got too much space and you're filling it. It's like Ricky's house. You've got stuff in there now that you wouldn't have had in a smaller flat. You've got dead owls and stuff like that. Right. Dead owls. Why are you buying dead owls? No, it's an antique thing. It's an antique stuffed owl, and I was assured it died. Of natural causes of old age, yeah, and then sure. this, yeah, this it looked in good nick. It didn't look yeah. upset. But dead owls suggest that they just fly into the room and I just leave them there. <laughs> no, no, that no. <laughs> like they they crack their head. But on, what, you're on just the sat in your uh, dressing gown constantly drinking yeah. gin. Oh, Jane, another dead owl. <laughs> Clean up. Feed into the cup. Feed into the puma. But that's what I'm saying. I haven't got room for it. I haven't got room for a live owl. Never mind a dead one. <laughs> so that's the difference, and that's the same with an iPod, isn't it? With an iPod, because you've got so many gig. You go, what will I have? Well, yeah, but Ricky's not, Ricky's not sat at home looking at an empty space in his flat thinking, I need to fill that with something. I think he would be. What would be there? If that dead owl wasn't there, what would you put there? But you've picked on one thing. You've picked on one Well, that's all you small... can do. I'm just picking on an example. What else do you want me to pick? I'm just saying I have not got room for a dead owl. <laughs> so I'd never look at one in a shop. I'd go, I can't, I'm not gonna buy that because I haven't got the space for it. But why are you obsessed with, like, someone trying to pressure you into getting this dead owl? I, wonder, I, I mean, it, it seems a weird thing to shout, I have not got space for a dead owl. No, but if I, say if I had an urge to see a dead owl. Right. Natural History Museum. Loads of them. Right. I've never seen one and gone, oh, I wish I didn't have to go to the museum, I want one in my house. That to me is like, right, Suzanne, have we got everything? Have we got a dishwasher? Yeah. Washer dryer? Yeah. Ironing board? Yeah. Right. There's a bit of space there. Is there anything you want? Then, if it's like, dead owl? Alright, we've got the room for it. But the way we're, the way we're living now, we've definitely not got room for, for a dead owl. That's all, that's all I was saying. And to me, a dead owl, I, I'd like this to be part of um, estate agents' patter, <laughs> and there's a lovely space there for uh, you can fit in about seven dead owls. They don't, they don't do it by square footage anymore. It's uh, six thousand dead owls. Um, you idiot. Well, um, yeah, I'm still not convinced by this idea of uh, this space has got to be filled. You know, people are. It's not people just choose to buy things and fill up their house with these things because they they give them pleasure. It's Most things I, we've got are junk. If if you didn't have junk, all you'd have is a, a, a cooker, um, a, a bath, um, maybe a sink, a bed, and that would be it. That anything else, a, a television, isn't necessary, is it? You seem to think that people should live like, you know, kind of 19th century mining communities. Well, no, but these, <laughs> like, a few years ago people worked this out, didn't they? They all went minimalistic. Because they Say said- what? Say it what? Minimalistic. So one more time. Minimalistic. No. No. What, the, what's, what letter are you starting with in that word? M. Okay. Where are you going on from there? Minimum. Well, it must be mi it must be minimum. Yeah. So, so it's what that minimalistic. 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 No, 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 no. You're Look, popping... you know what I mean. No, no, wait. You're popping in an M where there should be an N. 
Minimalistic. You put in two alums when they should only be one hum, right? Minimalistic. Mi minimalistic. Yes. Wow! Woo! On, right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> That's so, the end of the, uh, the first episode. <laughs> it's gone well. Um, so anyway, a couple of years back, everyone went. Yeah, that was that was the that was the trend, wasn't it? But we've gone back to being clutter clutteristic. The way I live, like I've said to you before, it's the old three month rule. If something's not used over three months, chuck it out because it's not needed. So suitcases. What was the that? Yeah, suitcase. No, he uses a suitcase every two weeks. He's yeah, up all the time. Most stuff, most stuff at clothes. I'll well, go. if you don't wear a piece of clothing in three months, it's gone. Well, why haven't I wore it in three months? Well, because maybe it's, it's a, a uh, it's a suit or a tuxedo and you've not no, made any fancy have, balls. I don't have any clothes like that. I wear the same things anyway. I throw clothes away every three months because I get too fat for them. <laughs> so, you know. But it does seem to me the way you talk, it's like you want to live, as I say, like some kind of 19th century pauper with a big tin bath in the lounge in the one room in your house and all the family bathe in it. And yet you wouldn't be happy with well, that, Well, maybe, would you? maybe. Well, I've told you before about that's, that's something I said when I was younger. What? what did you say? When I was younger, um, I think uh, I was having a bath or something, and I said to my mum, oh, remember when I was in, like, that tin bath in front of the fire? <laughs> she went, what? And mm. now that's strange, isn't it, that you're saying I'd be happier with that back then? So it's like that was my past life. Well, hang on, hang on. Whoa, we haven't finished whoa, yet. Whoa, 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 whoa. What your, do you mean? Your mum your mum said what you're talking about. You said How old were you? Uh, I must have been a kid if I'm having a bath and my mum sat there. Well yeah. Well I don't know how you operate. I assume you were, but how old? Must have had time to have a bath. As you get older you don't have as much time, do you? So I'd say five. I love the fact that after five you didn't have time for a bath. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's just so busy. Carl, we've read your diary. One day it was simply went to the cobblers and back. No, but so you had time to have about nineteen baths. No, but as you get older, you sort of go, "I haven't got time to sit in a bath." Whereas a kid, it's something to do. Like you're staring at ants. When have you ever been too busy to have a bath? One, you're never busy. Two, how can you be too busy to wash? It's like saying too busy to eat. Breathe. Got to breathe last night. Why? I had a bit of work to do. What point are you making? So I'm just saying- This is not an anecdote. You said that, that I'd be happier back in 1800s or whatever. But what are, you, yeah. so what are you saying that you didn't really have a bath in front of the fire? You yeah, mean this I... was a glimpse of a past life is yes. what you think? Yes. This is, this is just such a non-point. <laughs> this is just nothing. This is, this, if you'd said, well then I went off to see one of those people who regresses you. And although it was a load of old bollocks, he regressed me and it turns out I was the king of Sheba. I love those things, people. Everyone thinks they've lived before, right? Mm. Did I tell you that um, there was a, a documentary um, about these people in um, uh, Los Angeles that, that they'd lived before and they'd come back and and uh, they did they did a, a come as you were party, so they went as the people in their previous life. All of them famous. Of course they were. Kings, queens, uh, leaders of men. Not as I was a stable hand, I forget my name. Right, two Napoleons, one of them's lying. <laughs> I mean, it, absolute twaddle. <laughs> We're talking about things that have, uh, happened since we met. We've, uh, we've done podcasting, we've done the iPod, we've dismissed that. Um, See, Carl, when he disses all these great inventions and design, where he says you don't need them, it's just faffing, what he means is he's a little bit annoyed that no one's picked up on his ideas, like the clippable mat for the mug, or, uh, I don't know, cat mops, I don't know, that wasn't yours, nor was the tie, was it? The stupid tie. What's that? What's the one about the tie? 
Um, the tie that had a pocket. <laughs> Loads of pockets. But I didn't come up with that. That's something I, I saw somewhere. But it never caught on. I've never seen anyone wearing one yet. It's such a good. It's not a good idea. It's it like a having a carrier bag round your neck. It doesn't make any sense. It's a tie packed with stuff. You want right, to imagine? All right, this Frank. Stuff. Nice tie. What you got in there? Baguette. Um, <laughs> this ridiculous. But imagine the day that the tie was invented. There you go. Do you want a tie? What do you do with it? Put it round your neck. What for? Um, don't know. Well, I tell you. What? Um, uh, because you haven't invented buttons yet, and it keeps your shirt together at the top. Well, all right then. Right. Uh, we've invented buttons. Are we going to stop making these ties? No. Why? <laughs> He's got you there, Rick. There you go. Now, I'm saying, what are you doing with that tie on your neck? Oh, it's a pocket tie. It's a what? It's a pocket tie. What do you mean? It's got pockets in it. Oh, that's weird. What you so I've got pockets in my jacket. Yeah, no, but, but, hang on, hang on a minute. It's a hot day, innit? Don't want to put your jacket on. Oh, or a tie. <laughs> well, if you're going to wear a jacket, wear a tie. Leave the no, jacket I'm not wearing a jacket. I'm wearing a shirt. Got give, a nice it, give it a purpose. If you're going to wear something, give it a purpose. Everything has a purpose. <laughs> a tie at the moment is just round your neck, keeping you hot. If you're going to be hot, carry something, hands free, and everything's always there. A bag, you put stuff in a bag. You put a bag down, you forget it. I always forget bags. That's why I don't like carrying them. You pop it down, you get up, you walk off. Oh, where's the bag? A tie. When you go in a cafe or something for beans on toast, you don't take your tie off. I don't wear a tie. I would if it had pockets. Carl, <laughs> the country would look smarter. Right, you have a pocket. So, what are you carrying in this pocket? I have got spare change. Yeah. Okay. Which uh, you're rattling around like a like a cow in Switzerland, right. just like I've got spare change. I've got uh, like my debit card in there. Right. Uh, maybe got me little front door key in one of the pockets. Okay. A uh, pair of scissors, if you want. Amazing. <laughs> that's whatever. safe, isn't it? Oh, that's a, a good place to put it, just around the heart area. <laughs> yeah, and then near the throat. Yeah. It's facing upwards. Brilliant. Carl, think what you're saying. So when, you, when you're on the beach and you just got your Speedos on, <laughs> pop a tie on, go to the shop and pop a tie on. Well, no, you wear it in the appropriate times, but I'm just saying if you're going to wear a tie, let's make it useful. Let's give it a purpose. Don't wear a tie. It's all right. You do not need a tie with pockets. If you're wearing a tie... You've got clothes with pockets. And it's going to be weighing your neck down. If, I mean, come on. Don't, don't, don't go mad. If you're carrying anything big, you buy the scarf version. Er, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else has happened since we met? 2002. Um, gay marriages. That's, uh, that's kicked in. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, it happened. Are yeah. they popular, though? I mean... Well, amongst gay people who want to get married, they're very popular, I imagine. What's the point of it? You know, I suppose they want to feel that there's an equality. But is it just one of them things where they wanted it because they can't have it? Do you uh, know what I mean? I think any excuse for a fancy dress. They like they like to dress up. They love a press tent. See, I just don't understand. That, what's the, I mean, who gets whose name do they use? Whose surname do they go with? I don't know. There's a problem. Just creating problems, I always say that. Any problem solved is a new problem made. <laughs> <laughs> Gobbledygook. <laughs> oh, Any problem solved is a new problem made. Yeah. Like I said that time when I was in hospital, and, uh, you know, I remember in the 80s everyone was going, oh, there's not enough hospital beds and all that. When I was in hospital with, uh, what's it, kidney stones. Yeah. Um, loads of beds, not enough pillars. So that's the way it works. It sorted out the bed problem. They give me a bed at night. I was going, I haven't got a pillar. He had to go off and get one. He brought it back. It was still warm. Oh. <laughs> that has been between a... Under a bed head. 
So that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like you, you get all the beds, new problem. Where's the pillars? <laughs> Don't solve problems. Don't, Don't solve, solve problems. problems. Brilliant. What do you make of the um, this big problem in the church, not wanting uh, gay people to be priests? Does that concern you? No. No. <laughs> It's a problem if you're gay, and it's a problem if you go to church and you don't like gays, but I, I don't go to church, and I'm not gay. There's certain problems that just go over your head. If you were gay, Carl, what would you do? I'll do what all gays do, I suppose. What the, what, what's that? Whatever it is they do. I'm just saying... Well, well you're going to just say... What if well, you I'm didn't... not gay, so I don't, I don't know. So, um, getting uh, gay marriage, um, would you uh, ever go through with that? What if I was gay? Well, it's hard to answer, isn't it? How can I answer it if I'm not gay? I don't know what I'd do. Well, no, I might no, not okay. look like this. I'd look totally different if I was gay. Why? Even though it's me mum's what's it, me dad's jeers or whatever. He's still, I'd still, I'd look different <laughs> because gays do. You make more of an effort. Look at me. I won't survive as a gay man. Maybe that's why I'm not one. <laughs> right, Carl. I'm going to give you a scenario though. Okay, I'm going to test. Um, would you rather? So you're not gay, okay? This is the real you, right? Um, uh, someone put a gun to your head and go, right, okay, Carl. You've either got a marry little gay fella. There's a little fella here. He he loves you. He's liked you for a long time. He goes, hello, Carl. You go, all right, mate. He's a lovely bloke. Um, I think he's he lives in Brighton. I think he's in advertising. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a sports car. He's, he's smart. He looks lovely. Um, pink shirt, white suit. He's great. He's very popular. Got tints. It always looks good. Mm. Right, Lo lovely tan. Um, he's about thirty-eight. What's his name? Uh, his name is Graham. Oh, yeah. What's it better than that? Yeah, uh, and he goes, "Hello, Carl." And you go, "All right, Graham." And uh, and someone suddenly bursts in and goes, "Right, you've either got a marry Graham." He puts a gun to your head. He goes, "Right, you've either got a marry Graham." Okay, you got to tell all your family. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to marry him, am I? What? Well, whoa, 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 get all the choices. Well, I know, I know one of the choices, and I'm not happy with that choice. So you go with whatever else. Well, no. So what's the other option, Rick? Okay, so you marry, you marry Graham, and you yeah, do. We marrying Graham. You do all the things in the bedroom. Why is that happening? Well, you're married now. You're married now, and he wants to consummate the marriage. He loves Even you. under marriage, you can't do that, can you? You can say, "Hang on a minute." Well, no. Well, I don't know why you married Graham. No, but you want to be married. happy. You want to be happy. He's giving you a lovely house. Yeah, but I'd say, Graham, hang on a minute. You know the score. I'm not into this. No, I went he along with it because you didn't want a bullet in your head. No. <laughs> now, if you love me, will you stop doing that? <laughs> stop doing what? What are you doing in the bedroom? Well, no, just, uh, you know, you have a lovely life. You do your own thing. You do this, right? Podcast, do your little books and that. Little, um, you know. Uh, and uh, Graham goes off, he does his, and he, he comes back, he goes, oh, I've had a day. Goes, What's the matter, Graham? And you go, you just sort of massage him. He's just like, you go, uh, oh. I'll go with the other option. Well, wait, Carl! So you're going, oh, God, oh, you said I've made you some pork chop. He goes, oh, you're a darling, right? It wouldn't work, though, because you're what, putting what? two people together who don't want to be together. Well, Graham wants to be with you. Yeah, Graham yeah, loves you. Relationship's two-way, isn't it? And I, yeah. I, and I don't, I mean, this is a made-up man, and I know I don't like him. <laughs> That's just homophobic. No, it's not. He's annoying me. Why? He's annoying yeah, Why is he annoying well, you? Just the way he looks after his body. Yeah. He's saying he's tanning it, he's having yeah. a massage. I wouldn't be doing all that, so it wouldn't last. The relationship yeah, wouldn't work. He's talking to you, it's all going well. No, it doesn't work. Opposites attract, okay? Not to and that point, it doesn't. He's good to you, uh, he's really, though, he, he, he's, oh God, he's, he's faithful. Um, he's got a good job. He's got a really good job. Um, you get invited to really nice parties. It's just him. I don't like him. 
Well, you know, he's he's no, that's a, a shame. He, he absolutely loves you. That happens, doesn't it? It happens that I remember right. being at school with a girl who really liked me, and I was yeah. like, "It's not going to happen, Sharon." No, no, no it the, happen. The first, the first, the first, and that's day. Sharon, not Graham. <laughs> so the chances of me letting this Graham move in. <laughs> well, you've moved in with him, right? He's got a lovely, bigger, got a, a six-bedroom house. Of course, yes. And um, you you move in with him, right? It's the first day you go, oh, I'm not happy with this because you're thinking, oh my god, it's a, oh god. First day in marriage, what's it gonna go? He goes off, he gives you a peck on the What's head. the option? Well, what's the other choice? Well, you don't know! Yeah, okay. So he comes home, he goes, oh, he's bought you a lovely little ankle bracelet. Oh, that's with, sweet of With Carl. Carl, Carl, love. Graham, I need a word. <laughs> <laughs> I go, what is it? What's, what's up, love? <laughs> <laughs> what's the matter? Got Harvey, look, Harvey Graham. Right, okay. Harvey Graham. Smart, you look tense. This is all, uh, it's, we're living a lie, yeah? <laughs> well, yeah, but it's just the alternative is so much worse. What's the alternative? Uh, well, what is the alternative, Rick? I think we're all waiting for that. Well, marry a chimp. <laughs> <laughs> marry a chimp? Yeah. Unless you either live with a chimp in a tree or marry Graham, your family are going to get killed. They're going to, someone's going to shoot him, right? So you have to decide what you want to do. Do you want to go and live in a tree with a chimp and eat nothing but bananas and just live the chimp world? Okay. Yeah. Or woo Graham. You go down there, you're chatting to him, you're, in a, you're just in a, a club, right? You're there. But right. who's watching that I'm staying with Whoever this evil person, person, person is. right, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, well, where's he watching from? The bl the evil, the evil person's going, right, he goes to that club, Saturday nights. Don't, don't bother going before midnight. He won't be there. Right, so you get there, you walk in there, it's 1am, and he goes, that's him over there, in the pink shirt dancing. Okay? Right, he, would, he wouldn't like me. He would. You go, no, you go, well, this uh, is it, you've got to win him over. Look at you. Look at your lovely shaved head, hairy arms. Oh my God. I mean, you are more suited to the chimp, but now you'll go down a storm, right? You go down there, you've, you've got, you've got a little vest on, leather trousers. What would you say to Graham? You've got back. to go over You've no. cut out, you've got a bought another pair of trousers and you've cut out the back. Okay? There you go in. Your ass is showing. You've got, you've got a freshly shaved head. You've got a little white vest. Okay? Mm. Has he got all this on? Uh, no, he's got, uh, he's got like a little pink Ben Sherman, uh, white trousers and, uh, espadrilles. Right, I'd dance over. Yeah? I'd yeah. say, uh, you grey and we go, yeah. Oh, hello. Who are you? So never mind, you haven't seen a chimp about, have you? <laughs> hello, welcome to episode two of the Ricky Gervais Show with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello there. And Carl Pilkington. Huh? Oh, yeah, I just, I just, I just feel bad about Graham. I feel sorry for I Graham. Don't feel sorry for well, Graham. Well, he was a nice guy and he's, he absolutely- so badly treated. Took you into his home, he was gonna give you everything and you just didn't appreciate and was saving your family's life. And you just- No, I but just, I went, I went for the other option. There's no point, I, all I'd be doing is letting Graham down. And as much as I didn't like him, I don't want to ruin his life. I don't know why you didn't like him. He was just not my type. He's a lovely you know, guy. He wasn't a lovely guy. He didn't give Why wasn't he a lovely time? guy? Just his, just his ways, you know. I mean, you, you, you bond with some people, you don't with others. That had nothing to do with him. You barely even had a conversation gay. with him. Yeah, but you click straight away with people, don't you? You know, when you meet someone, you go, yeah, they're all right. 
I'd, it wasn't going to work. If I was to go out with a gay man, Graham wouldn't be the one. Who would be? Who would be? Just someone who wasn't as in your face as him. Well, which just someone? What do you mean in your face? What? Just sort of, you know, just the way he was straight away. I wouldn't go to a club to meet someone like that. I wouldn't. Because I don't like doing that as a straight man. So just because I'm gay, I don't suddenly get into house Well, if you, if you were going to be gay, who would you, what gay man would you want to marry? Probably someone who you don't know is gay. Is that what that means? Someone who's just quiet about it, just get on with it. So if you were gay, you'd like a sort of straight man? No, because that's not going to work either, is it? That was my situation with Graham. But how do you, how do you know, if, how, how would you, if you were gay, why would you approach someone who didn't know was gay? What, so if you're gay, the only gay life you can do is by going to a club where it's a racket at four in the morning and meeting no, someone? No, no. Then, so that's what but I'm who, saying. I'm saying, who would be your ideal partner if you were gay? Who would you like? There'll be someone who I don't know is gay, innit? I don't know what that means. What do you mean it was someone who you don't know Because gay? I wouldn't go out with someone who's really like, oh, hello, and all that, with the shirt open, the Why tan. not? What's because, the... because that's the equivalent of going out with a woman who's got knickers up her ass, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, just, it's the equivalent. It's the in-your-face woman and the in-your-face man. I don't want any of you. <laughs> what do you want? Well, who was your sort of guy? Not. Okay, we'll just say what your sort of guy is then. Do you want him to be sort of like a man's man, sort of goes, you know, Slap. He sort of like, he, when you go do something, you go, you, you dopey idiot, and he just sort of gives you. No, like, I don't want that. No, you want someone to go, oh, what's the matter with you? Do you want no, yourself better? Well, what do you want? What do you mean, I'm asking you what you want. Petal. I don't yeah, want what do you want in a man? I'm asking you what the you want. The ones who are just normal, who just could talk, they'll go, all right, Carl, how's it going? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> right. Well, okay. What are we doing tonight? Watching Die Hard, if you want. <laughs> go straight to bed after that? Yeah. Doesn't I love the fact that he went from like not being sure to no. just like getting a, a man. But not great. It wouldn't be four in the morning. No. I'd be living my life as I am now. Right. But I'd, I'd be a gay man. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm me, aren't I? So yeah. that's not going to change. No. Why would it? No. You, so I'm just trying to. Carl, always trying to establish what sort of guy you go for. Okay, we've settled that. If um, sorry about that. um, if any uh, people feel sorry for Graham, sorry about that. But um, that's that settled. What I thought we could do, Carl, um, on this, the, uh, brand new fifth series of the Ricky Gervais show, we're talking about things that have happened since we met, looking back, what have you learned, where are we going forward from this, um, I thought we could play, uh, Room 101, um, the popular TV show where people cast the things they hate into Room 101 forever. Room 101, of course, is, uh, taken from, uh, George Orwell's 1984. Mm -hmm. Room of all your fears and terrors and so, uh... Is there a copyright issue here? Can we uh, just steal this idea? Well, yeah. Uh, well, let's play Room 102. Clever. This is the room next door to Room 101, which is worse, in my opinion. Is it? Oh, Winston Smith. He, he'd love to be in Room 101 if he went to Room He'd go, oh, get me back to Room... I didn't know... I didn't know where... Oh, I, I didn't know I was born. This is much worse. So, Carl, these are things that really annoy you. Don't put in things like you know, cancer and racism. I mean, that goes without They're saying. They're already in there. They're already in there. All the terrible things in in life here. This is just your little bugbears. The things that really annoy you that, you know. Well, I, I actually did the real show and I put in things like, um, lateness. That's my bugbear. I can't, I can't stand it. I think I put in, um, uh, oh, parents who let their kids run riot. Parents who think that everyone is interested in their kid as much as they are. Um, I remember I was talking about, um, 
this this family right they were they were passing the baby around in a restaurant and it was like being sick and they're all shouting about it. and i was like oh and uh um and i i got onto oh yeah they, they were breastfeeding it and at one point I, I i went on a um uh this sort of like digression about a friend of mine who moved to the country and um the woman next door sort of this hippie woman next door about 40 you know the one those sort of like long gray you, know, you know what i mean I shave you your mean. legs and yeah. stop wearing flip-flops yeah. um and uh they said oh we're just neighbors and we brought you around a rice pudding and they gave my friend a rice pudding and uh, she went oh it's um it's made from breast milk because i'm i'm still lactating and i went thanks very much and of course they she went and they threw it away and washed the dish and gave it back to her and it annoyed me the arrogance of coming round and saying uh it's uh, rice pudding made my breast milk the uh, uh, get out of here yeah. you dirty hippie <laughs> is what? that what you'd have said though if she'd arrived at no your i'd have said oh do you know what i um i'm i'm breast milk intolerant <laughs> uh, uh no uh, well, I remember um, the next day it went out on television. A journalist said, "Oh, Ricky Gervais uh, showed uh, his uh, misogynist side." No, no, I stand by it. I stand by. It. I don't eat strangers' breast milk. <laughs> I said about it totally natural. Well, it's not okay. Uh, 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 yeah, it's a cum sandwich. It doesn't matter if it's natural. It's fucking disgusting. Don't make me a rice pudding out of breast milk. You know, I'm, I'm not a fussy eater. Sure. Well, you are. Yeah. But no, I know what you mean. You, you, surely you'd draw the line there of a stranger's breast milk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. Any kind of jizz flan. Jizz flan, do you know what I mean? Mm. That's giving you an example of the sort of thing that one might put into room 102. Yeah. That, uh, people who try and make you eat their breast milk disguised as rice pudding. It's quite a specific fear. Yeah. That one. Uh. Graham. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> he doesn't deserve that. Uh. Slugs was in there. Slugs. So, um, then, then, then there's, uh, you have to put a case forward and me and Steve decide whether slugs go in or whether they, they stay out, whether they've got a purpose. It's, it's just because I'm having a problem with slugs at the moment. There's a lot of slugs coming in the house. Why? Don't know. I just, they can get where, like, water can't, you know what I mean? Because they, they're boneless, aren't they? So well, any little gap. So is water boneless? There's not many bones in water? No, no, that's what I said. Yeah, but you're saying they can get somewhere that water can't. Yeah, I know, they're even more likely to, because they sort of move about and that, and they're looking for light. Water's just happy where it is. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Why why banish them all to room 102, slugs? Because they're harmless, aren't they? Yeah, but I also think, I mean, at the end of the day, they're happy wherever, so stick them in room 102, they're not bothering me, and they're happy. They're not bothering well, what no, the room no, is. No, 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 this is a metaphor. Room 102 means they disappear from existence. It's not really a room where you put in slugs with people making rice pudding out of their breast milk. It's not really, it, it, it no. It's not a, you can't rent that room. We're saying, would you take slugs out of existence? That's, that's quite a tough call, isn't it? Because everyone's going to have a go, but I don't know what they do. All I know is, they're clogging up my piping. <laughs> I had to go out and buy a plunger. I hadn't seen them since, like, comics when I was a kid. And I suddenly thought, I need one of them things that I always saw in comics. I, I never thought I'd need one of them in my life. It's 2008. I've got slugs in my pipes. <laughs> so I went out, three quid it was, I had no idea what the going rate is for a plunger. Where did you go and get one? Where did you- It's a hardware shop around the corner. Uh, so I went round there, I said, you got a plunger? He said, what size do you want? I said, what size have you got? He said, oh, we've got three different sizes. I said, oh, I'll have the middle one. 
So that was three quid. And uh, took it back, gave it a bit of a plunge. Uh, and I think it was slugs. Like, all, like, bits of black stuff came up. I think it was slugs in there, like, what, broken up what, slugs. Well, ha hang on, hang on, hang on. It could have just be black gunk, couldn't no, it? No, no, it looked very sluggish. Because, <laughs> remember, I've had a problem with them anyway. I'll go to the toilet or whatever, look round, there's a slug climbing up the wall out of the shower basin thing. Are you sure it's a slug? Yeah, definitely, definitely slugs. I have to keep chucking them out, because I don't like killing anything. Right. I, I didn't want to kill the slugs with slug pellets. I bought some copper ribbon. Right, they don't like going over that, they? don't do they? Like they, they get they a little, little shock charge, yeah. But... Now that should be a warning, but instead they're diverting. They've done a diversion, they've gone up the wall and across. <laughs> now it's like, that's a warning. That's like having a no trespassing sign. Yeah. And they're just going, bollocks to that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're getting in. And it's annoying me. And now you get to a point when you do say, well, if they carry on like this, I'll have to kill them because they're not, how, how much- how They're much, not playing by the rules. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the purpose is. They just sit there still. I don't see him doing anything. I was lo looking at one close up. But well, what do you want to do? Be reading Russo. What do you want a slug to do? In the same way you see a bee collecting pollen, good. It's doing its little work. But they're, they're, and it's carrying big leaves or whatever. But the slugs just sat in They're the all doing kitchen. the same thing. They're all doing the same thing. That slug is out. It's eating. That it's is finding not, food. There's no food. There's no food in our kitchen for a slug. Believe me. There's not enough there for me sometimes. <laughs> but never mind a slug. It's, there's nothing for it. Definitely not in the shower. What's it doing? <laughs> so, I told you ages ago about how the, they cause more problems than good. They eat, they eat cabbage. Right. Um, when they shouldn't be. Um, they get in letterboxes and nick stamps. They don't nick stamps. They eat the stamps. They like the glue on it. Right. Right. Is this a big problem, though? <laughs> is there an epidemic of slugs eating stamps? But I think it is, and that's why they're so slow. I think they're sweating glue. Right? They're there. eating all them, and 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 that's <laughs> that's why they're sticking to stuff. Have you ever picked up a slug? Well sticky. They give off this glue. It's like the, all the glue they've eaten off stamps. They panic, and when they sweat, they sweat. Glue. Sweat. Think of a slug. A slug. What do you mean they sweat glue? If, you're if, making up nature. If you're, if this you, is like Attenborough, but right. made up. If you, when you see a slug, yeah. you prod it, it gets nervous, it wants to run off. But the problem is, because it's sweating glue... It's it, not sweating glue! It makes sense. It's not it's just the nonsense theory. It's just what I've noticed on them. Right, Rick, do you allow slugs in room 102? Well, I just want, I think we should, you know, you know, if, if they're going to be gone forever, then we should, we should put a case forward. They're amazing creatures. If you haven't got them in your house, it'd be different. All you've got is people coming around saying, do you want some rice pudding? That isn't a will problem. That <laughs> wasn't me. Oh, right, right. Whatever it was. Um, no, but they're, they're amazing. They've got two sets of like, antennae. The one at the top is for light, and the next one is that they can, they can smell and get food in the air, just the slightest. What do they do for the world? They're food. If, if only... It's not good enough, that. It's not good enough. What do you mean? Like that's well, that's the ultimate sacrifice. Surely them being food for who's somebody, eating them? Hedgehogs. Do they like them? Yeah, they love them. They're, yeah, they love slugs. Do they? Yeah. The thing is, though, if you're always going to upset someone, aren't you? With anything I put in room. One no, you just got to make a reasoned case, and I'm not sure that you've you've, you've argued well enough. I'm just slugs. having problems with them at the moment. I've spent three quid on a plunger. 
and I don't like the idea that every time I get up in the night to go into the toilet wherever I've got to put the light on because I might have a bit of sluggage between my toes. Sluggage? <laughs> a little bit of sluggage between my toes? But I mean, you if you're going to put everything in, in your house that causes problems, we're gonna, what else are we going to have here? Um, no, boilers? I'm not, I'm not, it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, you only moan about what's fresh on your mind at the moment. And I haven't, you know, I've got to go to that house and I dread to think what's, how many slugs are going to be stuck to the ceiling and everything. Right, okay, well, so we need to move on. So, you are not putting them in? I'm not putting slugs in. All right, then. slugs have not gone in, Carl, I'm afraid. What's your next one? Okay, number two. Um, people who don't want to do what, what the brains would be better at doing. Right, okay, now I'll, I'll get around that sentence. Now, tell me again. Brains that don't want to do what their owners are good at. Ah, so now it's the brain's fault. Before you said you were going to put people in who don't do what their brain's good at, but now you've changed that. Now you're putting the the blame on the brain. Now you want to put in brains who don't want to do what their owners are good at. I like the fact that you own a brain. Okay, no, no, no. I just need a bit more clarification, Rick. Before you ask questions, can you just expand on that point, please, KP? Do you know, like, pe people decide what they want to do, right. don't they, for a living? Mm hmm But sometimes they're not good enough. Right. You mean they have a dream and they can't fulfil it because they haven't got the, the, the skill or... Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're not good for anything. No. It's just that they haven't unlocked the thing that they're good at. Right. But, which is fair enough, you can't always find what's going on, there's a lot going on in the brain. Yeah. You know, there might be something up there that you, you just never find, which is sad, right? Right. But you mean you may never discover your full potential because you may never st never stumble across it. You may never have the means. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. But that that yeah, of course. Yeah. I I only got into hospital radio because my dad was in hospital. So I found out about this thing and I thought I didn't even know this existed. I want to go. Well, of course. So but, I mean, so it's, that's a, there's much bigger issues there that um, uh, the poor working class people don't get the same opportunities. Um, uh, people in third world where when you're worrying about whether you're going to live through the next few days, you don't start thinking, I wonder if I can play the cello. Can I so, refer you back though, Rick? You made an interesting point there, but I fear that's not exactly what Carl was saying. I don't on. think that his point was quite uh, that profound. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, I don't know. There was something to do with the brain not allowing its owner. Yeah, because that's the bit that annoys me. Fair enough if a brain hasn't decided what it wants to do, because you- right. What is this- Let it- let oh, him finish. God, this thing about finish. the brain- Shut up. Because it's in charge like the numbskulls. Because it hasn't- it hasn't found its destiny type thing. Brain but when someone is good at something and they know the brain is good at something, but then they don't want to do it and they want to go off and do something else. Sorry, who's to blame here? The person or the brain? I'm talking like him now. <laughs> I don't know what's Wh who going are on. you putting into room 102? What annoys you? A brain that doesn't let its owner know what it's good at or an owner that won't do what it, the brain wants to do? I think it's the owner because, say, like a bloke who's good at plumbing. Yeah. His brain loves plum plumbing. <laughs> His brain loves plumbing. <laughs> he loves plumb. He's he's sick of plumbing. Um so he goes off to try and uh unplumb. No, uh, he's he's going to do something else. He's going to do something else. He's carpentry. Now they say in this country the problem is we haven't got enough tradesmen. Right. We don't have enough plumbers. Right. There's enough plumbers brains. I don't know what the fuck that means. Shut up. Let what him are you please, talking about? Shut up. Let him please finish. Because this brains, is like, this is like brains and pillows Brains again. have not changed over the years. The brain is exactly the same. But it's the owner of the brain that's in charge. The brain could be going, I want to go for a walk, or I want to go and find something out. But if your body's too lazy to get up and go and see the stuff, 
the brain isn't going to get what it wants. It doesn't make what? sense, Carl. Right, you are your brain. Let okay, me... you could have a good point if you said this. You could say that everyone's brain has the ability to become a plumber. Yeah. Uh, you know, your brain, you know, ah, yeah. but I don't know if it has, you see, because this is the thing. When I was younger, when I first left school, I had two jobs I wanted to do. I wanted to be a joiner, right, uh, or a car mechanic. I had to go out sort of joinery, uh, couldn't really get my head around it, right? Did work placement at a garage, messed it up, got kicked out. What did you now, do? Now the thing is- Why did you get kicked out? Just because I messed the garage up. What, how did you mess it up? Uh, the fella was a, he's a bit moody, this fella, and he was, uh, he just decorated his garage. And you are like that. the slug in this scenario, aren't you? He, he just, do you know how they like to paint the floor and everything? Mm. Make it with lines in it and everything like that. Right, what did you do? And it was, he painted it white, you shouldn't have white in a garage. Stupid with all the oil about and that. It's not the right colour, is it? It's like getting a white sofa, you're asking for trouble. Yeah. So he'd painted it all, and then, uh, he sort of said, do you want to, uh, change the oil on the car? So yeah, go on then. Uh, so what do I do? He said, you pull a sump out, stick a bucket underneath, catch the oil. All right then. Go down there, pull a sump out, hold the bucket. But because of the pressure, the oil doesn't come straight out, it flirts out sideways. Went all over his white floor, he went mental, kicked me out. Now the thing is, that wasn't really my fault. My brain didn't know. It was showing an interest. No, what? Right, let okay. him finish! Oh God, what does he mean? Shut up, let the brain, and my please, brain. The please brain was showing up. an interest, but at the end of the day, if it hasn't got the knowledge, what can it do? Now, you could say, was that my fault or my brain's fault? No, I'd never say that. People may be in the wrong job. They, we, you might not discover what you're really Yeah, but I'm talking at. about, you get people, all right, let's go to the extreme. People with no legs who want to be swimmers. Don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God! I'm so annoyed! Oh. Is this a big problem? It's it's madness, isn't it? It's mad that the brain wants to do that so much. The brain's in the wrong in the wrong body almost. Yet, yeah. are you with me? No. no. A plumber, a plumber, a plumber who can plumb, is annoying when he jacks it in as a living because there's other brains who can't do plumbing. They don't, <laughs> don't get the red round this it. Means look, you you must have learned the same stuff at school as me, but a lot yeah. of it wasn't interesting to my brain. I wasn't bothered. It wasn't into taking it in. Yet look at me in like editing and all that. I can use all that equipment because my brain's my brain's happy with it. Yeah, you found something you're good at. Yeah, yeah. But why aren't I good at plumbing or joinery or being a mechanic? He's probably not interested in it. I was. I loved it as but a people kid. People do have different, different brains. People are different. Some mm. people are more higher logic, low yeah, emotion. That's, that's you what know? I'm saying. Yeah, but you, I don't know what you're putting in room 102 because you're saying these. It's like this brain's wandering around Who's looking for the body, and it goes, "Oh, I'll choose that body." Hang on, this body doesn't even want to do some plumbing. It's, it's a matter of taste. It's just a matter of taste. It's good to do what you're good at and stop chasing a dream. <laughs> this is the most complicated thing. You it could is. just put in noisy kids, like Ricky. Why is this? This this is a brain that because someone work. else would have done noisy kids. There's no point everyone putting in the same thing. But I don't even know what your point is here. What I, what for example, what I put in were parents who ignore their ignore their kids running riot in a restaurant or on a train. Mm. The arrogance of them thinking that oh, isn't it fun? That there was someone to blame. I was basically putting in bad parenting, or you know, there was someone. I wasn't going. A brain who wanted to be a plumber, but the not, plumber didn't. I'm not putting the brain in, it's just people, um, if I had a really good skill, I'd hope that, that I'd use it. If I, it's you, like- You don't know what you're good at until you, till you try it. Uh You might be the best drummer in the world. I know, but they're the people I'm having a go at. 
They're the people who I'm having a go at, the people who know they can do something, but they don't do so it. So people who don't fulfil their own potential. That's a, that's a good one. Is that a better point? Yeah, that's what I meant. But there's nothing to do with this duality, this brain, brain versus person. I don't know what that is. It's a weird thing you've got, a really weird little kink you've got, that you think this brain is another entity that lives in your head, that you own it, and you've got to become the master of it. <laughs> like some sort of weird dog. Uh, Who am I talking to now, Carl or his brain? We're both listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I will put in, uh, people who don't fulfil their full potential. Slugs are safe, but people who don't fulfil their full potential, you have got into room 102. Got a couple more things for room 102, Carl? My, you know my problem with me restless leg syndrome. Oh yeah. If I could put that in. Right, okay. What is this problem? The problem I've got with my legs, how they sort of come alive at night. <laughs> <laughs> and what Tap are they dancing. doing? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah. I sort of go to bed, I'm tired, and then uh, I sort of nod off for about 40, 40 odd minutes. Yeah. And then my legs go. Right. And they just, I can't sleep. It's really depressing. I think it's actually affecting me, sort of, health-wise, because I'm not sleeping right through the night. It's like, I want to sleep. And what does Graham me. say? What does, um, Suzanne say? Uh, well, she's annoyed with it, because she's getting loads of bruises. Mm. Kicking her. I did a little bit of research on restless leg syndrome when he, um, mentioned it to me. Uh, and, uh, two little bits of information you'd be interested in, Steve. Uh, it is exacerbated and made worse by a sedentary lifestyle. Right. Lack of activity, lack of exercise, and it can be alleviated with, um, the opposite of that. Exercise, um, leading a, um, a more active lifestyle. Which I, I proves walk. my point. No, You're no. like a slug. I do loads of walking, I make sure I do a good walk. If anything, it's because I walk too fast, because I tense my legs up when I walk. Uh, the doctor didn't say anything to do with that when I told him that ages ago. He said it was because I was eating ice cream. I don't, well, I don't know what that means. Well, I don't it's know something that's is. in ice cream. He just is it the same doctor that said your nerves are too long? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a different fella. This right. is the proper doctor. But, right. um, but yeah, so I've cut that out and it works for a bit, but now it's got to a point where I have to go to bed and I have my legs outside of the bed. I have to put my feet on the floor. What do what? you mean? What? I have to lie in the bed. Like With your feet position, on the floor? I have to stick my legs out and feet on the floor. That's insane. You if, can't sleep like that. Well, I do. I nod off, and then maybe in the night, when I wake up, my legs are back in the bed. So either they get bored, or they, or they, <laughs> uncomfy, or whatever. Yeah. Or they eventually get tired. But it's kind of like if I have them there, it's like they think they're awake and they're being used. The only other thing I can do is if I lie on my front, and then have my legs in the air. What well, on? Whoa! You lie in the front and have your legs in the air like that. Say if that's my head. Oh, like um, like that. Like a scorpion. Like the front cover of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah, like that. If I do that, I think if I can get the blood out of my legs, they, they, they don't work the same. Mm. Is this advice from the doctor or...? No, the, is it this myself. doctor, is it, was he from the 12th century? No, that doctor didn't tell me to do that. I sort of did it you and just I thought that, that works that and I did off. Well, have you, have you, have you, uh, you know, put this into the, the Royal Society of Surgeons? 
Well, this discovery that if you lay- No, it's my cure. I'll- I'll use it. It might not work for everyone. And so, crazy leg syndrome is destroying your- Sleep. Right. And it's important to get sleep, in it? If you can't sleep, it drags you down. And my legs- it's- it's- they just come alive at night. It's like they- they belong to a runner or something. Mm. And they want to run. And mm. I'm going, oh, I just want to sleep. But why don't you run? Why don't you go for a run? Because it's late at night. Yeah, but go for a run in the day, tire them it's out. It's fine in the day. Tire them out in the I day. tire them out in the day. No, you don't. Go for loads of walks in the day, loads of so walks. So if you were- walks. if you were to go- you go to bed, you got restless leg syndrome. If you were to go to a run, for a run, that would cure it. I've looked it up. No. It does. I do have long, proper walks. It no, no, but if you- no, it, immediately. If anything, it's like the legs like it, and they want more of it. It's like a puppy. You take it for a walk and it's jumping up and down, I want more walks. Well, you can't have a walk, we had a walk earlier. Go to sleep. They're fine in the day. Whilst I'm sat here, they're not probably me. They're, they're, they're not what? They're not probably me. <laughs> okay. They're not probably me! They, he not, makes up amazing. words! They're not giving me any grief whilst they're I'm sat here. They're not probably me. But when night falls, it's all gonna be different. It's like they go, I don't wanna go to sleep yet. Like it's like a little legs. kid. It's a kid who wants to stay up in case it misses something. Yeah. And that's why I just have to let them stay up. Stick them out the bed. <laughs> I love the fact that you go to bed before your legs. Yeah. Oh God! It's annoying. I mean, it's really. Uh, well, I don't know if I can put in your restless leg syndrome because, as I say, it can be easily cured. You could get up. You could do a bit of exercise. You could walk around. Um, yeah, but I've tried all that, doctor. It doesn't work. You suggest anything else? Right. Uh, there's your problem. He's not a doctor. No. Exactly. That's what I mean. Um. No, well, I I'll put it in, I will put it in if you try that. Next time your legs are outside the bed, gay, say, okay, listen, I'm gonna go for a run, put on a sweatshirt, no, cause it's put always, on some shorts. It's always late at night, I'm not yeah. going out, it's dangerous. Well, you go to bed at half eleven. Yeah. Go yeah. for a run at half eleven. Half eleven. Fifteen minutes. Mm. So, are they going in or not? No, no, cause you you're not, I, 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 I'm not sure that you're doing everything for it. What's your next thing to try and get in room 102? It's a tricky one, this. Go on. It's- it's people who, um, who think that humans are special. Do you know what I mean? But you think that? No, I don't. I don't think humans are special. I but think what? some of us are. I think you get the odd one who- who creates something and, uh, you know, you go, that's amazing. But the way we say the human race is amazing, no it isn't. Small percentage of it is. There's a load of numbnuts, <laughs> and it annoys me how people say the human race did this. Human race? No, it didn't. Let's name them because there's only a few people who have done stuff that matters. Is that what you think? Yeah, definitely. We just thought well, we think we're good, and we're not. Yeah. We're but, just... uh, well, who matters? Uh, just before we get onto your point, so you're putting in the rest of the human race? No, just people who say that that they're good. People who have said that statement that. Isn't the human race an amazing thing? So Again, anyone who's ever said, isn't the human race amazing, yeah, yeah, goes in room 102? Yeah, I'd say don't be stupid. So most of the human race is going in? Uh, well have you ever said it? Well I, I think the, I think all, I think all species are amazing. But when people say the human race, they sort of mean... They think, what you mean, that the, the, the you can go... The great people. The, the great art, ones. you know, inventors, the things that were... You know, that we've, we've... And how is the human race not amazing? Because we don't, we're not needed to keep this, this planet going. We're an added thing that we're was added on later. the food chain, yeah, that's right, yeah. We were added last. Yeah. It's like, there's some room left, what we do? Stick some humans on. But don't forget, we, we, this thing of we being added doesn't make sense, because it was a process. 
There was no yeah. point when someone said, we don't need this, let's stop now. We kept, we kept mutating and being selected. Yeah, I know, but sometimes you can keep, it's, it's going back to what we were talking about last time about, uh, you've got a house, you fill it with stuff. At some point, yeah. you've got everything you need. You've right. got your kettle, you've got your fridge, you've yeah, got but your telly. Could've, 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 it could have stopped at slugs, it would be fine. Gone, I'm buying this But then nothing, but nothing needed anything. Yeah, it did. It, the world needed, I mean, okay, I tried to put slugs in, you didn't allow them in. Yeah. Fair play to the slugs. They must do something somewhere. Yeah. Just not in my house. But, but it could have stopped at slugs. They got it right. What, 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 what's this thing that you need anything else? The slug evolved, it, you know, it, it- No, but we don't add anything, do we? All we've done since we've been around is mess up the world. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. I'm saying we're not needed. I don't know what the last thing was that was needed. No, we're not needed. We're not needed. Yeah. So what was the last thing before- Doesn't make any sense. What was the last thing that was invented by nature? It's arbitrary, it's a stupid what question. What do you mean? It's not a stupid question. Everything is just happening, it's evolving now. The right, look at it like this. You see, I think, we think we're important because yeah. we just do. Well, I don't, but some do. And they're the ones who want to get rid of. <laughs> Another argument with himself. Now, we think we're special. There might be something else going on that's more important. We're in this universe, aren't we? Yeah. They try to make a new universe. What do you mean? There's a machine somewhere. What? A big bang. They're making a big bang again. Right. Well, that you've got that completely wrong, but sure. They're not trying to create a new world. They're trying to recreate the conditions that happened at the beginning of the big bang. They're not trying to recreate a new world. All right, so they, but the it's world came, different. but the world came from the Big Bang. Yeah, they're trying to recreate the conditions so they can test and they can experiment to see dangerous. the conditions before. Yes, it is dangerous. Apparently there is a threat. There, admittedly, there is a danger, yeah. very small danger that they could create a black hole that would destroy the world. That so why are they true. doing that? Who's allowed that? <laughs> this is what annoys me, it's because humans think they're special. Oh, who made the Big Bang? Oh, I'd like my name on that. I want to <laughs> claim it. <laughs> why do people always want to better someone else? It's happened, let them have it. Well, don't you, when you said about progress, you're trying to change time. Yeah, but that's not going to harm anyone. A big bang. I just don't, I, I don't think we need, I mean, we haven't filled this universe yet, have so we? Thought, but the, what you about, I don't know what you're saying, you're contradicting yourself. Every other sentence contradicts what you said last time. You do want to fill it, you don't want to fill it. We haven't filled this universe, we don't need another one. We do want progress, we don't want progress. I'm Carl, saying, what do you want? I'm saying we don't want another universe. Well, no, no. We haven't got our head round this one yet. We don't know where everything is. One, but go on. Don't create a new one. We're not trying to. No, is we're that, trying is, to. Is that your philosophy? Don't create a new universe. <laughs> but why are it's we looking at that? It's a giant research experiment. Why it's, they're not trying to create that? a new universe. Why are we looking at that then? Why do we want to go back today, Dot? So that we can better understand the world that we live in, how we, the world evolved into the position we're in now. If it did indeed start with the Big Bang, what were the conditions? How did it come from nothing into something? That's what we do. We say why and how. I know, and but when, sometimes and what next? And I, is it good? You know, I don't mind asking questions. I like asking questions. Isn't Ask it? A Yours question. are where are slugs going? But it's just this thing of faffing about with things that are, they don't know what they're doing. Okay, right. Okay, Carl, you're in charge of the world now. You are this. You're all powerful. You're like a god. Okay, you can do anything. You go. You call all the scientists, and they go. What do you want of us? Oh, oh, orange-headed one. What the fuck do you want of us? Right? Right. Stop the Big Bang research. Stop it now. Mm. Okay? Okay, drop your talk. Okay, good. Throw that away. What do you want them to do? The might, the might of every intellect in the world standing before you, as far as you can see. <whistles> Hello? 
Listen, everybody. This is what I want you to work on. Go. What do you say? Uh. Well, I want I want to come in and how long have they been working on the Big Bang idea? Forget it. It just you've got every sign. No, but I don't work. just want to come in and, and poo poo that because they're gonna they're, poo poo. They've they've done a lot of research. Well, on hold it. on. You, you wanted to stop a minute ago. Yeah, I know, but you don't just come in. Guns are blazing. I'd say, I'd say, hello you can everyone. You do anything you want. Oh, go on, go on yeah, Hello everyone. Hello Carl, leader. Right, uh, listen, um, this Big Bang thing you've been doing. Yeah, well uh, that's just only a few of us, that's like less than a millionth of a percent of us. We're all here. Yeah. I've dropped AIDS research, I've dropped cancer research. Right, well why have you dropped that? I'm working Who's told on you to do that? Well, no, we just, well, we knocked off, they said you wanted to tell us something. We're all here, every scientist in the world well, is listen, here. Well listen, where are you from again? Well, I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter, I'm from Cornwall, I'm, I'm looking No, what, at, what research are you doing? Oh, well, I'm looking at, um, uh, what happens if you give Feminax to an owl. What happens? Well, I'm halfway through it, you, I got called away. Look, I'm really busy, what do you want me to work on? Who said they're doing cancer? Hey. Go back. Go back to work. Cheers. Right. Okay. The rest of us I've doing got... stuff that you think we're fanning around with. What would you want us Listen, to do? Well, I can't do it all today. What about me? I was doing AIDS. Hang on a minute. I was doing AIDS. You just wait a minute. Right. Okay. Why does cancer get to go back? Are you saying that cancer's a bigger problem than AIDS? You I'm go back to work. So I'm AIDS can go back. I'm doing. Oh, I'm doing restless legs. Right, can everybody but the Big Bang people leave? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've come to an end of, um, episode two of series five of the Ricky Gervais Show. With me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Thank you. And Carl Pilkington. Alright. I was working on cold sores. Fuck off. I'm doing bunions. So, welcome to episode three of this final Ricky Gervais show series. With me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello. And Carl Pilkington. All right. Have you heard this, uh, thing they're doing? The, uh, schools have got together. They're, um, they're tired of obesity being a problem in England. It's a big problem in England. Um, basically everyone's overweight, particularly kids. There's kids that are like, you know, ten stone going to infant school and stuff and junior school. It's getting ridiculous. And so now the teachers are allowed to weigh the kids. They're going to weigh the kids, okay? <laughs> yeah, get them in there and go, right, you, right, get on the scale. And then they're going to send a letter to the parents saying, um, please be aware, um, your child is obese. Now, I don't know what good that's going to do because... A teacher will send a letter to a parent, go, uh, dear Mr and Mrs Barnes, um, we weighed little Johnny today at school, and he's overweight, he's a big fat pig. And they're gonna go, yeah, we know, we have to push him out the door to get him to school, he makes a popping sound. <laughs> we know he's fat. He eats too much. We know he's fat, because we have to buy him pairs of trousers every two weeks. Yeah. Well, we know he's fat, because we're a couple of fat bastards Always. ourselves. Always. I love that when they say about a child obese, they show you a picture of a kid and his face is nearly closed up. Yeah. It, it's just closed, right? There's no eyes anymore. He's just got little slits for eyes where his cheeks and his forehead are meeting. Yeah. Right? And you just go, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then you see the parents, they go, well, yeah, we can't do anything. And you go, no, look at you. Yeah. No, I saw a couple the other day. I saw a dad 
giant arse. Yeah. And then I was walking behind them and two kids, exactly the same giant asses. Yeah. Uh, now that, I don't, I can't believe, believe that that's Well, true. they eat the same things. You can't- yeah. Like a couple of bison it was. Yeah, if they're, if they're, yeah, if the parents are just eating, they can't say to the kids, you've had enough, they're going, right. what, what, fuck, look at you! I saw them in the, in Tesco supermarket, you know, they've got like, cafes in there now. Have they? Big fat family in there. The fact that they're buying food, and they're having a break from buying food, to eat food. <laughs> to eat food, yeah. <laughs> Just well, sums it up. It made them a bit peckish, didn't it? I mean, that, don't forget, that is the only exercise they get, pushing a trolley round. They get home, and then they wedge themselves in that three-piece suite, and they're watching ITV1. For the rest of the night. Yeah. And, and eating. Cakes and things, microwavable stuff. Well, they're actually, they're watching, uh, X Factor, but they're not, they're only watching X Factor waiting for the adverts for Pringles. Exactly, Domino's yeah. Pizza. <laughs> exactly. That's what they're looking forward but to. They, they could do that. They could make it a bit harder to shop, couldn't they? If you walk through the door, it goes ding, 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 and, and you go, go. And for fat people, the, sh the shopping moves around a bit. <laughs> yeah, you know it's what I mean? Constantly moving away. It's, yeah, exactly. You're putting it on a string. Yeah. Or you want the pie, and you, you have to at least get up a bit of a sweat. Or they're to get on the conveyor pie. belts, like in a sushi restaurant. <laughs> and they've exactly, just got to chase yeah. after the oven fried chips. Unbelievable. Or so, is there some kind of cattle grid device that only fat. Is there anything that you could put. Oh, you can only get to you this. You can only get to the food. If you if can you... get through this. Right, yeah. That's a good point, yeah. So the really fattening stuff is through a thin door. Or just, yeah, or one of those kind of, um, those sort of, uh, tubes that soldiers you see have to crawl through when they're yeah. doing their training. and that's to, to pies, to right. calorific, <laughs> to the calorific, <laughs> calorific stuff. section. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the shop is full of salads. Yeah. You can go around, you can even eat as you go around yeah, the salads. it's like a forest of salads, Exactly, yeah. you can graze and you can buy. But if you want to get to the pies and cakes and all that, yeah. you've got to get through a little you've tube. You've got to crawl through a little tube. Yeah, yeah, it would just be forever going, dude, fat bloke stuck in aisle three, they'd have to keep <laughs> yeah. getting them out. Well, I, I was stuck behind one on the tube. It, it got out of the tube, uh, on the escalators. And you know, like on escalators, you're meant to stand to the right so people can get past. Yeah. Waste of time him standing on the right. Yeah, yeah. Taking up the full thing. <laughs> uh, he had a tracksuit on, like they always do. You know. Uh -oh. Never seen a track in its life, that, no. that tracksuit. And uh, <laughs> so I stayed behind him because he had no option. He saw everyone behind me sort of going, what's the old up here? Like a convoy of people going, what's at the front? What's happening here? What's that? And it's him sort of blocking it. He gets to the bit, you know, where you have to put your ticket in or your Oyster card and yeah. swipe it. He had to go through the bit for trolleys. Oh, yeah. How embarrassing is Unbelievable. that? Unbelievable. But that's but you when know you what? know, innit? That's when you go, you know what? Exactly. But I don't think there's enough stigma. I think, because, uh, you know, political correctness now and, and you know, and, and the fact that food is so refined, there's no stigma anymore. I laugh about being fat. I should be ashamed. I should walk down the street and go, fatty! That's, that's what I want to get me out of there. I, I, I get up in the morning, I look in the mirror, I go, oh, you fucking fat bastard. Yeah. But no, I think know. I think the same every time I see you. I know, but look how successful I am. But you're right. It's, you know, there should be, you know, people look up to you, Rick. That's I the know. problem. You're a role model. They got pictures of you on their wall. I often get stuff voted in their face. role model for people want to be. Do they, yeah. Now maybe they don't mean they want to make a successful sitcom and uh, no. be rich and famous. Maybe they mean I want to eat as much as I want and no one say anything about the it. The number of times I've seen you on one of those, the ideal dinner guest. I know. You're not the ideal dinner guest. Well, I, Firstly, I, I, there'd be nothing else to go round for that, anyone else. And I'm always early. Right. So by the time anyone, that, that'd be yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. The, the ideal dinner guest, as long as he comes halfway through the meal. Yeah. So and we, I think they mean, oh, it'd be funny because he'd be very witty and charming. No, he'd just be stuffing his face for two hours. Wouldn't be talking. I wouldn't be talking. <laughs> if there's food there, I'll I, I just listen. 
I can mm. listen. I mean, I can't really hear because when I chow down, some of it gets in my ears. Sure, yeah. I will go deep into a pasta. Yeah, the face is in the bowl. I'm I'm actually deaf and blind for four minutes that I'm eating. <laughs> yeah. It's like when a horse bolts. Yeah. They can't yeah, see yeah. or hear anything. Yeah. They just yeah. bolt. Um, but, you know, th I don't know what we could do, really. I mean, I... I, I mean, I think we should be clear here. We're not... Uh, we're not saying, you know, we don't want to encourage We're not people. saying, um, fat people are all right. We're saying they're wrong. Well, yeah, but I, I want to make oh, an no. no, I want to make an important point here. Okay. Which is that we're not talking, well, we're not talking about how, listen. What? Fat, this is important, this is an important point. Okay. There's a lot of young people, you know, and they, they don't eat and stuff because they want to try and look like Victoria Beckham and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about just being, you know, respectable size, no. you know, a little bit curvy or whatever. You don't got to be like a size zero. We're not talking about that debate. Definitely not. We're talking about the crazy obesity that's going on. Five foot two, you're weighing 14 stone. You, Absolutely. That's, it's a time to probably stop going to the all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah. Which is not a competition, <laughs> incidentally. But, you know, it's because, yeah. like you said, though, you're not allowed to There's call no them fatty anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. When, I, at when I was at school, if there was a fat kid, yeah. He did get, you know, sort of being picked on and that isn't good. His nickname was Paul Pie or Fatty but, or But he'd, be, or... he'd sort of be chased to be beaten up, so at least he got a run. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas now, kids aren't allowed to pick on little fat kids. No, I know, I know. So he's not <laughs> running anywhere. And it gets worse. See that, maybe that's, it's, is that, is that a good thing? If you pick on a fat kid and steal his lunch money, is that being, is that cruel to be kind? Do you know well, what I mean? Survival of the fittest again, isn't it? But I mean, you know, they go, uh, they go, they go, okay, Jobson, you picked on a little fatty again and nicked his lunch money. You go, yeah, I thought he was eating too much and I'm worried about his heart. They go, oh, well done, Jobson. Yeah. Go and pick up some more fat people, nick all their lunch money. I don't know what the rules are. I mean, as I, I don't say, know. it's all gone crazy. I mean, I think I'm allowed to call people fat because I'm a bit fat. You're reclaiming the word. It's like our black people can say the N word. I can say the F word. I can say yeah. I can say fatty because I am fat. You know, it is remarkable. I mean, you've seen pictures of Ricky Shirley Carl in his youth. I mean, you know, kind of David Bowie like uh, face. You know, yeah, very it's a different person. strong. Well, anyone who I, who's ever seen that to me has said I, I don't understand. They're just genuinely baffled. I mean, it is weird. It's really I don't understand, Rick, how you've gone from that. People should look you up on the web, and it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't Jane get annoyed? Don't you feel like she's been ripped off? <laughs> no, no. When I was twenty, How did you not notice. I was twenty, yeah. and then and I stayed like that till I was about twenty-nine, and then then I thought, oh, well, then I started filling out. Then I was sort of like yeah, becoming but I a normal knew you bloke. By when you were about thirty-six, and you were yeah. Oh, I was already there. No, I'd done the eating years then, boy. No, I'd, I I went from about. I mean, in those pictures, I was probably like eight and a half stone, too thin. Yeah, and then I was like nine, and then. 30, 31, went to 10 stone, and then about a stone a year. I think I was my fattest when, uh, just after. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm like 14 stone now. But it's like, it's like, if you look at it on the web or something, compare the two, it's like one of those Weight Watchers before and after, but the wrong way around. Yeah. <laughs> it's really strange. <laughs> yeah, so, so I feel that I can have a go at, at fat people. I think I can claim the word I can call fatty. Like, like Steve can have a go at like you can have a go at bald people, Carl. You can go oh, look at that round-headed bald twat. You will never see someone as round-headed and bald as you. But and Steve can go, oh look, Rick, look at that fucking twattish, goggle-eyed freak over there. No, 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 no. How often would that, that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let's slag Ricky off a bit more, can we? And fatos. <laughs> <laughs> also, I've got. Uh, this is how much I've let myself go, Steve. It's finally happened. I want you to test my trousers. There, feel them. Oh, uh, what is that? That is some pajamas. Kind of, 
Are you actually wearing pyjamas? I'm actually wearing... It happened today. That's the first time. Now, was it because of speed you had to get out of the house because you no, were late? No, I'll tell you why, right? Okay, the last couple of years, um, uh, I mean, for the last, I'd say, ten years, I've been wearing comfortable clothes. I never wear a pair of jeans that are too tight. I don't wear shoes that are It's just comfort for me. Yeah. I mean, you, you see me fidget when I put a suit on for an award ceremony. Yeah. I don't like it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um... I never look good in stuff. You see it on the model in the in the shop window. Yeah. Puts it on you. Oh, well, okay. So that's great. They look like David Beckham. I put it on. I look like a wallet or something. Do you know what I mean? Just <laughs> yeah. it. It doesn't look good. Um, I've been wearing um, as you know, sweatpants. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. a, a drawstring. Yeah. Okay. I got a pair of um sweatpants recently that are nearly pajamas. They're so. That, that, I mean, uh, what is the distinction at this point? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's quite a thin line. The, 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 so. Today, they're nearly pyjamas. Today, um, they were in the wash. So I thought, hold on though, I might as well just wear my pyjamas. I should point out that it's not a 1950s pair of pyjamas that looks a bit like a suit with a little breast pocket. No. And it's, you, you wouldn't necessarily notice. No, you wouldn't. Until you touch they're, them, you realise it's a kind of lycra. Yeah, they're very sort of nice and thin. They look like a tracksuit bottom. But, here's the difference. I've even done away with a drawstring. Look, these are just elasticated. elasticated. This is the day I really gave up. I used to worry about what I looked like, obviously, when there was a, you know, when there was a nice sort of clothes horse to hang nice clothes on, mm. i.e. my body, you know, I, I did squeeze into jeans, I did, you know, wear, um, I was, I was, um, I was fashionable, but, um. Did you go, I can't imagine you going in shops though and looking through racks of clothes and, did you do all that stuff? Steve, I look good in anything, mate. That's the, that's the difference. Right. Now, doesn't matter. Armani could dress me. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he's not. I mean, not that he'd want to. I, I can't believe I, I keep getting offered from people like him and designers um, to, to call my agent saying, um, "Does he want us to dress him for the um, the Emmys?" Do they the Golden do? Globes? Do they do pajamas? Well, exactly. <laughs> One, I think. Why do they wonder? Uh, 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 what is that going to put sales up? Is someone going to be watching that and go, hey, "Yeah, that that bloke looks short and fat and sweaty." Um, get me Armani on the phone. But you know, maybe that's someone from the Emmy committee going, can you phone up Ricky Gervais and just yeah. check that when they say, can we dress him from the Emmys, we mean, can we make sure he's dressed yeah. from the Emmys? Can we tuck him in <laughs> yeah. and leave his slippers at the hotel? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't do it anyway because I'm mildly embarrassed. I, we went around those sort of luxury lounges where they give you things, they mm. give you these, like, suits, like you know, Armani, Hugo Boss, they're just giving you suits. Well, what, well, I worried about this. Oh, yeah. When's this going on? Yeah, when before, like, the Emmys, every, every... Well, what the fuck? I was out there, <laughs> no one notified me. <laughs> Maybe you didn't get an invite. What do you um, mean I didn't get an invite? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the first one I went to, I was mildly embarrassed right around. Then I saw, like, Helen Mirren, The Sopranos. Bloody Helen but- Mirren's going round there and I'm not... Yeah. Yeah. But she has, she has, she's got more money than me. She don't need to go and get free stuff. She's the queen. She's the richest woman in the world. Fucking hell. Yeah, you've been, you've missed out, Steve. And they, they, they measure you and everything. I've, ta- I've oh, taken... this off. This I've, is insane. I've taken one suit. I've taken one suit and, um, uh, I think a jacket. But usually what I do is I say I have a pair of sunglasses. I'm like Alton John at home. I've got a drawer full of the best sunglasses in the world. One-off editions of these beautiful sunglasses where I'm embarrassed not to take something. They're incredible. They just, they just give you all these things, you know. I feel like, um, the kid in, uh, the Pied Piper, remember when the Pied Piper, as revenge, he takes all the kids to a sort of magical land inside a rock where there's just sweets and fun, but the little lame lame boy, he he can't get in there. He's left behind in the rat, formerly rat-infested town. But but he had the last laugh, didn't he? Because he could go and get locked in the cave. Yeah, but he didn't 
They weren't locked. It was a magical land inside the cave. He wanted to be in there. Was it? Yes, or famously. Was it, or was he a paedophile? Yeah, but that's got to be, uh, it's got to be better than being stuck in a town with rats <laughs> and old people. <laughs> At least you get sweets. <laughs> and a puppy. I worried then for a minute. I thought, oh, that's libelous. What, the, the, the Pied, uh, Pied Piper, Piper was a paedophile? Like, so, uh, excuse me, it's the Pied Piper here. Um, we are, yeah. uh... We represent the Pied Piper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We represent the Pied Fiddler. The Pied Piper. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the Pied Piper. Pied, 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 Pied. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, um, you know, I used to, uh, I used to care about fashion. Mm. Um, but, uh, I also had little mistakes. If you're right. being creative with clothing, you get, not everything's a winner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't always look good, even even when I thought I looked good in everything. So what was, just quickly, what sort of era are we talking? Well, um, uh, obviously student, that's when I sort of did the- And what was your default look? Um, new romantic. Right. I mean, you know, the first thing I did when I got to college, dyed my hair. Blousy shirts. Uh, blousy shirts, but I dyed it black, sometimes military. The military was very big then, so, right. you know, you'd have dyed black hair and a bit of eyeliner, but- you know, maybe look a bit, a bit, um, sort of, um, you know, gorilla. Then, um, um, I got signed, uh, when I was in a, a, a pop band, a failed pop band very quickly, but you know, I bought designer clothes, but then it all went, okay? So the poor years, um, from when I was about, I don't know, 22 to 29 Look before that, I got a job. Four years, starting 22, you had the high life. You yeah. Out by then. Yeah, and, uh, so, uh, we lived in that awful little place where I, I, I talk about it live, where, you know, there was no toilet so often I'd, I'd wee in the sink. Sure. Um, and so- Great days. Uh, so I thought, well, I didn't have any money at all. And I used to wear a tracksuit all the time then, because I used to, I used to run around London. I was on the dole. Um, we had 16 quid between us a week to spend. Right, so there was a lot of chili con carne being eaten yes. and rice, just filling up on rice and and uh, and I'd run everywhere and I was You'd I, run everywhere. Yeah, I'd just run. I'd get up and I'd run places. I'd run around the park. I'd run to visit friends who had jobs. I'd run to art galleries and I'd run London. That was that was like my job. But why were you running it? It sounds like it's the life of a smackhead. Why I was were you <laughs> running everywhere. <laughs> I was super fit in my twenties. I'm not only sort of like thin, but fit as well. I'd run at least five to ten miles a day and work out i do i did karate twice a week i'd so i just i mean honestly Every, anything but a job anything but a job yeah because i was trying to be a pop star and right. i told myself no i'm an artist yeah, i can't yeah. get, possibly get a job it's bohemian i just eat rice yeah. well and i was fine it was absolutely fine never but i never thought oh this is really annoying i've got to get a job i thought you know, I haven't got a job. I'm doing this. I'm doing a banner. You were and signing it, on, were you? Getting yeah. Dormant? Uh, well, I, I couldn't. I couldn't because um, I hadn't had a job before that. So I think we got a rent paid, and then we split Jane's money that she earned. We got a rent paid, and you know, we were left with. Uh, as, as I say, I remember it being. It was sixteen quid a week, and it was it was the early eighties, isn't it? Mid eighties. So um, I didn't get new clothes. So I had some, you know, old ones, and you know, to go to jumble sales. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I remember once. We uh, were getting new curtains, and uh, the old ones that were in this flat were like sort of a chintzy, sort of goldish sort of lie with a thread in them, with sort of leafy pattern, uh, very sort of thick. What kind of late seventies style? Yeah, exactly. And Jane was gonna took the old ones down. I went, don't throw them away. I'll make a suit out of those. <laughs> yeah, of course. So sort of Jane just sort of nodded and went, okay. And she went to work. So I thought, wow, okay. Let's have a go. I'll I've show never, her. I've never made a suit before, but how hard can it be? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I used to, you know. That would be my first thought. Um, I used to make everything. I used to make, uh, I remember, uh, <laughs> I made shelves once. I found three bits of wood in a skip, okay, and I sort of 
put two um, vertically and put one across the top, right? So it was like, you know, a goal post, right? I thought right. Um, I didn't put a nail in each side. It sort of wobbled. I put it against the wall and it wouldn't stand up. It sort of like <clears throat> leaned like I made a parallelogram. So what I did, I put another nail in it and I tied a bit of string to it and pulled the string tight. I pulled it across the room and put another nail in the windowsill. And so now there's this shelf that wants to fall over but can't because it's tied to another wall. Um, so that was... Uh, you, so you spent most of this, the 80s <laughs> running around London... <laughs> And collecting debris and making your home out of it. You sound like a womble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't shaped like one until I was 32. And you, and this is kind of, uh, you were making everything except a living. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. right. So, so I thought, right, how do I make a suit? I thought, well, I used to go to the library and learn, I don't know, I, I can make a suit. You know, mm. I don't, don't want to do it like other people, I do it differently. Do it so, so my method for making this made-to-measure suit um, was I got one of the sets of curtains and laid them on the floor. Right. I laid down on the curtain and drew round my legs. Right. Okay. Hang on. So you were making the trousers first? Yeah. So I thought, hold on, that's just one side of the trouser. So I laid down another curtain and drew round my legs again. And I thought, right, I cut those out. So now I've cut out two leg-shaped curtain yeah. pieces, right? I put them together, sewed them up. Of course... It was nowhere big enough. Of course Because not. I'd left no room, right? Yeah. So I tried to squeeze into them. I mean, they look like jodhpurs. They look like tights, yeah. okay? So I thought, oh, this is really hard, right? I pulled them off again, right? I thought, how am I going to make the jacket? I didn't. I just used one of the curtains as a cape. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I mean, I look like a gay Hamlet. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, it's ridiculous, right? So what I did was, uh... Did you squeeze into the trousers? You wore the trousers? I, I sort of squeezed them. I couldn't wear them, though. Yeah, I swear. Yeah. So what I did was, um, I rolled it up and shoved it under the chair. You sh what, you rolled up what? Sorry, I... To the suit I made. Jane came in, about a few days later, she went, what's that? I said, oh, that's where I had to go at the suit. And she pulled it out and, you know, died laughing. The idea that this, that this, this man sat down and drew round his legs but to make some trousers. But you, well, firstly, why did you not just throw it away? Why did you stash it under the... I don't know, because I thought... And you were watching TV on the sofa, and she was a foot higher than you. <laughs> and she thought, what's going on here? And there was a suit stuffed. I mean, why not just throw it away? I don't understand. I don't know. That's what you do, isn't it? You think, oh... Maybe what I f again, we were talking before about the fact that you used to be very thin uh, and now you're very fat. Mm. And this seems like two different people. Well, not very fat. Oh. Well, most people would say you are. Yeah. But, um, but Wearing black. It, it seems as though you were also an idiot when you were younger. I mean, like, because you're a smart man now. I don't, well, I know. I why just would it not occur to you that you couldn't make your own suit? Because I've always thought I can do anything. I've always thought I can make a suit. Of course I can make a suit. I'll be brilliant at that. I'll yeah. make a suit. And it, it took me, it took me getting fat to realise... The world doesn't lay down to you. Yeah. I, I thought, well, I'll never be fat. I will never be fat. Look yeah. at me. Look at me. <laughs> you know? So I suppose... And even that, as you were getting fatter, that must be the mirror. <laughs> no. Jane, so, problem with the mirror. No, at least I can put eyes on myself as soon as I started getting fat. I started saying I was fat before I was fat. Yeah. Because when you've been really thin, you know, yeah. um, I, I, I mean, I couldn't get anywhere near those curtains now. No, oh, I couldn't. I, they, they wouldn't go past my ankle now. You kept them. <laughs> yeah, they're under the chair. Yeah, yeah. You uh, and you sit, of course. Uh, if someone comes to the door and you can't be bothered to reach for your pajamas, maybe just wrap the curtain around you. I just pop the curtain yeah. around me. Yeah, I could probably make a pair of pants out of them. I mean, soon I will be in nappies. 
which would be easy to make. Yeah. So, but when I'm older, and Jane goes, just off to work. Where are those pillowcases? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I need changing. God. Food's too nice, though, isn't it? That's that's where the where the problem is. Well, yeah, some food. Uh, well, no, a lot, a lot of food. More food's nice now. I, I find that I eat because I go, that's nice, rather than I'm hungry. Oh that yeah, seems to be the problem. I stopped eating when I was hungry. Um, when I was about twenty nine. Yeah. I used to, I, oh, I've got to eat now. I've got other stuff to do. We've got to eat, yeah, shove it in, right? And then uh, that, I've, I've never, I've never only ate because I was hungry for uh, many, many years. But, but it's not just that either, is it? Like, we've got mates who've, like, had a kid now. And that's eating stuff. That, seriously, I'm not, I'm not joking. That is having stuff that I've never had. And it hasn't even got teeth yet. <laughs> I mean. What sort of things are you talking about? Mango. I only had that. <laughs> I, had, I had mango about a year and a half ago. And it's all right. I mean, it's not one of my favourite. Is it fruit? Yeah. But there's so much other fruit that's that's better. Go on. Yeah, I think. What's better than the mango? The banana springs to mind. The strawberry. Just I, I like I like the ones that you can just go. I'm nipping out. What can I take with me? I'll have an apple. Well, the banana's the best because it's got its own that's, little carry case. Yeah. Yeah, that's know. all right. But saying that, you see, this is why we've got more fat people in supermarkets now. You can buy cut up apple in a bag. Really. That's, that is that's lazy, lazy, isn't it? That, that is, is lazy. lazy. Well, again, I've got to confess that I have my portions of fruit first thing in the morning, um, liquidised. Yeah. I have a smoothie, I put all the fruit in there, I drink it. I'm not chewing. You want me to eat fruit, I'm not chewing it. At the Even, end of the day, food's nice. Yeah. There's loads of it. Mm. Well. No, there is. In the Western world there is, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. But in the Western places, world there's not. Yeah, but okay. this is the whole point, isn't it, about the, the gluttonous West, is that we are indulging ourselves. Yeah. If we yeah. were scrabbling around starving, like a third world country, we wouldn't be in that situation. Well, there's but all we're the- drinking the fizzy lemonades exactly, and the Exactly, there's loads of it. And now, every time I buy something, it's a two for one. So you end up buying more than you need, and then Suzanne's always saying, eat this ham, will you? It's going off. <laughs> I don't even want it. <laughs> Why is she buying so much ham? Because it's two for one offer. We don't need two lots, but the person at the till goes, you know, this is two for one, you go and nip back and get one. And I you know get what you mean, it, though. You I mean, it. It, it, it yeah, they never do half price, they do two, two for, for one. one. Exactly. They did that with a meal once. We were in LA, and we had a meal, and they said, uh, you know, it's happy hour, it's two for one. So, I went, well, can we just have one each? I mean, we've got to give it to you. And they brought two meals for everyone. Yeah. It was ridiculous. That's mad. Yeah. I am. Of course but, you do. I'll tell you another problem that I've worked out. Yeah, it might, might make a slight difference on fat people. Don't put a light in a fridge, because that's just that's just that night when they get peckish, <laughs> they can see everything that's in there. Don't put the light there. You don't need a light in a fridge. There's no lights in other cupboards. Yet where there's food, it's like fat is getting up at four in the morning. What can it have? What's that at the back? Get rid of the light. They'd eat less. That might there might be some logic in that. That's interesting. Well, what's it there for? Tell me what that light is there for. They say turn off your standby light. Yet you've got a light in your fridge. Well, no, it's showing you off. where tomatoes is. Yeah, but it's turned chocolate. off when you shut. The, you don't, the light's not on when the door's not open. Yes, but a fat person who's always got the fridge door open. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you saying in a way is that the free market capitalism, being what it is, which has allowed companies, food manufacturers, to make them more full of more salt, more fat, and in order to well, attract you, in order to make more profits, it's actually resulting in obesity. I was in a cafe, right? Um, I normally like to go in there, and I might have beans on toast, mm. uh, cheese on top. Tea. I might have a bit of cheese. Yeah, cheddar on top. Uh, only if the offer. I sometimes sort of think I shouldn't have it, so mm. I'll only have it if they say you want cheese. Oh, okay. And then it's down to their problem. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of like they made me have that. Yeah. 
So, anyway, I'm sat in there. Look how Ricky's glazed over just thinking about cheese on mm. toast now. I'm sat in there, this little fella, I'd say he was from, like, Africa or something, yeah. uh, came in, he had a little top hat on, <laughs> suitcase, <laughs> and red jeans. Dead happy he was. Uh, I think he'd just turned up to London, it's his first day out, and he's probably thinking, I can't believe really me, look, look at the choice here. Anyway, the difference was- Or conjecture. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. yeah the on. difference was, he went in, and he said, have you got any porridge? He asked for two bowls, for the price of one. It was a little bit of a- A kerfuffle. Yeah, a little bit, because he couldn't understand why. You've got loads of porridge, give me two portions. But the, what, what, what I found interesting is, he didn't want to go for the donut. Or the pastry, because in his country they don't they don't have it. Mm. So food where he's from is for what food is for, isn't it? Giving you energy. Yeah. Here it's not about that, is it? No. You go. Oh, I'd, I'd love a little uh, muffin. So it, I just found I just found it interesting. That's all. My point is that he could have anything. He's come over here. He's in London. He's yeah. got loads of stuff on offer. Yeah. But he still wanted his porridge. Do you think uh, that? Well, firstly, do you think perhaps he had travelled from the past <laughs> in some kind of time machine? But secondly, do you think that now that he'll have a, he'll, he'll have a, his first taste of a donut, won't he, or a pan of chocolat, do you think you'll get the taste of it next time you see him? Well, maybe that's that's yeah, how it works, isn't it? I mean, out. why do I like? Hey, well, next time when they go, hello, usual, no, chef de porridge, I want a donut. That's that's what happens, isn't it? You try one. Uh, it's like that the people I'm talking about who's had a kid and always giving it mango. They haven't let it add a burger yet. Um, it hasn't got any teeth. Burgers aren't. I don't mean a, like a, a, a proper beef one. I mean a, like a takeaway one that's pretty soft. It's all about a mixture. You need a mixture in your body. You need to have, like I've told, said to you before, I get an urge for things that I don't even know about. Do you know what I mean? What, like, what? Anything. The one that always surprises me are plums. <laughs> because I shouldn't get an urge for plums. I don't like them enough, but if I pass them in a supermarket, I go, I want one of them for a bit. Yeah, that, I think you need that. And I go mad, I'll eat a full packet in a day. I'll eat like six and get bellyache and that, and I know I shouldn't overdo it with them. But it's just like, my body- He's like a creature, isn't he? My body just calls out for stuff. It doesn't, Carl. No, he feels that way because I wouldn't normally buy him. My favourite fruit, I, I like an apple, love a banana. Mm. I've got into, um, blackberries. Yeah. <laughs> Quite expensive, but a bit of a treat. Um, people paid money for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. A man just listing his favourite fruits. <laughs> yeah, Graham, not included. But are you a fan of the gooseberry? Don't know if I've had them. You never had a gooseberry? They're very, very tart. They they're are sad. very bizarre. They're, they're, they're they like, like a in... uh, like a green testicle. They've even got the little hair on it. A gooseberry is like a really crispy, plump little berry, but it's very, very um it's sour. sour. I mean, you've got to have it in pies with sugar and stuff. I bet my godson's had one. He's only one and a half. I bet he's already had a gooseberry, and I've never had one in my life. Right. He'd never said it before, and he said gooseberry. <laughs> he decided that's the way to pronounce it. A gooseberry. What's that? What's a gooseberry? A gooseberry. Well, okay. I'd never heard it before, but I'm going to say it now, but I'm going to say it my way. Gooseberry. I've never had one. You need I don't, to, you I need... don't feel like I need another fruit, that's the thing. I think there's plenty of fruit out there. Bananas, apples, oranges. If you get a little bit sick of oranges... <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of the satsuma, easy to peel. What I don't like is the big oranges. You have to peel them. Um, you get it on your. You I know the ones I eat when I'm in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just easy, so you right? just dunk under the water afterwards, that's and a you're bit clean of a treat again. If I'm going to have a bath, yeah, then, yeah, then that's what you do. You so it's two it. treats. It's an orange and a bath. 
I mean, that's amazing. That's an amazing thing to look forward to. Don't you think you've blown that for when you're old, when you're 74? And I go, I'll tell you what, Carl, lovely treats, a bath and an orange. Done it! I did it when I was 36! We've got plenty of fruit. They can't get rid of fruit quick enough. There's loads of stuff with fruit in now. Shower gel with kiwi in it. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, they can't get rid of it because it's too much. So they just go, what can we do with all this stuff? We'll stick it in there. Orange <laughs> juice. I, t I had orange juice sort of cordial. Yeah. Tastes a bit weird, isn't orange? Sneaked a bit of pineapple in. Orange and pineapple. You can't get rid of the stuff. What's up with that? Talking yesterday, um, to, uh, Matt Robinson, the, the guy I did the, the film with that you came over and um, did a part in that we, we've cut. Um, and, uh, his dad as a, as a doctor and, um, um, used to, used to go around the world and stuff. And when he was about 10, he went on holiday and they were driving through Indonesia to, to, to get to somewhere else. I forget where, but they came across this village where he said the spiders have won. Okay, they drive in. As you're driving in, he could see these things sort of hanging from the trees and the sort of telegraph poles. And as they got closer, he realised they were just big spiders. They just made webs everywhere and he could see them on the street, okay? He said it freaked him out. They parked up in this, this uh, the sort of like the high street and he said he got out and they were running on the pavements like pigeons and rats, just running everywhere. Oh, he said the kids were playing with them. The kids were playing with them. There was no one else freaked out there. He said he oh. ran to the restaurant. They had to stop. He ran into the restaurant, freaked out. He got into the restaurant and there was a tarantula on the floor. And he ran back in the car. And and he said he said later to his dad, was that a dream? And his dad went, no, it's true. You know, it's, it's a real place, right? He was telling me, I said, that's, that's the worst place in the world. He was looking it up. He was trying to Google it. And he put in, he can remember the name of this place, Indonesia. And he put in Spider Village, Indonesia, right? And he couldn't find it. But another one came up in Cambodia, and it was there, and it was, he said it was exactly the same, just as bad, a place where just spiders have won, okay, but in this place, they eat them. They eat the spiders, the local yeah. inhabitants eat the spiders? Yeah. Wow. So, it's just, this town is just dense with spiders, it's they're just everywhere. Dense, they, they're just happy there, no one's killing them, no one's doing anything. Are you just treading on them as you walk down yeah, the street? Yeah, he said oh. it's just, they're just... They've just taken over. There's a place in off Madeira they called Spider Island where no one lives there, but um, with absolutely no predators. There's just there's just millions yeah. of spiders, but no one lives but there. How do you prevent the spiders? You know, when you're sleeping, crawling in, getting in. You your don't. They just they just put up with them. I sp I suppose it's that you know they're they're no weirder than any other insect or pest or whatever you you call them. It's just I suppose because it's you think of spiders as loners. Yes. And they're the, and they're the the top sort of phobia, and it seems weird that they're almost treated like pets. But isn't that a weird place though? That you drive in and it's just oh hello, welcome to Spider Town. I couldn't be dealing with it. I mean, my mum wouldn't be that bothered. She's still got that one that's under the telly. She's had that for ages. And my dad threatened her that he was going to kill it because he's sick of it. She's put a bit of uh, tipex on its back, so she knows. What? So she knows. Well, how many spiders are there? What, you think you'd kill it and then replace it out of guilt? It's not like a budgie. No, but you can sort of say, oh, I don't know, it's gone. And then if one turns up again, it'll go, your spider's back. Yeah. But now she's marked it. What, so, hang on, it, 
It has well, a, that's, that's weird. It has a web underneath the telly. It's always under the telly. I don't think it bothers with a web. But it's, what do you mean she keeps a spider under the telly? It's just there, and she's sort of like, it's not a problem. They get rid of flies. They're not dirty. It well, it doesn't get rid of flies if it sits there watching Coronation Street. It doesn't Street. do much. Honestly, it can be there in a corner. I don't know what it does. I don't know. I, I, it's, I, I, it just sits there. But she likes the fact that it's there. It's that thing, innit, of, uh, older people like that, don't they? They don't like change. It's like part of the family, you know, all the kids have left home now. She's got this little spider with a tipex on its head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the way that she went to a drawer, she had an idea, she was worried about it, she was worried about her husband killing it, I know, this is for your own good. Good yeah. tipex, pop that on you. And you've been round there with the spider that doesn't freak well, you Well, I'm out. going round this weekend, so, I, but I used to always sit on the floor to watch the telly. Yeah. Now it's like I'm not sitting on the floor. You'd be watching Spider-Man, it would be criticising, well that wouldn't happen. What does your mum think of it? Does she think it's like a little pet or she doesn't want to get rid of it? I think it is a pet because, like, you know, she's had loads of cats, she's had dogs, she's got a budgie, and now my dad's sort of saying don't get any more pets because it means we can't go on holiday. Right. A spider can look after itself. <laughs> I love the idea! Someone would say, um, do you mind coming around, we're on holiday for a week, do you mind coming around with a fly every two days? <laughs> yeah, I, I just, uh, just keep an eye on it. I mean, I, I thought Spider Island was weird, but keeping a spider under the telly with Tipex on it, as yeah. a pet. I, um, was watching a documentary about, uh, you know, Nazi Germany and everything, and I just realised that I've felt guilty for quite a while because whenever I see a programme about the Nazi plan, I always take a certain solace. Like I'm slightly smug that I know I'd have been okay because I'm tall and blonde, almost blue-eyed. Yeah. Pretty much fully functioning except the, uh, the eyes are a bit poor. The Aryan race. And the, that's what they were after, wasn't it? The yeah. sort of Superman, the Aryan. He'd, what do you mean? Yeah. Well, Steve would have been the Aryan pinup. Yeah, I'm like a kind of poster boy no, for no, Nazi Aryan. But you wouldn't. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have been a pinup. No, but you know, like, a, you know, they'd have certainly, they, I'd have been, maybe not on the posters, but I'd certainly have been down the recruitment office. Really? Signing people out there so we want you to look like this. So what do you think, so? So Steve goes, they go, okay, we want someone tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. Someone goes, I know the person. He's not only, he's really tall. Um, he's got really sort of striking eyes and is quite blonde. Uh, and they go, get him here. What do you think? He walks in, Hitler sees him, all the generals go, Hitler would love me. Do you want, do you want everyone to look like this? Thoughts, Carl? If you turned up, they'd go, hang on a minute, this doesn't match. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? No way. No way. I am definitely, I am an ideal Nazi. I, I, I think someone would sort of go, hang on, I think there's been a mistake here. <laughs> No, that's bollocks. That is absolute nonsense. I guarantee that I would have been one of the most popular Nazis. Did they stick with that? Did they sort of, was that the rule? Was, or did they see someone like you and go, hang on, we need a lot more on this list because I've just seen something out there that ticks all the boxes and it's a little bit, a little bit off. No. Well, do you know what? You can laugh, because, but you, what would they have made of you? You'd have been straight <laughs> against the wall, mate. No, but I, I've been alright, because I'm- but Hitler was a bit like me, wasn't he? Yeah, you do look like a slightly- He was about 5'8", dark hair. I mean, he made me laugh, Hitler. Doesn't make many people laugh, but- No, uh, no, but do you know what I mean? He's going, oh, we've got to be blonde. I go, hold on, whoa, Adolf, take a look at yourself, son. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but he was just, you know, he was aspiring to something. 
more like me. Well, at least dye your hair. Why don't you just at least peroxide it? If I said, hey, Hitler, we got to do this image, right? Because people are laughing at you because you're going around saying you want tall, blonde-haired, um, uh, blue-eyed fellas, and you're a, a little short, um, uh, brown-eyed, um, black-haired fella. Right, first of all, okay, put these contact lenses in. Little, little blue contacts. Oh, look at that. Your eyes pop. Lovely. Okay. Um, let's dye your hair, peroxide that, maybe, you know, like Dave Sylvian, give him a little quiff. Okay? Now, Some right? build-ups in his shoes. Yeah, some Cuban heels, some high, maybe high heels. Right, now go out there. Now go out there. That would have been an extraordinary look if he had, if that was the man that we knew and feared, giving those speeches. Peroxide hair, yeah. Cuban heels. Wouldn't I'd have been out. <laughs> imagine I'd have been out of. I'd have found Anne Frank in a second, just passing by, oh, yeah, here just, in the top yeah. window, in the attic window. He would have to. Yeah, he'd have gone, lads. Don't bother going inside. Go and look at this. Get a ladder. Here she is. Typing. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. saying it's a good thing, Carl. I'm just saying that you know one can have these guilty thoughts. Only, only those things that I said where I get an urge to slap a kid or something. <laughs> 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 when did you? When did this happen? There's just little things like that. The other day I was in the park and there was a goose just sat on the edge of the pond and I just wanted to run up and kick it. It's because you're not allowed and it's there and it's almost like going, come on. You just want to give it a little boot and the same with babies. Sometimes you just want to slap their head. Not hard. Oh God! But I'd say that's the that's the weird thing. I have well, has that impulse when he sees you. And I, I don't have anything where I sort of uh, you know want to be. German or something, that's too... No, I'm not saying I want to be German, I'm saying I feel guilty because when I see those things, I think, oh, I'd have been okay. Yeah. What would you have done, though? Do you reckon you'd have helped out or you'd have kept quiet, just done your bit? I'd like to think I'd be one of those people who would have pointed and said, no, you can't be doing this, this is out of order, but I know in my heart I probably would have just kept stum. Because, you know, I'd have liked the... Oh, he's already talking German. <laughs> I'd, like the, I'd like the uniforms. I'd have yeah. just kept my head down. Yeah. Um, well, you might things. you might have had to to survive. Well, I, I just think I, I think I'm living in the best time for me. I think if it was about you know ages ago or something, it wouldn't have been right. I think I've just been lucky. But if you were in one of those situations, whether it be Nazi Germany anywhere else, where you see oppression going on, horrors, would you stand up and fight for justice, put your own neck on the line, or would you nah. just keep quiet? What do you mean keep your neck? What do you mean? Well, this is, you know, this is the thing, for instance... If I knew Anne Frank was in, in my loft. Well, yeah, would Perfect. You, yes, would yeah, you Yeah, if you knew it? Anne Frank was in your loft, and your dad came in and went, right, whatever you do, don't harbour any Jewish people, the Nazis are, right, uh, also they're looking for spiders under tellies, your mum, you, you and your mum sort of looked at each other, so, so, uh, what would you do? Um, you met a little German fella. Ah, oh, young Carl. Uh, it's, it's a little round-headed no, fella. No, I'd probably just go, no, I don't know. I don't know who's up there. Well, we are checking, and if if we find her, then you... Well, would... it's ridiculous, real. Well, what do you think, though? Of course, it was it was a threat of death. You, if you harboured someone, yeah, but that, was why it was so, that was why it was so heroic. Well, people on, hiding Sorry, people. could we just have this conversation played out, please, Rick? You're, you're the German. Hello. Hello, Carl. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, what's, ah, what's yes. the problem? You're losing your hair. You're stressed. A little bit, yeah. It's oh, bad times. Right, uh, it's not, you're not hiding anything from me, are you? No. Oh, okay. No, no one. When you're asleep at night, do you, do you hear as the creaks of the, anyone upstairs? Um, I'm quite a sort of, uh, once yeah. I get to sleep, because my restless legs and that, I'm not oh. pretty tired, so I'm out yeah. like a light. Um, if I came round, could I look in the attic and if I find anyone... It's up to you, I've got to go out, I mean... Well, I'll just... tell you now, if I go on and find someone, 
uh, I will I will kill you. Well, I, I don't know if anyone's up there. I wouldn't say it's his job. I'd say you go and have a look. Yeah, but well, you don't say that. You're meant to be protecting her. Just say it's no. You've got to you. get him off the go set. You've got to say no. She's not there. I'll just check. Don't worry about that. Listen, I wouldn't lie to you. You'd say. But this is the point, Cole. Are you willing to put your life? On the line for someone else, and I think fundamentally, not for be. not for not for her. I'm Why not for her? She's got her whole life to live. What's she's she a done? talent. She's writing. You're not doing anything. What she's are you doing? Anything. Staring at her. She's ants. innocent. More like she's innocent. I'd say what I'd say. Anne, I'd go up. Anne, yeah. Uh, listen, they've been again. I think you should move out because this is sort of dragging. It's stressing me out. They keep knocking. I'm going to get dragged down with you. So can you can you move out of the loft now? You've been here a few weeks. But that's it's no point. sort of life, Anne. You've been up here, you might as well be a, 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 some sort of moth. <laughs> There's no light. You sat there writing, so I don't know what you're writing. You've been up here for weeks. What are you writing about? I've kept a diary, and it's a bit of a struggle. You haven't been out. So, can you just move, please? <laughs> that's what you do, is it? But I don't know how much you're meant to do. But this is the point, isn't it, Carl? It's about what are you willing to do? People during that time protected people at their own expense, at their their own personal risk. They went through, they lied, they got food, they forged documents for them, they tried to sneak them out of the country. They did mm. incredible acts of heroism yeah. to help other people. And you're, and you're doing you're nothing. You're going to kick her out on the street. You're adding to it. Weeks. You're adding to All it. All I'm saying is, I'd say, Anne, I think, I think they think you're up here now. I think it's best if you move on. I right. don't think you'd have I even welcomed her I in the first place. Why can't I can't, leave, I can't leave here. Well, you, I'll tell you what, I think he's, he's finding something a bit suspicious and he's gonna come up, so I have warned you, Anne, don't moan, and I'd, I'd leave her to it. And then yeah, if they turn up again, I'd go, go and have a look. Well, no, because then you'll still get done. I won't get done. You are, you've harboured her now, you've harboured her now, you're in trouble. So either go through with it and protect her, or stitch her up and get yourself out of What are you gonna do? I'd say, right, Anne. Listen. Go on. You've had one conversation, she's not listening to you, she's busy, she's writing. Um. How are you getting up there? It's just a little, what's it ladder? What are they called? A loft ladder. Yeah, a loft ladder thing. I, right, can, okay. I go up there, I'll give it a bang. Right. Hang on a minute, she says, stop her writing. What do you want? Well, what- Oh, your dad goes, Carl, what are you doing? I go, I'm talking to Anne. Who? Anne Frank. Who's Anne Frank? The woman in the loft. Well, we, what, well, you're not harbouring Jewish people, are you? I don't know what she is. She's just up there all the time. <laughs> what? I didn't know she was Jewish. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't but... know she was Jewish, you know. I just sort of, she'd just be there. She'd, I'm talking about my mum and dad, it's my mum and dad's house. Yeah. I'm younger. Yeah. There's a woman in the loft. It's just the norm. Right. <laughs> it's just the norm. Right. Well, it must have been, with all the Jewish people around. How she Everyone getting must fed? have had a Jew in the loft. Who's... <laughs> But you, oh, you, God. you, no, is it you like getting it last? Yeah. What's oh. interesting though is that you've, you've deliberately massaged this now to absolve yourself of responsibility. Suddenly you've made yourself a kid and it's not your responsibility. Yeah. We are asking you, the adult Carl they Pilkington. They said that. Adult Carl Pilkington, are you willing to put your neck on the line? And you're right. not, you're a- Suzanne brings home someone and go, right, this, this, they're being persecuted, they're after, right? The mob. Okay, forget, forget, not that's right. Someone's after, right? Um, they've just put out, I said, look, we've got to hide her. If they find her, they kill all three of us. Right, can we hide her here, Carl? I thought she's got nowhere to go. Let's, let, let's, let, let's at least take the risk. Well, let's set some rules. Go on then. Right. How long are you going to be in the loft for? Uh, it might be a year. Uh, long time that. I know, but quick, where, quick, they're coming, you, they're where coming. Have you been? Quick, quick, in here, right, in here, right. Do, 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 do. Right, Carl, do you answer the door and go, she's in here, boys, or do you go. Just no, stick her in the loft a minute. Okay, okay, she's in the loft, okay. Hello. Hi, um, Hi. 
uh, I'm gonna kill you and your girlfriend, okay, unless you tell me now, yeah. is there someone in your loft, yes or no? Not that I know of. I'm gonna check in a minute. Wait a minute, what do you mean not that you- I'm another- another one. Okay. When you say not that you know of, uh, I'm- I am gonna go and check in the loft. Are you happy for me to check in the loft? I can't stop you, can I? Oh, whoa, 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 we want a yes or no, son. Right. Well, what if I said no, what would happen? Well, we well, would storm in, and if we found anyone up there, we would presume you knew they were up there, and we would shoot you. Seems a bit unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, what I'd say is I'd say, it's weird you mentioned that, because there has been a bit of banging about in the loft, but I think it's coming from next doors. Have you been next door yet? No, we haven't. You gotta go around there. Alright, mate. Cheers, mate. No problem. Right. No. Shut the door. And then, that, that'd be that. I mean, it's... Well, yeah, it seems, it seems they make simple, it seem, actually. Yeah, yeah, they make it seem worse back then, but that's what age does to things, isn't it? People add bits on and all that. So and what you think, do you think, well, what do you think the closer truth to the story is? I it's mean, just you've a done woman, no research, just yeah. a woman, uh, she did a diary, and uh, she bummed about in people's lofts without paying for stuff. It's like, uh, what do you call them? What do you, what do you call them when you, when you get people living in houses? Squatters. Yeah, she's basically just a squatter with a diary. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, that is the worst thing, thing I've ever heard I have ever heard anyone say. Unbelievable. Carl, we've been doing this for a long time and we're struggling for stuff. We uh, ripped off Room 101 last week, called it Room 102. You've done Brilliant. rock no busters. One that. No, exactly, yeah. So, uh, have you heard Desert Island Discs? Yeah. Good, let's do that. Right, um, forget the eight records, we well, can't play for... them anyway. We can't play them anyway. I know, but for people who are listening in other countries, they may not be familiar with Desert Island Discs. Oh, it's a, it's a, a programme, it's a, it's a, a real national institution here. They, they get, um, you know, prime ministers and leaders of men and really eminent people to go on and you talk about your life and you choose, um, your eight favourite, um, tunes, um, you, uh, you take a, a luxury item and, um, you're allowed to take uh, any book. I did it, I, I, I was uh, very um, very privileged and, and honoured and very flattered to be asked to do it myself um, last year. Um, apparently uh, they said, what book would you take? And she went, you, 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 get, the, um, you get the Bible. I went, well, good. I want you to take toilet paper then. Um, and I, I took a book, um, I think a tabletop book of art. Why would you take that? Oh, so you can't take anything that's useful. It's just, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, and your luxury item, you can't, I took a vat of Novocaine. I thought if I get toothache, I'm sipping on that till I die. If I'm stuck here with nothing to do, I've got eight records, I'm gonna be sick of them. That's the thing. I'm looking at art, I'm le at least I'm looking at something, you know. What book would you take, Carl? Well, I wouldn't take an art book anyway, I know that. Right, okay, because so come on in, one book. Of it. You're gonna get sick of it, you're gonna get sick of it. Right, one book. You can't get sick of art, either. You okay. can. You can. You can have a brilliant <sighs> picture on your wall, but eventually, remember what I've said to you, mm. your eyes get bored of anything. <laughs> I don't remember him saying that. I think I blanked out. I think he came in one ear straight out the other. Well, that's why relationships break up, <sighs> because the, the eyes get sick of looking at that other person, and you go, me eyes want a change. That's what it's all about. Me eyes want a change. Okay, come Sorry, on, love. Fucking hell, choose a book to I'd take. I'd probably take a dictionary or something oh, like that. Oh, that's ridiculous. Why? Why would you take a dictionary? Just because I'm not that good with words. But who, what do you want words for? You're not talking to anyone anymore. You don't have to worry about the vocabulary. You have to worry about... 
Oh, but there'll be a lot of talking to yourself, probably. It'd be nice to sort of... Oh, so you're going to bring yourself up on your grammar, either? You're talking to yourself and you go, oh, Carl, you're an idiot. You don't say it like that. That's well, if you've got to talk to yourself, it'd be nice to have Why are you someone... talking to yourself, you maniac? Because there's no one else about. Yeah, but you don't open your mouth and actually verbally talk in order to talk... But also, what does it matter if you've got a dictionary or not? Who's arguing with who? Because sometimes I feel frustrated when I don't... I can't get my point across. But it's just you! Exactly, you that's more annoying. Look so, so how you're getting annoyed now. You're annoyed with me because I can't explain what I mean. Yeah. I don't want to be annoying myself. Why <laughs> would you be annoying yourself? But you'll already understand your point. You don't need to vocalise well, it. sometimes I think through what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think, does that make sense? And sometimes I'll go, no, it doesn't. And I'll go, why is that? And then you, you're working it out in your head. Now, if I've got a better vocab, I'll have a good little chat. <laughs> what? <laughs> a good little what? chat? With yourself. Carl, you already on understand. the desert island. You've got there. You're not reading the Bible. You get a dictionary out, so you get a better vocab, so you can have a decent chat with yourself. What are you saying? It becomes a point. If you're not keeping yourself interested in anything, your brain's going to turn to mush. Now I'm I'm I you feel. I'm teaching my brain stuff, keeping it active. Mm. The only thing you've got on that island mm. is your imagination mm. and your thoughts. Now, if you can make those imaginations and thoughts better, which you do with language, you're going to have a better time, aren't you? Well, no, a thought is never restricted in your own brain by vocabulary, is it? Of course it is. No, well, no, you if you've you had the thought, you've had the thought. You don't go, hold on, I'd have a thought here, but I can't think of the word. You don't think in language in that same way, do you, really? You think more conceptually. When someone came up, I, oh, guess what? I've just found the cure for... Oh, I can't think of the word. Well, I've just worked out the cure for... Eh? I can't think of the word. Let's look it up. What is it? Cancer. No, but just to think... Language is a powerful thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um. No, oh, he's run out of words. You see, this is what I'm saying. It's sometimes difficult for me to get my point across with what I mean. Yeah, but that's fair enough if you're communicating, say, in this environment, and it's, dare I say it, perhaps a shame that you didn't read a dictionary before we started doing the podcast and all the broadcasting, but anyway, you've waited here on a desert island with no well, other fucker uh, around. Well, no, no, well, I, I think uh, by then, well, by the time you get shipwrecked, there will probably be a few more entries to the dictionary. Um, grippage. <laughs> foodage. <laughs> rumminging. <laughs> replenishing. But, but, so what? All words are made up. Orange. One day someone went, what? He's oh, got a head- that's, that's, He's got a head like something. He's got, like, got a head like a fucking what? I don't even know what- He's got a head like a fucking what? Well, that's what I'm saying. Let's make so, up a word, it looks like a orange. Like a fucking red no, orange. orange. And the other thing is, say if I am captured- By who? who? What? By that's who? By a boat that's passing. Why are you captured? captured? You mean saved? Alright, saved then, yeah. Okay. If I'm set there you go again, you see. I went for captured instead of saved. <laughs> You're captured you're by some pirates. Talking to anyone, Carl, in your head, it didn't matter. You knew what you meant. When you sat there on that desert island, you thought, oh, if I'm captured by a boat. They didn't come over and go, hi, Carl, we've come to save you. You wouldn't go, well, no, I don't want saving, I want capturing. I go, right, sorry, wait for the next boat. It didn't matter. You knew what you meant. You'd go, help, and you'd get do on the you, boat. Do you think in, in words that you don't use? Unless you're specifically thinking about something you're going to say, maybe because we're doing some writing or whatever, we're not thinking in words, are you? You don't wander around thinking, ah, today I feel so, oh, I don't know what the word is. Extremely. You, you know, you know, you just feel, you yeah. experience, 
you think you don't you're not thinking logically about words and sentence structure and all those other things you don't that's not how you operate so if you're on a desert island having these arguments well, with yourself, all unless you're got. schizophrenic you've only got yourself for company yes, but you if don't. you bore yourself what's the point <laughs> what is the point seriously but how are you gonna what so you think you're gonna read that dictionary and you're gonna be better company because you're gonna be impressing yourself with longer words you're gonna go well why uh, do people use big words because they can but also to impress themselves i bet they slip no, no, them no, words no, in to impress themselves no. impress others if a boat passes and they go there's a fella over there on the island let's go and get him now the way i am at the moment they'd go you're all right and i'd go you are and they go oh, don't stop <laughs> <laughs> where imagine that whereas if oh. i sort of say something with a big word that i can't think of right now They'll go, oh, who's that? He sounds like he knows his Yoo-hoo! Anti-disestablementarianism! <laughs> get him on this boat now! <laughs> we what must have wit. that wit! <laughs> da, 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 All right, da, 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 you, you get him to come through. But then I'm on the news and they go, oh, Carl, what was it like on the island? And I can start saying stuff. I it can't... was scrambarious! <laughs> <laughs> no, but then I think it makes it more interesting, whereas at, the, at this moment in time, I'd struggle to tell them I what think it's like. I like the idea of you trying to educate better yourself. I love the idea. But do it now! But there's so many other books. If I'm stuck with one... Okay, the dictionary. You've got a dictionary. Fine. What's your luxury item? What's your luxury item? Quick. Let's get off this island. Come on. What did you take for your luxury? A vat of Novocaine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some Revels. A big sort of bag. Big bag of Revels. A big bag of Revels. Just for variety. Well, there's no variety particularly in Rebels, they're You're all joking, chocolate, aren't they? No, all different. You've got orange ones, you've got coffee, caramel, Malteser. That's it, that's Raisin. your luxury. Sorry, is this podcast sponsored by Rebels? I mean, second Novocaine isn't great, is it? If you don't get toothache, you'll be going, why don't they bring Rebels? <laughs> Thank you for listening. I mean, you are martyrs, saints and martyrs, to have listened to this all these years. So that's it from us. Um, why don't you start again? Go back to the beginning and listen to all of them. The back catalogue, five series. See if you can find one wise word from Carl Pilkington. And if you listen to this in the future, oh, I tell you what, the world's gone downhill. Uh. No, it'll just be different. I don't think it'll go downhill. It's just going to change, and it things are going to be different. We've talked about fat people. Uh, is that a bad thing? Mammoths were fat, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, then they died out. Then you get the ice age, and then this has happened. It's all going to happen again. That's what's going to happen. Brilliant. You uh, just decided that now. Definitely. Well, that's what happens, isn't it? A weed. A weed grows out of a crack. Put weed killer on it. Two weeks later, it's back again. That's what the world's like, a big weed. We're just a weed in the universe. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>